2019 began with a duel. It is that time of year to look back at all that transpired over the last 12 months. And here to tell us the highlights of all things entertainment is... Twenty-two shots, twenty-two shots. It's the 2019 Top Ten Show. Twenty-two shots, twenty-two shots. It's your motherfucking boy, Moods in the house. Twenty-two shots, twenty-two shots. We most definitely have my boy, Double Shot J. Twenty-two shots, twenty-two shots. Can't forget about Crying Freeman, the little boy Jew. Twenty-two shots, twenty-two shots. And Mr. Venom, you know he's down with us. Twenty-two shots. 22 shots. Can't forget about my man Dave, Mr. Parker. 22 shots. 22 shots. And we most deaf got my daughter, Mr. Carly, in the house. 22 shots. 22 shots. Top 10, 2019. That's right, motherfuckers. Come and get some. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 173 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my two co-hosts back in here with me tonight, the Mexicant and the Jew, a.k.a. JP and Jeremy. And I'd like to welcome back to the show three of our all-time favorite guests, Venom, a.k.a. Jerry Cortez, Dave also known as Mr. Parker. And finally, we have Carly, a.k.a. JP's girlfriend. What's going on, <laughs> clan? What's up? Yo. Greetings and salutations. Yo. Carly's not impressed. Yeah, it's well, I think everybody's afraid to talk because it's yeah. like, who's yeah, going to say like what? Yeah, I don't know people. when to jump in. Or... See, there it goes. <laughs> it's hard uh. enough with three of us on the show. We talk over each other a lot with six people. I don't even know how this is going to come out. It's hard enough with just me and JP alone, so I don't know how I'm going to fit in here. Whoa, what do you yeah, mean? It's, it's be wrong. cock is in your mouth. I, I only ever hear JP's Ooh. voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I never let thing. you talk. Come on. It is a list show, so it is like you go, now I go. Now you go, now you know. It's like take turns, so it that is reply. why you can have more. Yeah, now you reply. Definitely a little so, bit easier of a format for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I am excited about this. I, n- not only am I excited, I am relieved every time when this day comes. I'm just like, I can watch, I can watch Star Wars. I can watch, I can go see the new Star. I can do anything but watch 19 movies. Like I will never watch magic. a 19 movie again for like at least a year. Probably for <laughs> two weeks until you watch. A, yeah, you watch a couple films because we're doing the top 10 of uh, the decade coming up here. I guess I don't really have to do any prep for it, but well, we're ranking the decade. I'm yeah, not but, doing but still, you got to do research for. It. I was I was looking into it and I was like, damn, dude, this is a little bit more not complicated, but it's taking a little bit of effort. I was like, yeah, Shit. well, I was actually ranked them in my opinion. I was going to send them to you guys, and then you could send yours, and yeah. we can make adjustments and do it that way. So, yeah, but. Yeah, I digress, man. This is this is this is well, I, this. Have we had six? Yeah, we've had six one other time, right? It was exploding head boys, right? Yeah, we had all three yeah. of that. I think we only ever did that but once because usually there. when we had them on, it was somebody was always missing from the crew. Yeah, but I Wait. don't think I was there that year. Yeah, you. Yeah, you were. No, I remember it because there was two Canadians and two Jews. Yeah, two Mexicans. It was like the last. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. two and Canadians, it, like and two me Jews. and Dave, like Mexican, Italian, pretty much the same thing. So we lumped each other. Yeah. And Dave. <laughs> it was like bizarro world. <laughs> that was a huge rip yeah. on Italians right there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah really. It is funny because like 
Jeremy and and th- like it's like we're mirrors of each other. <laughs> it's that's funny. Um, yeah, so this is this is the top ten of 2019. We, what's funny is we pretty much the only guest we knew we were having from the beginning was Carly, and then like what November I asked you, Dave. Yeah. And then moods we asked Jerry Benham like a couple weeks later, I think. <laughs> Yeah, man, 2019. Oh, you know, I'm I'm pretty glad it's come to an end. To be honest, it wasn't the most solid year for me, especially coming off the last three or four years. Um, so it was a little bit of a step down. It was still decent at times, but it was decent. It wasn't very. I love this year. I, I see. I don't. I don't think it was like it, it's a it's lot of just, mediocre, average movies. Yeah, I don't think there was. It yeah. was full of a bunch of bullshit. I think it was just full of maybe a small handful of really high quality ones for myself, and then a bunch of like other films I could fill in the spots. So overall, was kind of making it a pretty lackluster for myself. Uh, I'm just pretty glad it's over. I mean, I quit watching like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and all I've been watching is Christmas movies the last like four days. <laughs> I know. So, I've been looking at your letterbox. I'm yeah. like, classic, you have classic, everything classic. Tense. I need classic. It. Well, I've been watching. All all, I've been watching all my favorite ones, right? So, <laughs> watch them with your kid. Uh, uh, some of them, some of them, yeah. Them. But depends. Uh, me, I think that this year is that like we're kind of in a different boat, like us three, because we do this every year and we have for the last seven years. You know what I mean? Six years recording, but we, we did 2013 till now. And, uh, so we always watch as much as possible. And whenever you see truly what every year had to offer, uh, in the last, you know, six or seven years, I think this one is definitely a step down in certain ways. I think the depth is not as high as it has been the past three or four years, but, I think that, in my opinion, the films that I like the best are maybe even stronger than some of my last few years. Like, uh, maybe not last year, the year before, but definitely some of the I early I think you say years. that same thing every single year. <laughs> that <laughs> is the same comment as every no, no, no. passing La- year. 2015, I was, I was blowing, and yeah. maybe the next two. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, no. No, last year was really. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right, man. I probably say the same damn thing over do. and over again. <laughs> I never do these end of the year shows like this. I do them, but I don't prep. I just whatever I see, I see. So yeah, yeah. I actually prepped this year. So I actually dug really deep, and I think that I found there's like there's I have a good top ten. I love it, but then there's like another ten movies that I really like that didn't make the list, mm-hmm. and I, I think that is. I, I genuinely like all these movies. I just felt like, you know, in past years, especially not last year, but I think 16 and 17 were so easy to make with me because for me, because just the quality films for myself, it was like, that's my top 10. I didn't really, maybe I was fighting for this nine or 10 spot, but this year it was like, I felt like I had a top five and then the bottom five could have been replaced with my 11 through 15. And I've really, I don't remember the last time that's happened where I had so many films, films that could have been interchangeable in a list. It just... And to me, that just it just kind of said to me that it wasn't like the strongest overall year, you know, for just those heavy, heavy hitters. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's solid. I didn't watch like an abundance of really, really shitty films. There was just a lot of kind of six and a half, maybe sevens and shit. But I don't know, man. It's it felt like an odd year to me. I just felt like there wasn't a ton of like heavy hitting indie films you know every year there's always an abundance of like low budget indie films that people are just raving about you know there's always this like one and pieces that. of talent or something exactly like that. and i felt like this year didn't didn't have that what it did have was a ton of theatrical films 
Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because tons had, of theatrical. Like, I had a big ton year. of watches before I even prepped. Like, I only prepped really about twenty-five movies uh, towards the end. There, I, I, <clears> I saw fifty from just seeing you know theatrical and then yeah. streaming debuts and stuff like well, that. Okay, but yeah, you're right. The indie scene was very light this year. It, it was. I mean, there's a lot of low budget independent films, but I'm talking about ones that were that got you know the, the word of mouth of going around. Like like you said, the pieces of talent. And, and so on and so on and like, like Mandy of last year and stuff like yeah, that like, Han- yeah. like you know Hounds of Love a couple like movies like that were the lower budget and shit like that but were really like Summer got, of 84 got yeah there was talking. a lot of word of mouth films yeah uh, the there was a couple years. this year though. No, I there mean, was those, a couple like, like mid tier ones exactly. we got a lot of mid tier movies though yeah. like you guys I was talking dirt cheap like fucking no budget movies that made mm. like uh, impact the, those ones I would say like Mandy are mid tier budget Got yeah, Mandy's definitely more of a higher. But, you know, Piece of Talents is a great example of a film, though. Straight, straight indie that just, you know, the word of mouth was huge. And it was a big deal. Okay. I, I felt like, you know, maybe a couple films in this year kind of got around, but they were also hit and miss with a lot of people, too. It wasn't just like people were just, you know, promoting the shit out of these indie films and stuff. It was more about theatrical films this year, which I have no problem with, just depending on... I mean, it's like A24 and Blumhouse. and I mean, they're just running shit. They're putting out <laughs> movies constantly, which is a good thing. You know, it's good to see horror films back in the cinema because what I was going, what I was trying to get at, you know, when we started this show in 2013, there was I, like six. No, I, I think remember. There, I think there was, there was crazy. There was like dude. three theatrical films that year. And you think about that in six, seven years, how horrors really come back every because year because a24 bro i know a24 and Blum, like they've done such a I good agree. job with putting out these lower budget films and making money off them that it's created a whole boom and it's created a whole nother industry like it just in, in a sense it's like for somebody that really thrives on low budget films i feel like they're just being overshadowed they're not getting out there and so i don't know what it is about this year but i just felt like everything was theatrical which is again fine but um, it, it's just a big boom. I mean, you look at 13 to 19, the, the increase in theatrical films is incredible. It's absolutely yeah. incredible to me, man. And I mean, now we're going back to the franchise. Like next year, we're going to have, all, there's so many sequels and remakes and shit coming out and stuff. So it's not going there's away. Four, there's four wide released horror films in January. Yeah. That, and that's another great point. That's another great point because every year we have noticed January, February, you know, the first quarter of the year usually starts at really slow, but when you're getting four or five theatrical films in January, you got it. You got to say to yourself, this, this is crazy. This is good. Yeah. This is a really good thing. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's very inviting for 2020. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of our, you know, the films that we're anticipating for 2020 later on in the show and stuff, but you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting year, I think, you know, coming up, but again, it's just going to be an explosion. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind, seeing a theatrical film every week in the cinema. I mean, if I could, That'd be where, cool. I, where I live, I don't exactly yeah. get them all because it's harder, but for you guys, it's great, man. And, but that's, you know, you guys are just extensions of me anyways. So if you guys get to see them, that's cool that they're coming out and they're available for people to see and stuff. But definitely one of the biggest things this year for me was like theatricals. It's just every week. It was nuts. It's crazy. But I think we forgot about the most important thing. Box office brawl champ of 2019 right here. That's right, folks. He is. He, he's going to brag about, about cheating on that bitch, too. I finally won. Congratulations. It only, you took, win. About, it only took about 12 contests. Retire as champ contests. now. Do it. Moods, moods <laughs> came in second. I came in last. So yeah. 2018 champ. Yeah, whatever. I got to congratulate him. He, he did win. He win. He won yeah. regardless of cheating or not. He still won. But, <laughs> but this year, he's, he's not cheating. cheating. He ain't trying. 
He's not cheating this year because uh, I have. Well, the rules I implemented, got changed. <laughs> I, yep, I implemented them. So you you should be getting a message soon from Derek asking what your prediction is for the Grudge, which is the first film. If you don't answer him, that counts as you not submitting. So you're, you're it's not a redo or like it doesn't count. It counts. It's your fault for not answering. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. So, dude, I, I, me and Carly love seeing theatrical films it's one of our, my favorite things is when there's a new horror film coming out i've re- really gotten into it i missed that in the first portion of my life um and i'd say over the last three years we've probably seen mostly everything i'd I say 90 percent yeah. yeah this year we saw like pretty much everything i think besides mm-hmm. i don't know movies that didn't get a giant release but this year we did the best like you said, I think 50 of my watches were already theatrical, so I felt yeah, I wasn't as scared by the end of the year to prep as it's I was incredible. past years. Yeah, and with, with AMC, Stubbs, A-List, whatever the hell it's called, it makes it so much easier because you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're wasting money on movies either so like mm-hmm. we went and like if i went and paid money for black christmas i would have been very mad but you know it was like i instead i just wasted my time <laughs> yep. i don't think i missed a whole lot this year I, every film that you know that i got here i went and seen i don't I'm, i actually didn't even check to see if we got black christmas or not but i wasn't oh, gonna, God, i wasn't, I wasn't gonna go yeah. see it anyways but you know for Christian the for the theatricals <laughs> that we got yeah he lives in a big area but like for the theatricals that we did get this year i pretty much seen them all so i mean that was cool it's been like the most times i've been to the cinema in a long time so that's always cool yeah yeah remember we did pet cemetery <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, crazy. Dolby too. Think that's year. making anybody's list? Oh. <laughs> I highly, highly doubt it. But you're kicked off the show if you, if it makes your list. I'm just saying right now. I got to print something <laughs> out real quick then. <laughs> just kidding. <bro. laughs> you're right. I know. I, you probably liked it more than anybody I know. Me? But no, Sam. He Sam. Was oh, God, I was okay with it. it. I didn't hate it, but I expected pure shit because everybody's like, "It's the worst thing ever." So I was like, "Okay, here we go. What? Why not?" You uh, I didn't think I mean? it was the worst shit ever. No, it's not it the worst shit ever. It's forgettable. It's average. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. dumb. And he, didn't the Starry Eyes guys do it too? Yeah. That's Starry Eyes. A- yeah, because they're great. Starry yeah. Eyes is one movie that I think back on and I'm like. That's still that might be one of the best movies I saw in a long time. You know, you, you know what? Think, it's uh, it's funny because it made like my like number like five or something. But it like looking back, I'm like that's probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, thinking about it, it's the one that sticks with you. Like you know, I haven't watched that. I only watched that movie the one time it came out, but I still remember scenes from it. Ninety percent of the movies I watched like five years ago, I'm like, I don't even what, what is that? I don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. It's funny how some stay with you in your, especially when you've done top tens for so long. Yeah. Because some films I look back on, I'm like. Oh, because I'm I'm working on my top fifty of the decade or whatever, and I'm like, wow, like this. If I redid these lists now, they would be completely different, like completely. Oh yeah, that guy actually got brought up a little a little um, while ago, actually about Starry Eyes. How I di- I didn't get a chance to see it until after we did the top ten show, and mm-hmm. then I got to see it like in January or whatever, and then I was like, well, that shit would have been real high in my top ten list, so I was kind of pissy. And it turns out That's it's actually one of my favorite watch, films. Like, it's one of my favorite films of the decade, actually. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. when we watched like 40 movies, though. Like, we didn't yeah. really take it as serious the first two years. Well, it was also just, you know, those internet days, too. It was a lot, it's a lot easier to find things now 
I, I don't want to say illegally, but it's just, you know, for ways to watch them. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Just, just put it this way. Yeah. It was, it well, was harder to see it's things. It's a lot so. more accessible even renting now than it yeah, was yeah. back then. I've rented so many movies this time. I never do that. Dave's your bill is so like high. Five <laughs> bucks, five bucks six bucks, eight bucks, eight bucks. And then sometimes I just buy it. Like that <laughs> shitty movie Maggots. Not shitty, but that indie movie Maggots. It was like six <laughs> bucks to rent. It was ten to buy. I was like, man, I've been waiting for this thing for ten fucking years. I'm just gonna buy it. Why don't you just ask us? You could be a bad boy. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I can't do that. If I do illegally download something at a time, to uh, I always am obligated to buy it. Like now, I'm gonna buy this piece of shit after I download it. (laughs) If I do, because I will buy it because I feel that's right. You know. Yeah. Actually, you yeah. know, the the main chick, what's her what's her name? Alex Eslo or something like that? The chick that plays in Star Wars. She was Sorry, actually in, she's in She was in two Sleep. films this year. Yeah, she was Wendy Torrance in Doctor Sleep this year and she was also I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out The Drone. I think I reviewed it on the show, man. That that movie was. Fucking, I saw that at family video. It's absolutely wait, ridiculous. Wait, she was in yeah. the drone and Doctor Sleep in the same year. I know, right? Like, There's dozens su- of super high budget and super low budget. Oh my god! It's, wow, mm-hmm. that's like crazy. Yeah, but just got me thinking hey, about her. She got to so. eat. Hey, I'm eat, all yeah. for it. I don't. I don't. I never have an issue with actors taking any piece of garbage. Uh, I have more wrong with the directors for making the piece of garbage or the writers that's what I think happened with Pet Cemetery. it was directed fine it just was written like shit you're right it was directed the drone was just so it was so it was almost irresponsibly funny because I mean it was literally child's play with a drone five stars the exact same storyline this dude transfers his soul into a drone and goes on a killing stop it fucking hilarious (laughs) the movie starts out with the serial killer being chased down he gets killed and he stalked his prey with a drone and then he All gets right, killed by this drone be $1.50 it sounds like that. Jack Frost it I literally is out. and then he transferred it into this drone and then he goes after his ex bitch and it's fucking I was like dude this child's playing with a drone it's so ridiculous hey, does he do a peeping Tom scene looking at people in the shower? Uh, actually does. <laughs> he should. That's what I would think right well, I mean, away. Really, what do you use a drone for? Pervert. It's just right. so funny to watch like this drones flying around this house and people are just like oblivious to it. It's a fucking drone and it's making <laughs> I'll pick noise. It up. I'll pick it up for about 50. <laughs> it's honestly worth the watch. Like, I'll pick it up and never watch five it. Five minutes into it, you're like, oh man, this is child's play. But yeah, it, it's funny. Makes me happy. Fuck you, JP. I do it too. Well, Jeremy, you don't even have any room left for your movies, so I know. you got to do something. Build a that. shelf, Jeremy. Be a man. I have no room. Be a man. Build a shelf. Walk out a part of the house and build a shelf. <laughs> Tell your dad, listen. Move out. Talk. Your room is what? now my room. Um, <laughs> does anybody else have stuff on 2019? Like, what are your any other themes or things you notice oh, specifically it's the, it's the year of the trippy movie it's yeah, the year of the period pieces it's the year of, that's year why a lot of like fashion stephen king female directors i have all that yep yeah hey, i know i noticed talk about some of it Dave. i noticed a lot of longer films like jp was saying it was oh, the year of the shorter films no but... short i no, watched more short than long i watched more long no, JP, and everything Daniel takes 50 minutes to get watch. started i'm telling you man i watched so many movies over 110 minutes this year it's insane and yeah peri- mm-hmm. and peri- and they don't start for 50 minutes nothing happens for 50 long movies and you know i mean every year we always have our artsy type films and stuff and drug yeah. influenced films but i felt like period pieces and long films was like sticking out like sore thumbs to me this year Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of period pieces, I just want to say this because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I watched Gwen last night, and I got on Letterboxd, and I start reading the reviews. And you guys know the line in The Witch, that wouldn't thou like to live deliciously? And this sums up the movie perfectly. Somebody said, wouldn't thou like to live miserably? And I was like, that's pretty much Gwen, 100% of the tea. I was like, it's just a miserable witch. Nice. Nice. 
No, but art for sure. We had like Bliss and Velvet Buzzsaw and mm-hmm. like even in Fabric had like art themes and yep. shit. So yep. much stuff. Knife plus heart was like making film. So much art. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of art. Yep. Uh, for me, I think that the the most thing that I noticed was period pieces. Uh, I feel like yeah. we had way more than normal. Um, mm-hmm. Even ones that weren't, you know, like olden times. Like we even had some that were set in like the, you know, like the Lords of Chaos and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think period pieces was the thing I noticed most. Um, also, you know, the, the, we still have, we're still getting like the sort of influx of the, um, like socially conscious horror, um, some to a great extent, some to a piss poor extent. <laughs> um, I think that streaming is, is still strong, man. The stuff hitting streaming, um, like shutter, and and to yeah, the thing with Shutter is like at least the stuff is still coming out on physical. Like I walked into Walmart, I saw like five movies that have a Shutter exclusive thing on the top. So it's like it's at yeah, least they're releasing this shit. On those the are all DVDs, TV. though, right? Yeah, but at least yeah, that annoys me. It, it is nice TV. to see that they are released. Yeah, because Netflix doesn't release their shit, man. Because what was the movie that came out what, last year before Cam. the Witch? Yeah, well, well, yeah, you liked Cam a lot more than I did, but the Ritual. <laughs> I was thinking, the, I was thinking the Ritual. Ritual is the one that I would love that. Yeah, but yeah. Cam is Perfection. one house, so that like makes sense. Too. I don't yeah, understand yeah. why it never mm-hmm. came up. Yeah, Netflix doesn't really put their stuff on physical because it's competition to them. They want to see physical media die. Mm-hmm. Netflix is going to close down one of these days when all these companies fucking make their own labels. Netflix is not, not going to have enough. They're billions of dollars in debt. What Netflix is going to happen. I felt, and all their movies are going to disappear. Who's going to buy them up? And then we're not, like that's how movies disappear. Like people are like, how come all these classic movies from the fifties and sixties disappeared because right. they got at lost the end, in a fucking shuffle. At the end of September thirtieth, Netflix reported. Twelve point four three billion dollars in debt, up from ten point three six billion at the end of twenty eighteen. So they did better then. No, they're no, they did worse. Four three billion dollars well, more in debt. To, than oh, Netflix. I thought you said four. To be honest, Netflix has really gone downhill this year, though. It has. They weren't has. adding. They weren't adding much classic stuff, and a lot of the new stuff was pretty bleh, whatever. And like, it's just the content isn't great anymore. Like. I found myself going to Shutter a lot more for the exclusive. Like Shutter I find it, it. they don't add as much, but when they do add stuff, it's more interesting. It's a little bit better. Well, Shutters, and now they're starting to get a little bit bigger. You know, with the with the addition of doing the Creep Show series, which I thought was fantastic this year. Joe Bob, pretty oh, much yeah. better yeah. than anything I've seen. On, you know, otherwise I on still Netflix can't and, believe I got Joe Bob on Shutter. Like to this day, <laughs> that's one of the coolest things I. Did. That's a great example, right? Like Shutter is smaller. In comparison, it became obviously, so, so much big better. too. Yeah, there was Joe Bob, Joe Bob billboards by my house with Joe Bob Briggs on them. I was like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is going?" Seriously? On? Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. That's super yeah. cool. <laughs> there was a couple yeah, where me and Dustin were both seeing them by our house because we live kind of close. I was like, "That's that's that's awesome." Wow, fucking that, Joe Bob, that's awesome, dude. And and I love like I love paying attention. Because, like, Shudder sends me the press releases now of, like, the stuff they're going to do each month. Yeah, because you hooked them up with Joe Bob. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours type thing. And uh, I love seeing what, oh, like, this is... But not only are they getting great contemporary movies, but they're, they're putting stuff on there that's, like not available other places like that that christmas movie that just came out deadly and that, games. Uh, and that, deadly uh, games. that found footage movie from uh ghost watch yeah okay. yeah it, i gotta watch that i want to watch there's a that. lot of cool stuff like that that they that they get on there uh-huh. i want it to be successful as possible because I, i've pretty much loved mostly everything they've done in terms of like their <laughs> brand i love it though uh, shutters a third of the price of netflix and it's like 100 times better, better. 
I agree. Yeah. I, Net, yeah. What was on Netflix? Atlantics and The Perfection are the only two I can think of. And Felvin. What? Russell. Yeah, there was there was a couple. There was a couple other ones. I didn't even actually check out a couple of the ones. It was like Eli Rattlesnake. I think Girls with Balls or something. Rattlesnake was not bad. The influence. Yeah, I, like I, I watched a, a bunch of the other ones. Perfection. I did with uh, with Venom on Fresh Cuts and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. None of the movies That's were really overly one, that interesting. Perfection. Velvet but Buzz last year they had they had a nice run. What was no, that just, movie that came out? At the end, with the like, uh, you know, it was like the village, the the village that they had, and there was that like monster root thing. The ritual, you know? the, r- the ritual. No, oh. um, it was last year. Was ritual that sounds last like, year? That sounds like the ritual. It's not the ritual. It's a village. Like they, the guy goes to a village, like looking for his sisters. Oh, oh like, apostle. Oh, apostle. apostle. Oh, apostle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Bird Box was good. Like there were some great movies last year. Apostle for was cool. This yeah. year sucked. Yeah, like um, Atlantics, like everybody, like I can't believe Shockwaves put that on their list. I know it was kind of supernatural, but that doesn't that doesn't have any dread or horror really. Very 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 little. Did anybody see Eerie? That's on Netflix. I never I, heard of that. I, I watched a, that one. It's a Filipino ghost story. I yeah. loved it. So yeah, I, I would like that. I bet. Bad. I liked it. Uh, is it anything like um, Satan's Slave or um, Terrified? Oh, no, I don't know. Not at all. Satan's Slaves and Terrified are above and beyond Eerie. Eerie is a solid ghost story. Yeah, those okay. were two great movies, man. I adore those true. movies. Those both made my top ten. Terrifier was good. Same. Yeah, those were fun. Definitely. Anybody else notice any other themes? <clears throat> uh, not remakes. No, the, the the remake sequel trend is lightened up a lot. Well, yeah. that's because they saved it all for next year. But uh, even then, there's not that many. Well, there's more I, than this. I have year, over a dozen written down remakes and sequels for next year. But half that shit never comes to fruition, though. I think a lot of these are going to though. I think yeah, a lot, a of, lot these, of a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah I think a sure. lot of them. And I I didn't write a couple down because I thought maybe they were just completely far fetched, not coming out. But next year, I think it kind of skipped this year a little bit. Yeah, for remakes, I mean, what was there this year? Three. There was, there a was cemetery, a, child playing back, Black yeah. Christmas. Oh, rabbit. Oh, no, rabbit. 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 So four. I didn't get to see Rabbit. Does Golem count? Is that no. a remake of the old Golem movie? No, no, no. Mm, not really. No, child's I mean, play. It was definitely the stick-out one for sure. Rabbit, I didn't yeah. really care for much. I was very, very disappointed in that. Oh, I liked Rabbit. I didn't hate it. I still I like, like the original too. more. I love the original. I, I, the thing I, is, I, I want to like, like the Soska sisters because they're like from my backyard, but I just... They're making it really <laughs> They've difficult. They've went downhill me, after American Mary. They, always talk they about only made five too. movies, so what do yeah. you... I mean, it's not okay, like... Okay, so they went downhill after their second movie. I know, I'm just saying. They haven't made that much stuff. And And one movie wasn't even a horror movie, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely so, not a big year for remakes. Interesting. Hmm. So, like, how did you guys do your list? Are you doing favorites? Are you doing best? Favorites. Are they ranked Always by favorites. numbers? Favorites. Uh, mine are all favorites, and I actually just went through and because I I hadn't wrote the ratings down beside them, and so I had my list on, and I was doing as we were bullshitting in the pregame, and I noticed again there's shit that's out of order on here, so it's not in order. <laughs> You know, by Mine's by rank by rating, but it's favorites. So, mine's a little bit of both. I think, like I, I like I know that I rated them how I felt they're better, but mostly it's favorites. Yeah. But sometimes a lot of these movies that are ranked high, I'm looking back and I'm like, well, that have as much playback value as something that's like number twenty spot because mm-hmm. some shit that is lower that's just goofy and really fun. Maybe mm-hmm. in five years I want to rewatch that ten times, and this other one maybe only once. So it's hard to rate. So these are first initial watches. I didn't get to rewatch a lot of them. Only two of them. 
So um, it's basically first impressions, favorites. Yeah, yeah I still change. Ooh, I think the only movie, I only two of my top ten I watched more than once this year. Oh, yeah, wow. me too. Me too. I one of one of them I watched four at least twice. Yeah, see, Jesus. One of them I Some watched more. four times though. Not me, bro. And one I yeah. watched. I didn't rewatch any of these. And twice. Venom's wow. list is the most true. I bet then. I watched. It depends what. I usually do this, Dave, though, because I, I'm one of those people that if it makes a huge impression on me the first time, then I, I kind of stick with it. I just trust myself. You know, yeah, see, I, I just don't factor it. that yeah. in at all because like that to me, that doesn't, that's not what these lists are. It's like the the best favorite movies we saw this year. Mm-hmm. That's this year. That's not five years from now. You you're know right, what I mean? Right. There's, there's, yeah. the, it, there's definitely probably a chance that there's going to be movies on this list that I would much rather watch over this, you know, the, the stuff higher on the list or stuff that's not on my list at all that I'll like more over time. But that's doesn't matter. It's just what is my favorite slash best right now this year. But second um, time watches do these lists it. are fluid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Second watches do help because, like you know, the witch from two years ago or three years ago, I had not even on my list, and I rewatched it and I fell in love with it the second time, and that actually went from not on my list to my number one. I always judge the way I watch a film because a great example of a film was It Follows. Now, when I first watched It Follows, I ranked it really low. Like, it was six and a half. I didn't mind it, but I was kind of preoccupied while I was watching it, and I didn't take it in fully. And so I, I knew I had to rewatch that film, you know? Like, And then, of course, I rewatched it, and I ended up loving the movie. But the, all the movies that are on this list, I've, you know, I really paid attention to these. I, you know, and I just, I, I just know in my heart that these are the ones I love the most. So, yeah, uh, just, I went. I went this way this time. So I did um, best and favorite. Uh, and what I mean by that is, <clears throat> so I do I do have one film that I rated higher than half of the, or maybe like three of the films on my list. Uh, it's a nine, but I did, I'm not including it on my list because I don't think that, I just like these movies more, even though I don't think they're better. So <clears throat> that's the first time that I've really done that. Um, I think I have five or six films from like 11 to 16 that are ranked higher than my number nine. Oh, yeah. But the rest of mine is like flat out rate. Like my, my nines are higher than my 8.5s. You know, my 8.5s are higher than my eights. But it's, not that, just yeah, it's one... not that much of a difference. It's like a half point kind of thing here and there. And I'm like, whatever. You guys yeah. don't do quarter points, do you? No, we're not like Jason Lloyd. <laughs> Other people do it. Too. I don't even understand I what like the it. hell a quarter point is. Like I, I, see, I, like, you remember I give on a, the first episode, Jeremy tried to rate quarter points. I give that a seven point <laughs> seven like five. I get lost on the five rating too, though. It's like give that eight five. It's like actually, I think he tried to rate it a third. Like he was like, "This is a one point. <laughs> one one out of three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, I can see but, Jeremy okay. doing the one thumb up or two thumbs up or whatever. His How do you Cisco do your, influence? <laughs> how do you do yours jerry try to get a little more structure <laughs> uh i i do mine absolutely by rating uh and and as far as the list it's it's favorites i can do an objective list you know and i would have to write down a list of criteria you know writing cinematography performances you know oh, yeah. there'd probably be like a good 20 to 30 criteria on there and then i would use some kind of point system to create my quote-unquote top 10 best horror but i've yeah. never done that i i th- this is solidly my favorite movie's 
of the year and the rankings are exact. I I do quarter points only for myself. I don't do it on, on any of the shows I'm on. Uh, okay. For the most part, we don't really rate movies on the shows I'm on. Uh, Mike and I, for the most part, aren't big fans of rating movies because ultimately a rating can change, you know, with the second and third watch and whatnot. So oh, my ratings change why, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, but that's why I don't mind rating it because it's like, it's this is my rating right now. Who cares if it changes later? Yeah. Sure, sure. And that's yeah. valid. There's nothing wrong with um, that. Okay. So, yeah, I used to do more of the best of list um, back when we first started because I was just like, I don't know. I didn't feel a personal connection to these movies. Once we started using the like retro shows and I'm like, well, I, I have connections to these ones, like th- like deeper connections. Like these are my favorites. So I don't really care what the best is. Um, but I kind of do like, for example, like my number one and two, I think are the best of the year. Um, and they're my favorites. Uh, but there's maybe like my number five isn't better than, maybe the one below it because you're so conceited you just think you have the best (laughs) taste in the world no it's just the best to me you know what i mean yeah i know i'm just fucking with you but carly what do you what do you do i do it by rating um this year i was trying to like look at my list and remove movies that i felt like weren't really horror but then like i went back through and then i have two movies (laughs) on here that still were kind of borderline so like that didn't really work out but i always do it by rating like you know nine eight point five eight all that because it would just kind of bother me to have like a six is my number one and then a 10 is my number two or something like that but um yeah you know it's it's kind of just like you said it's like in the moments uh i don't really factor in if i would rewatch these a million times it's kind of just i feel like they're the best and uh more better quality films of the year right now so that's pretty much how I do it. <laughs> so uh, before the show, I was having trouble because I had, you know, one through five done. I was struggling with six, seven, and eight, and I had my nine and ten done. But I had like seven films that were that were fighting for that dick. six, seven, and eight. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You had not. That's we so know weird, dude. So I was thinking like my number two was as good as my number like three, but I really like this one for number three, so I wanted to throw number three off the list and just to get rid of it. So yeah, I just really... put it in like number fifteen or something. No, just don't even put it on the list. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. No, no we're just... we're making fun of Jeremy because of the conversation we had before the show where I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about. I could see to a certain extent if he had like two thrillers that are really close and in tone. He was like, I like both these around like number nine or ten, but I don't want them both on the list because they're the same fucking thing. So I'll, you know what I mean? I could see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I can see that too but what he was saying i was like what the fuck are you talking some about people do it like that i think like some people are like this is too if i'm going to include it it's got to be high up and if i don't include it it should it's an insult i don't know but i, I don't do that like that well, how many movies did you guys watch 122 damn 134 oh shit 76 fuck <laughs> 74 <laughs> Uh, this is this was my lowest year ever. Eighty four. Wow. I did good. Fifty eight. That's good for me. Fifty eight. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that actually is pretty good for you. And you didn't even have to. Pre- what did you? How many did you watch in the final like two weeks? Like, uh, like four. 20. <laughs> like twenty. Yeah. Um. My total for the year though, four thirty two, breaking my other record by thirty films with still, like three or four days to go. 
which is insane. I cannot believe I watched 30 more movies than last year. When I, Last year, I was complaining the whole time. I was like, oh. I'm so done watching movies. I'm sitting 556 at 5.56 for me. I'm sitting at 6.99. God damn. <laughs> Man, I can't beat you, Moods. Right what did you have? What did you have, Dave? 5.56. So I'll be over 700. 5.56? What the hell is wrong with you people? Who? Five, you got 5.56, Dave? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's still four days left. <laughs> Adios, I'm beating moods. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to be over 700. That's great. I don't know how much more I'm going to, because I'm pretty busy the next couple days, so. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me but, too. yeah, I don't know. Carly, what did you, how many did you see this year? Uh, I watched, um, I only count horror movies, but 381, and that's pretty much watching a movie a day, and then obviously plus a little bit more, but that, I can't record, imagine beating. Right? That's pretty good. That's like the most I've ever watched. Yeah, that's the record. Like, yeah. <laughs> Venom, do you have your count? Uh, I only track my new movie watches. I don't track uh, uh, rewatches. I uh, track everything. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that interested. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't want to know because it, it would make me feel like I wasted a third of the year. If Never I, wasting I your time when you have already. Fun. I've wasted most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're already 50, like 45 so. now. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already like 62. According to that one guy, I'm at least 40. Boots <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Boots is almost forty. Oh yeah, man. I had to rub it in. I'm sorry. Yep, my last year in the thirties, getting there. I'm about Starting to hit to my last little... year in my twenties, man. I'm almost twenty three. Fuck, that's just <laughs> it, that makes me feel so old, man. I'd strangle, I a, I'd strangle a kindy gardener. Twenty three. I was living in Vancouver at the time, having the time of my life. Oh, it seems so long ago. Older than Carly. What's that? I have tattoos older than you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I have coats probably older than some of you. (laughs) That's crazy, dude. Dude, fuck. I have tattoos that are like 21 years old. Wow. It's almost as old as her. Damn. I have a coat that I had since I was like 16. And I'm 33. Is it like a zipper up? (laughs) No, it's like an Aeropostale fucking coat. I got clothes from ninth grade still. I was going to say, please Most tell me it's one of those fit. pullover starter jackets from 1993. Yeah. That would have been the shit, isn't it? <laughs> the NBA sports team ones? Oh, mm-hmm. dude, Like yeah. a windbreaker? Something like yeah. a uh, DJ's windbreaker? The starter jackets from the 90s were fucking... Dude, everybody in my family had Everybody one. had one. Dolphins, fucking... Everybody. Oh, dude, Chicago Bulls, I used to yeah. see every fucking wear because the Bulls are so hot. No matter what we do, <laughs> we always end up in a sports talk sometime. Somehow. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> don't, don't even try to do it, but... Yeah, what did you guys man. miss? What Anything that you didn't get to? How there many was, you want? There was a couple of period pieces that I really wanted to see that I didn't get around to. That's the uh, the Nightingale and the Wind. There was a couple of period pieces I didn't want to see, so I didn't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Nightingale and what, I think Headhunters one. I didn't see Luz. I really wanted to see Luz, but I didn't. I couldn't find it anywhere or anything, so I just missed Ask that. Ask a one. homie. I missed out on Escape Room. Um, Happy Death Day 2 because I didn't see the first one. You skip I didn't that. watch Annabelle yeah. because I didn't watch the other ones. Didn't watch oh. The Wind, Girl on the Third Floor, stuff. Freaks I wanted to see. I turned Trick off. <laughs> Fuck Trick. It was 10 turn minutes in. Turn Trick like, off. Oh, are you supposed to turn them off? Yeah, I think Trick was no, the tricks, fucking... Tricks, you pay for it. They don't give a fuck if you're turn, they're turned on or off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty convinced that Trick was the, uh, the third Rob Zombie Halloween film. Turn, uh, turned into that script. 
Well, they wrote it, right? Patrick Lussier yeah. and yeah. Well, that's the thing. Armor? I'm pretty sure Halloween 3D. There's, there's so many similarities in that movie, oh, but it that goes that makes like me want to see it now. It goes yeah. like weird, ten minutes so. in, and like I was like, "There's so much killing, and I'm still bored. Oh, this is not going to be." Good. Oh yeah, if you're not interested with that opening uh, kill scene, then you're yeah, you're not going to be invested in that one. And it was an hour longer. and forty three fucking minute slasher. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, guys!" Get yeah. the fuck <laughs> that here. is kind of it, and it goes and it goes just retarded to you, man. It's like. Uh, Nightingale is one that I didn't get to see, man. I, I kind of wanted to check that out, but yeah. Um, what else, moods? Anything? Yeah, Nightingale. I think I wanted to check out Freaks. Um, Dave had me convinced on Virgin Cheerleaders and Chains. I just had to check it out because of the name. But, <laughs> I gave it two and a half stars. <laughs> I gave it two and a half stars, and there's no Virgin Cheerleaders and Chains. That movie has no nudity. I was watching oh. your review of it, and I was like, I got This name is just killing me right now. I got to check it out. But Do you like the theme music? It's like Virgin Cheerleaders. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Tennessee Gothic was the other one I kind of wanted to check out. Yeah, that was a pretty cool movie. And your name and shit, I never even heard of. Uh, Starfish and level 16 were two that I, I actually oh, fuck. Is that one? I, level 16 that one was it's not a Sky. real movie yes it is dark sky released it I level, that. level 16 and then starfish and then I even clicked like I even had them ready to go and so I never ended up watching them though it was weird I didn't know level 16 was 19 damn it I would have watched that yeah so I didn't and some of the Netflix I did I just kind of I got lost interest man like I didn't watch Eli or rattlesnake the influence girls with balls which I heard was horrible anyways girls with balls yeah I heard it was some comedy bullshit that just sucks. So, Do you guys, uh, okay, so for me, um, the big ones, I guess, are Luz, uh, the Symphony for Murder, or whatever that's called. A record uh, of Sweet Murder? Record, that one yeah. too. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get to that one either. Derek wanted uh, me to watch great it. Great movie. Um, one Luz. Cut of the Dead, because I heard it wasn't horror or it was debated, so I was trying to avoid movies. Oh, uh, you that missed out. Wasn't that's horror. Also a good How movie. is that movie not horror? It's a zombie yeah. movie. It's a it is kind of. of. It's like a zombie, but I mean, it's. I don't know. There was de- just, there was hot debate it, online. It's the only category it would fit in, though. There's like so many of these movies yeah. that aren't technically horror, but they're so genre related that they yeah. have to be put in. They're like Video Man. Nobody else. Dude, you fucking video. had Adam's Family on your list, bro. Come on, JP. What do you mean? You had Adam's Family on your list. He said he was patting his list. Yeah. I, that's my watch list. That's not what's eligible for my actual list. I, I but that's I put, the number that you said on the show, and that's what yeah, you have. Yeah, that's what I. Box. That's what I watch. That's my watch list. If when I determine if it's horror after I watch it, not before. So, um, yeah, you know, and uh, I think that and Adam's fuck is Adam's family not horror related it's kid horror it's horror jason i would say i didn't watch it but it's yeah. a adam's family it's a horror like comedy horror comedy right first yeah mm-hmm. I, there's some satanic bullshit in there i saw a guy walk out of the theater <laughs> i saw that too what a That's... bitch <laughs> i would have wanted to punch that guy so he hard like, oh fam. He's like, he's like he's like there's a ouija board like, shit i'm like, like they're doing incantations uh-uh <laughs> i know what i know i know who's behind this the devil the devil <laughs> <laughs> not today satan uh but yeah besides that i mean there wasn't a like the stuff that i didn't get to i kind of chose not to get to it there wasn't a ton that i was like i need to see this for the top 10 i just i didn't care about a a few things if it was foreign and long and possibly not horror i skipped it i broke that at the very end the final two days where i watched two films that were debated if they were horror or not and um yeah so that Other was the than most that, though, American I, I thing like I said so far on this show, man. If it was foreign and long, I'm not watching it. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> I guess yeah, when you're like, in crunch no, time, no, no. it makes if sense. If it's but... and long and maybe not horror. Yeah. Hey, man, this one's in black and white. I ain't watching that shit. Yeah, fuck Actually, there was much. quite a few black and white films this year. Yeah, there was. Quite a few. Yeah. Lighthouse, Laplace Demon. What else? Um, there was uh, a comedy. Hell one that, what, here comes Hell. Here comes Hell. Yeah, yeah that did, I watched the trailer <laughs> for that. I was going to watch it, but then I was like, nah, I got time for you. Is it all right? That's one I didn't finish either, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was like a th- it was like a throwback, like almost like parody type thing. Yeah, it was it was a weird one. They did good with like the overall look of it, making it look like an actual old movie. Because you know, there's a difference between just black and white and actually making it look like it's from yeah, the yeah. '40s or wherever it was set. So, but it was decent. I should have watched it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Thanks for asking me. What would you what what did you see? <laughs> uh, tigers are not afraid. I didn't see that. Uh, not horror. You don't have to see it. Oh, shut oh, the fuck up. That was a horror movie. That is absolutely a god. It's like a dark horror fantasy like Del Toro no, style. No way. That's less horror than Nightingale. And Lords of Chaos. So what's up with that teddy bear walking around? That's kind of weird. That's I mean there is a supernatural aspect to it. There's a supernatural aspect to it. Dude, that movie genres that that movie's kind of absolutely horror. That movie is I don't see how you could be that final scene. How could you say that final scene's not horror? I'm well, I'm not saying that a scene in a movie can't be horror. I'm saying overall. Because let's be real, there's movies that have scenes of horror. Like Wizard of Oz and (laughs) Lily Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Pee Wee's big dick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what I think that's name? a porno. Oh, hey. yeah. Did no, you see uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid moods? Mm-hmm. Or not? I thought it was horror, for sure. I did, too. Yeah, it's fantasy horror, man. Yeah, I would say stuff. it's more like a Del Toro-style horror. Exactly. exactly. That's, a good, that's why, a good way of putting it. Why can't... Why can't, yeah, I know, but I don't like those, and I don't think they're really horror. Like, no, just because you don't like them doesn't mean it's not horror. horror. Devil's Backboard is definitely horror. What the fuck? Wait, it's not. not the same. Backbone is not horror. It's a it's fucking a ghost, ghost story. story. Yeah, oh, dude, it's straight like up ghost. There's like two scenes of ghosts in it. And oh, it's just... shut the fuck up, dude. You have no idea what you're talking about if you're going to say Devil's do, Backbone bro. is not horror. No, totally, dude, it's totally it's something story. like Atlantics. I wouldn't say it's horror. Crushing your cred, totally. dude. It has ghosts, but it's not a horror movie. Atlantics, it's haunting and could be horror adjacent. But so I think Del Toro, most of his stuff falls under the horror category. Yeah. With the okay. exception of Pacific Rim, which I only saw part of. So, That's the only so, one I have. Okay. Like Why can't a film like Nightingale be, be horror then? I wouldn't say it's horror. not. I wouldn't be mad at somebody for putting that on their list. But aren't like straight up exploitation films like that really? Kind <laughs> I don't of fall even into that? think Nightingale's ex- exploitation though. Well, I haven't seen I it. But I just I thought it was rape revenge or something like that. But it has rape revenge element, but it's got a million things going on for it. Yeah. it's just not that. But, it, it's got so it, much. In. Like another film, like Lords of Chaos or something. What was the other one? Moods that you were telling? Like okay, Deliverance, right? Mm-hmm. Like why can't that be adventure horror or action adventure, whatever the fuck? horror if there can be fantasy horror then why can't there be thriller horror and because stuff fantasy like that. is fantastical and usually there's in other countries like greece they just throw everything under genre so thriller like film noir mm-hmm. supernatural and fantasy is all genre pictures so that they don't even have that category like i don't think films are really ever meant to be in a box so really i honestly exactly. we're so arguing stupid you, you can put whatever you want well he's movie, talking about really. more foreign i mean american it is it's very much specific to the genre that they're doing 
I think Deliverance is a is a tricky one because Deliverance inspired a whole genre of Hicksploitation films. I mean, there was stuff before, but Deliverance is the one that really kicked it off. So that's Deliverance the, is this Hicksploitation movie. That's the most important movie. redneck movie according and, to Joe yeah. Bob. Yeah, and then you got like stuff like White Lightning and then like Hunter's Blood and especially Rituals. Rituals is a horror movie because there's yes. more of a supernatural element. But Deliverance inspired that. So Deliverance somehow gets kind of pulled into that horror category a little bit. But It's just fucking scary is why I consider is, it horror. It I wouldn't argue with you. I, I would be on it. There's actually scenes shot. Like the final she- scene is a jump scare. Like it, it's literally a jump scare. Yeah, like I always say with Deliverance, Deliverance Man is that I think, music. I think it is, man. A lot of it has to do with the, it doesn't have really that horror atmosphere to it. The music is, it's not very horrorish. I don't think it's shot. I mean, really, it does have a rape scene. It has scary elements to it. But I think the construction and the full atmosphere and tone of the film is not very horrific. Like, there's a lot of exploitation films that can fall into that. Like, you can take things that are... When you have a film and it feels doom and gloom from the start, and it just has that low-tone kind of bass, like, obnoxious fucking, you know, horror music going on through the whole thing. The Shining? Yes, like, the like you know, like, real, like if you're just kind of taken for face value, but, like, when you at the core of it, you're like, man, this is... It's done like a horror film, even though the content that's, isn't necessarily overly horror. But the beginning, though, dude. But I mean, well, like through the whole film, it doesn't have a horror feel to it. It has well, we horror. Got comedy horror that doesn't have any horror feeling to it. Yeah, it yeah. Boom. That's my other argument all the time where I say, yeah. like, how are these comedy films that are that are just have vampires in them or something, but or no horror, no scares, nothing. Well, it's because the, those type of things are associated with the genre, like vampires and, you know, all that type of stuff is just automatically associated with. But to horror me, films. that's a comedy. It's so it's exploitation now. Because yeah. of the movies that ripped it off, so that one's tricky. Like I said, it's tricky. It's well, definitely exploitation. There's or definitely started a huge. Genre there's an argument. I mean, you look at you know Day of the Woman, you know, like shit like that. I spit on your grave. You know, I mean, it's a great example of a straight up rape revenge exploitation film that falls on in the horror uh, genre. Turns into a slasher. Now, I, at the end, I do agree that that fucking uh, I spit on your grave is more horror. Yeah, the, yeah, because of that slasher esque element at the end, but th- that brings me back full circle because that was another theme of the year was is it horror? Which we seem to get that every couple years. Like I think it was kind of died down last year and the year before, but maybe the year before that there was a lot of fringe horror. You're stuff. gonna have these. So you get this conversation come anything up again. And it seems like anything artsy is always kind of or that elevated things that fall into that yeah. elevated horror like are the Bones ones that are being questioned. Right? That, yeah, that's being... one where I'd be like, if Bone Tomahawk is horror, then why can't Deliverance be horror? I think Deliverance is horror. Like, I think the con, I think what goes on in that movie is horrific. What happens to those guys and how they deal with it? It's not act. just. I think it's the gore and it's the cannibalism it's... elements of Bone Tomahawk that is just automatically associated with straight up horror so film. I mean, it it's a mashup genre film. Automatically, I mean, it's a western. Film. It's a western slash horror film. I think it's a mashup. But Those okay, is alive a horror too. film? Yeah, you know the the rugby team alive, like because there's cannibalism. You know what I mean? But survival is it, film. But it's different. Yeah, yeah it, no. it, it depends on how it's done, though, right? I mean, this western turns into a horror film, right? Mm-hmm. Right. With yeah, alive, and I it's think different. That That's this, more of a survival thing. This adventure thing. I think Woods buddy film alive. turns into a horror film because the people trying to hurt them and kill them and rape them, yeah. they're 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 being you know hunted essentially. That that's. I mean, well, that was <laughs> well that's that's the horror thing i mean in in alive when you have a plane crash and you're forced to yeah, eat no, your I fellow alive, you know you're horror, you're forced but... to eat your goalie and your fucking kicker or whatever 
you know, I mean, that's, that's survival. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's a different type of horror. That's not being hunted by cannibals yeah. and, you know, mu- mm-hmm. mutilated and shit. It's just different. It's different, right? So. Mm-hmm. All right. All these genres lap over each other so much. It's but impossible. I'm a, I'm a really, yeah. really, and I think this is why I'm so drawn to like foreign films and stuff because like Dave put it so eloquently is he's perfectly right, man. They don't, they don't try to box themselves in with doing specific, you know, genre films. They don't just make horror films. They don't just make film noirs. They don't just make thrillers, comedies. They, they kind of mash up everything. And I think that's what works for me too, because when you go into these films, you really know what you're going to, you don't really know exactly what you're going to get. You might get some fan fantasy elements mixed with horror and action and Kung Fu. And you're like, what the fuck, man? It's kind of like, I like a lot of the, you know, the Japanese, you know, kind of style Kung Fu slash horror films and shit. Cause they, they do the same thing with that. Like, a lot of these newer ones will mash up these genres and you're just like this is fucking crazy but um american it's it's very much specific to it which is you know a, a good way of putting it i understanding have a the pretty difference loose in the definition of horror for the most part and i'm i'm usually okay with putting stuff that's horror adjacent or thriller or uh you know um exploitation or uh, for me a lot of rape revenge i would say like 90 percent of them automatically fall into horror for me like maybe death wish no but it's the same formula no matter how you put it though i mean essentially those movies turn into slasher films even the fucking (laughs) death wish films there's an argument for this guy's walking around taking out people one by one except for part three when he's literally massacring an entire ghetto (laughs) (laughs) he's just running down the street shooting guys out of windows he turned he he did he turned into a sword snagger movie it's ridiculous dude my favorite part is when bruce willis turns the camera dude that shit's hilarious (laughs) get the fuck out of here (laughs) bruce willis turns the camera you guys are talking about death wish by eli roth no, I was. We're th- talking about Charlie Motherfucking Bronson. Yeah, we're well, not yeah. talking the about first Bruce Motherfucking Willis. We're right. not talking about Bruce Mother. Give me a paycheck, Willis. <laughs> yeah, that's a paycheck. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. Death Wish. I'm going to be honest. I thought that movie. I love the Death Wish movies. Big fan of Charles Bronson. Oh, too, I expected man. bottom of the barrel trash from Bruce Willis because I used to love Bruce Willis until like five years ago, and I was like, this dude is just sleeping through these. Well, holes. you stuck with him and for a lot longer painted. than I did. Uh, <laughs> Man, you stuck with him a lot longer than I did. Holy <laughs> well, I stopped watching. I just watched The Death Wish because I watched yeah. all five of the Death Wish movies, I didn't and see Eli Roth. Essence, which I love. And I was like, okay, this could be interesting. And I was, I want to check it out. And he was having some decent amount of fun. I mean, it's no Charles Bronson, like but. No, Jeremy. No. Jeremy actually brought up a really fucking fun fact about that movie that was kind of kind of funny to me because he's like, this movie taking place in Chicago is fucking bullshit. And I was like, why? And he's like, there's no gun stores in Chicago. can you buy a gun where you live like 45 minutes outside of chicago yeah but i mean the movie takes place in chicago though like in the city right so yeah does first of all go to the gun shop in that movie i can't yeah yeah but how do you know how do you know you didn't drive outside of chicago to the i don't know i'm just saying can't buy a gun in chicago Bruce Willis is too lazy to fucking act. Do you think he's going to drive out oh, of Chicago no, to get a gun? It's right, in the, it's right in the city. For sure. Sound it is in the movie. Vincent D'Onofrio got it for him. He, he carried him to the gun store. Yeah, remember the hot chick? I don't know the, how the hell shit? Jeremy notices all these small details out of t- all the time, but he's such a dumbass everywhere. Yeah, else. like I've noticed Chicago. It, like wow. I noticed in the... You should uh, know that. Antrim. In Antrim, that there's a, a national suicide prevention hotline sign that they look at. It's like, <laughs> that, that shit wasn't created until 2004. How the fuck is there a national suicide prevention billboard in a movie that was supposed to be made in the 70s? Well, that shit wasn't. You could, you could explain it a way that it's Canadian. 
Isn't Antrim Canadian? Maybe they had a one in Canada. No, in the but 70s. it's the National Suicide it's Hotline. It's the National Suicide Hotline, which is a U.S. thing. Oh, wow. Which wasn't around but, in the seventies. Which weird because actually no, that film was not sh- that setting wasn't in the U.S. Though it's uh, Hungary. Well, yeah, so maybe the Hungarian suicide. It, the sign was so it's set in, in Hungary, research, and it's a Canadian film. <laughs> nothing makes sense now. Nothing makes sense in that movie. That sign was in English, and it was in Hungary, but it says yeah. that. Never mind. We but just dude, I, you don't understand how confused I was watching Lords of Chaos and being like. Wait, nobody's speaking Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That confused me. At least they could have done the accents, right? Like those old like British war movies where the Nazis just do Nazi accents and speak yeah. English. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 you know, yeah, right. But you know what? I I I think that it was worth it for the casting of Calkin. Mm-hmm. He was very good in that. He did he Great. did really good in that movie, I thought. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Movie. And like I always said about that movie though, if you take the movie for face value and if you don't really know much about the original story it's actually i didn't pre- even know it was real until after i finished it last night oh wow the fuck i reviewed it on the show dude i yeah, know but i tuned out you, or forgot you even <laughs> no he doesn't listen to you no that's all because i actually did like a 15 minute review of it i kept yeah. going and i could have kept going but because i knew the story i lived through that story and it was always so intriguing mm-hmm. because like death metal and black metal and all that type of shit was so huge in the city like like fucking dylan comes from that and uh so it was always intriguing, and when the movie came, I was like, "Fuck, I got to see this!" But it was so different to the real story and shit. And yeah, I mean, but as a movie, I thought it was okay. It was good. I'm Quote unquote, I love the story. 50. I Stay loved it. Up. I thought it was all right. Yeah. So you want to get into these lists? Uh, yeah, we might as well, right? We might as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the top ten whore commandments. Okay, so we didn't really discuss this prehand, but uh, who wants to start us off, or how are we going to do this? Let's do um, one of them, one of us, one of them, one of us, one of them, one of us. Okay. Okay, Jeremy, start. Oh, or one of us, one of them, one of them. One of us. I go first. Yeah, I go it, first you literally did it back. It's easy to remember then if Jeremy goes okay. first because you just know. All right. All right, I'll go first. At number 10 with a 7.5 out of 10 because it annoys Don't JP, and that's the way I'm doing did it. Again. Before you did it again. Did it again. And why are you starting your list with 7.5s? No, yeah. It's favorite. It's not best, bro. Yeah, but 7.5. Yeah, it's favorites. I have Annabelle Comes Home. What the um, fuck? What? Seriously? Trolling. Damn, I didn't This never... is the movie that you couldn't bump off for number seven. The, the... <laughs> Not best. Hey, I like relax. Annabelle. He only bumped off Midsummer for this it. This makes me Calm feel better about my list. <laughs> Why? What's all the hate with Annabelle Comes Dude, Home? Dude, you hated Annabelle, Annabelle exactly, 2. Exactly. Annabelle 2 is like so much better than this no, one. No, dude. This one actually feels like a fucking Conjuring movie, and I love the first two Conjuring films. And this one actually feels like it is fits in that universe when I feel like all the other Conjuring films spinoffs at least don't really feel like Conjuring movies. And I feel like the inclusion of the Warrens in this movie makes it actually feel like it belongs with that, with the term of being a conjuring movie. And I just thought that everybody in this movie does a good job in the roles. You know, it's a fun haunted house, spooky, ghostly kind of film. And I enjoyed it. Did it, did it really deserve an R rating? No, technically this movie could have been PG 13. I would have done fine, but I overly enjoyed it for what it was. 
surprisingly, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit because I was probably the only one that had Annabelle comes home. But guess what? JP mm. had the nun as number five last year. So fuck no, I stand I, by. I, I love the nun. I actually I really exactly, and I liked Annabelle comes home. I actually so seen a couple lists this year already that had Annabelle three on it. Um, Zach just, being one of them. So. I forgot all about Annabelle three. That's what I didn't I'm watch it. About. And I have no intention. I didn't even watch the second one. I I don't I don't really care for that universe, dude. I don't like the Curse uh, of like Lala. Fuck you and see. And, but those are the like Conjuring movies. If you like the first two Conjuring movies, you you should probably watch. Yeah, it but Moods don't even really care for those that much. I like the first Conjuring a lot. I didn't really care for the second one that much, and I hated the first Annabelle, so I never checked him out. I didn't care for the Nun that much, and I Case of Lala Rona, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, that was which shit. I, I just thought it was shit. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. There was two. Yeah, Kate, Kate, yeah, La Llorona did suck. But here's the thing, dude. Yeah. Annabelle 2, in my opinion, is the best film in the whole Conjuring universe. Uh, and ooh. it's so funny that Jeremy yeah. called it Average Bell and hated it, but he likes this one because they're so similar. I get the Conjuring universe vibe. Yeah, right. The most average movie ever, but I'm going to give it a slightly above average rating. Uh, I get what you're saying about the the conjuring you know the conjuring it feels like a conjuring movie instead of a i don't think a conjuring universe film needs to feel like the conjuring they're different movies you know what i mean it's just the universe just means that it's it has continuity pretty much you know it has similar the only part of why i love that la La rona has is like nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah la 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 rona thrown in moment yeah, it's like one mom- one character that's in there for like two seconds. Well, that story's been <sighs> done so much better in previous films. Like, yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. I don't know. By I just, the way, I just by the way I, listening I to JP it. say my uh, La Llorona is, is like really wearing at me. <laughs> I keep wanting to say my Sharona. My Sharona. My Sharona. I swear every time I hear it. Yeah. Dude, I'm like the a failure at Mexican, dude. <laughs> <laughs> at Mexican. But you guys do know when two L's are back to back in Spanish, it's not an L sound. It's yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. yeah, exactly. It's La yeah. Llorona. But I'm yeah, American yeah. and I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> and he doesn't and watch that's black that's and white and he doesn't American watch porn James and he said. doesn't watch movies over two hours long. <laughs> Don't you know that Americans take other things and do it how they want? Come on. <laughs> you ever heard of pizza? <laughs> we fucked that up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, okay, so that was a huge fucking surprise to start the show. Hell yeah, Annabelle Comes Home is good. You should watch it. I like it too. I I really liked it. Yeah, but I gotta watch the first one though, don't I? <laughs> Not really. Not really. You just no. have to watch the first Conjuring. Um. Hmm. Yeah, no, you don't, because two is a deep prequel. Yeah. And this isn't this one take place before? Want no. Yeah, yeah Comes Home yeah. ends right at the beginning of the first Annabelle movie. Yeah. So, shit. Uh, okay, whatever. Who who's next? <laughs> Carly. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this, but my number ten is the fanatic with an eight out of ten. Wait, what? Yes, I Stop giving that. the rating before the review. I'm sorry. I thought you Just meant before crazy. saying. The so name. is this where the conversation comes in? Is this a horror movie or not? But let's see. Uh, it's horror to me. It's yeah, stalker like, thriller. This was yeah. one of the ones on I the just list thought it was here. straight thriller, but I think you're the only one that has the fanatic on their list. I'm happy Probably. to see it though. Don't be so sure. Oh, oh god. Just... Come on, JP. 
Um, yeah, I just thought I just thought Travolta was awesome in the film, um, and I think that carried the film. And also, I don't understand why everyone is act. I think this is one of those movies where everyone's just pretending that they hate it because other people hated it, and they're like, it's Fred Durst. They hate hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know who that is, so. Oh, that's why there's a reference in the movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Harley already said she's 23. What the hell this does movie, she know? This movie, like a this movie she's uses, a better person for it. This yes, movie uses that you missed out on the Limp Biscuit era. Of this rap. movie uses prop money in an extreme close-up shot. It says for prop use only, and he fucking throws it in the bucket. Oh my god, it bugged the hell out of me. Again. Love it. <laughs> I never noticed that. Neither did I. I missed that too, apparently. Uh, I posted in the chat. It says for prop use only on the top, and they use it in a fucking extreme close up. It's like nobody had a $5 bill that could have been like, oh, here you go. It's like, Jesus Christ. But, I mean, it's pretty, pretty generic story, to be honest. I think. Fuck off. It's awesome. It's just like, okay, I get, like, I understand if it's like. A story that's been done before. I just don't see why people are acting like it's just. I think it's like, because the first thing they ever see John Travolta's performance sucks because it's like so over the top and crazy. It's, it's not, not though. though. That's like how it's autistic, all the time. some autistic people act. Like it's I know, I'm not saying people. it's not good. I'm not saying I gave it a six. Well, I'm just she's saying not that. saying you're not saying that it's not good. She's saying that you're saying that his performance is over the top. <laughs> yeah, it's actually based on a real story that happened to Fred Durst, also, right? So that's why I did the movie. Yeah, I dig it, dude. Stalking, I thought it was. Yeah. Go ahead, Carly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much else to say, but like, yeah, I, I really liked it. It was one of the ones that stood out for me this year, um, as far as the uh, you know non theatrical watches went. Um, it, it was really just all that performance. I, I I'm a sucker for those over the top. I guess if you say performances, um, I, I just really dug it. And um, I, th- I think I, I like the stalker aspects of it too. I thought they were done really well and really just disturbing. And um, I love movies like that. So he, that's here's, eight out of ten. Here's why I re- think that it's great All because right. the, the the and it is Travolta's performance because when he goes to the dude's house right after the dude flipped on him and was like, "Dude, get the fuck away from me! Like, fuck off! I ain't signing your shit." When he goes to that house, you could tell that it never even crosses his mind that he shouldn't be doing that. And that is how people act that are like that. You know what I mean? They just don't have that rationale thinking in their head. And I thought he killed that shit, dude. There's something I, like I love shit it. about the movie, actually. Like, especially with the performances and and the, the like the story, because at first you're like, John Travolta's a creep. I don't like this guy. You start to think that he's like scary, and then Devin Sawa becomes really fucking aggressive and scary, and you start to switch your um like your uh, sympathy and you start to yeah. sympathize with John Travolta. And you yeah. actually start to the to, point like, you where know, you actually switches. You actually feel, you feel bad, bad for, him for him too. You do, man. Yeah. When, when at the end there, when he kind of breaks free and you know yeah. takes him out, and she, like when he stabs him in the eye, dude, I was like, oh man, yeah. he just stabbed really the autistic guy. Devin in the fucking eye. has like that moment where he realizes he's went too far, where he's yeah. like, oh uh-huh. my god, and realizes he's like a monster. But it's the way I just really thought they were never going to bring up the fact that he brought up the, that he killed the girl. I was like, are they really never going to say anything about that? I did too. Luckily, luckily, no, I knew that they were. I knew that was coming back around. But I think that like when it. When you have this, like the scene where he's just sitting it in his done house with him though, while opinion. he's like on his Ambien or whatever. Yes. Dude. Oh, that is so creepy, man. I liked mm-hmm. it, but I, although I I'm surprised, like I didn't wake up. Like I'm pretty sure he would wake up well, from that. It, but like, dude, yeah, have I you do. ever met somebody that takes like Ambien? No, dude. <laughs> I mean, 
probably. They are out like a fucking light, bro. <laughs> I forgot about that aspect that he was on drugs. Yeah, He's and a lot of those, a lot ears, of those celebrities do that, right? Like because they work so much, when they finally get a chance to sleep, you know, they just they need to be completely out. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I let and I for I forgot I didn't realize that was Sawa or De- what his name's Devin Sawa. Sawa? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was him until literally like the very end. I was like, wait a minute, I know where I seen that dude from, and I started thinking about all the movies that he's been. In. I was he's, like, that guy hasn't been around too. in a while. But yeah, he was great. Yeah, he plays that character very good. I I I, I personally <clears throat> thought it was a, a great movie. I, I didn't understand why everybody was hating it. I liked it, and and I also. Think about. I, I'm gonna say one thing. Like, just watching John Travolta fall off a moped or whatever the fuck he's on that scooter. <laughs> it's worth watching yeah. alone. Yeah, right. I love his hair. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, his hair. People are like bitching about that performance, but look at uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Sling Blade, which is a tremendous I performance. Love, yeah. I love. And that everybody's too. like, nobody said shit about that. They ate that shit up. They were quoting it and loved it. And John Travolta is over the top, but there's people like that. That's why horror, people. I think horror fans are getting mad because they're like. Hey man, there's a little bit of me in that guy. <laughs> it's because it's directed by Fred Durst, man. I think it's. Yeah, I, I think, think the right. I think right. people were hating on the Listen, movie before they see it. I think we can all agree Fred Durst sucks, but yeah. <laughs> you know, so does Victor Salva, and I still like Jeepers. He, directed, he directed a Literally, lot of good videos. He sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess me. Sure. All right, uh, my number ten. Debated this hotly i couldn't decide uh but i decided to go with bliss so um bliss uh first of all i love how they handle the the drug uh scene uh if you've ever been familiar with you know that that scene it's handled pretty decently you know the drug party scene and and i like the twist of the artsy scene too which i wasn't really that much part of but you know, I think that it, it, it replicates it pretty well. Uh, I love some of the cinematography in this film, especially when she first does the bliss or whatever it is. And, the, and she like leans back and the cameras like above her and shit. That's awesome. Some some good Diablo. visuals in this film. Yeah. Uh, the, the Diablo. And I love the casting. I thought that girl was like perfect artsy, like, you know, photographer, or painter. Dora or, Madison. Yeah, she was she was really cast well. I I Itty love bitty her titty committee. Scru- scruffy hair. Uh, yeah, she did. She fit me. it perfectly. Do you think man. she'll marry me, guys? I don't know. <laughs> no. Maybe. I don't think so. Maybe if you weren't forty. <laughs> Jesus. I'll straight go. I'm going Moose way. I'm going to turn into John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, and you're yeah, Justin man. Bieber hair. And you're fucking forty. There's no way. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. But yeah, the the. Uh, I, I the more I thought about it, I really loved, you know, what actually is happening, and you know, the very last scene and stuff. At first, I thought it was just like generic and and basic, and I was like, ah, they, they, it was just simple. But I really liked it when I thought about it, and the more time that passed, I was just like, you know what, I really dug that movie. Joe Bigos uh, has another film coming out um, early. January or early next year called VFW. I think it comes out in January or February. Very looking forward to that. It has. Uh, the Hammer Williamson in it. Also, William Sadler, who's awesome. David Lang, Martin yeah. Hope, yep. Patrick Kelly, George <laughs> Went. <laughs> I, I, you're familiar with this film. <laughs> no, I never heard of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, Bliss. Um, I gave it, it I think, an 8 on the show. I bumped it up to an 8.5. Cool. 
Uh, so you guys didn't like Bliss, I take it. No, I like Bliss. I like it quite a bit. No, it's not. Maybe a foreshadowing of uh, maybe you're going to talk about it later, somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, uh, Jerry, you want to go? All right. My number 10 is going to be the only Netflix original on my list. Um, Somebody at the beginning of the show mentioned that it was probably the best Netflix horror available this year, and I 100% agree. So my number 10 is The Perfection. Oh, wow. Absolutely love this soundtrack. Just about everything about this movie worked for me. Uh, For those who don't know, I've been a lifelong musician. I played violin for nine years as a kid, and then I played bass guitar for like the last 25 to 30 years of my life so whenever a movie incorporates music as much as this one i tend to really gravitate towards it um a lot like the devil's candy from a couple of years ago and even the suspiria remake from last year even though that was more about dancing the music pieces that accompanied that dancing i thought were all stellar so Mm -hmm. um but yeah like i said this movie worked for me had a nice uh, nice amount of gore for um you know, for a Netflix original. And it actually had one of the most satisfying endings of the year for me. I stood up and applauded when I saw that reveal at the end. Absolutely loved it. So, I did that when they showed his penis. <laughs> I don't remember that part when they showed his penis. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was oh. like, this is on Netflix? I don't know what it was. It just shocked me. That movie was really cool. The opening like surprised me because it started off as such like a beautiful love story. I was like, this is like a super well made art love story, and then it just went mm-hmm. batshit, kept getting crazier. Yeah, and then the end reveal looks it, that shot. I think we're probably talking about the same shot. And I was like, that is fucking really cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I was, think for go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, the, the movie is equal parts beautiful and brutal. It worked for me in every way. Uh, I think what I really liked was how it j- every things just kept happening i was like what the heck like what's going on in this movie and then it it, you know changes and it kept me guessing i think that it is a good movie i think for me the the part that really kind of made it go down on my list was just how convoluted the end story ends up being and just unbelievable to me so i but i do like you know I think it's a better, you know, Me Too type movement than uh, Black Christmas. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was a little, Christmas. little convoluted in in how that would all play out. Is it seemed very silly to me. Oh no, it's absolutely an impossible plan. They, they would nobody would ever be able to pull that off in real life, in my opinion. Especially considering it I, is I pretty imagine, extreme. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would imagine that school would have a lot more security considering <laughs> uh, security. Excuse me, uh, considering what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. So in real life yeah this thing is very unplausible but you know i movies like this where i can just shut my brain off and just go on the journey the director wants me to go on and i still have an ear-to-ear grin from beginning to end yeah i i I absolutely loved it i have almost negative nothing negative to say about it hey cherry yes sir do you think any of those girls in that movie would marry me (laughs) (laughs) well it depends are you still 40 uh, and you still have Justin Bieber hair. Still have that haircut. I don't have that haircut anymore. <laughs> Who the fuck was it? Was that Peter that sent you that shit or what? No, it was just some weirdo. I didn't know. <laughs> it's not even friendless. Oh boy. Oh Peter, I wish we had a regular episode so we could discuss Peter. And that was on that was on Facebook, so it was like. Yeah, he messaged me, and I was like, "What?" 
I just responded like, like he he was like trying to be friendly about it, but then he like said something really rude, and then was like, "Take care, buddy." And I was just like, oh. fuck I was off. like, "Thank you for the yeah." Seriously, I was like, "Fuck off." That's so funny, man. He <laughs> uh, looked like he had brain damage. So <laughs> looked like, like fucking moose. Like Peter. Oh, dude, Peter is dangerous. Oh, Peter. I blocked him. I, I think we should. Everybody should just block him. It's just not. It's not oh, good. No, I even if you block him. him, you still see his shit. So. You gotta block. I don't see his shit. I don't I know how him. JP doesn't block him. He emails him all the fucking time, dude. Like I, I just don't just... care. <laughs> I just don't, I don't care. I need to be him. in the group. That, but that guy's so insane that he. You're, <laughs> but no, like he's gonna when show up I wake in your up fucking at like hotel. Four a.m. and I see that he's like, I need to be in the group, and it, you know, like <laughs> it just like makes me smile, and then I, and then I forget, and then I just like you're shut like, the, Aw. I just close the email. Well, he said <laughs> he was gonna kill himself, and then the next day he liked one of my posts. So I was like, up, oh, guess he didn't do it. Your post, he shouldn't do it though. No, absolutely not. I, I, I wish the dude gets some serious mental help. He needs help. He needs yeah, help. yeah. I, I, he's, I don't, I don't know, man. Like Jeremy sucks the dick like a little fanboy. Dude, and he the, said that he, likes he your hopes post? your ancestors were tortured. Jesus. Yeah. And then he said, and then he said, then he, then he's like, I deserve to be in the group. Can I please <laughs> come in now, or can I come back? And then he's like, you know what? You're a schmedgma. Or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> like he'll try to be nice for a second, and then he just like, I'm like, what you said about Hellraiser was very profound. And then it'll be like, I it hope, I hope sense. you fucking die on a burrito or something. Shit about Lauren Ashley Carter, so he can go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> me and her are engaged. Okay. <laughs> Does she know you're forty. She knows I'm forty. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously though, he like tried to talk shit about it. It's like, dude, stop, stop. He's equally parts annoying. Something like, that I- happened three years ago that. Nobody cares about. I want to beat him to death. I'm also annoyed by him, and I'm also concerned by him all at the same time. Like I want to get. He's like, you need help, but I also want to hit you in the head with something. <laughs> Maybe that would help. I don't. Know. I don't. Know. You just can't right. engage with people like that. <laughs> Argue with a fool, become one. I do have to say that video was very funny, and it did make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you for the dude who made it. Uh, Twenty-two shots. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like how he starts out. He's like, I, I have to call these guys out. I have to expose them for who they are. And I'm like, wanted to shots, doing some serious writing. <laughs> Stop it! I shouldn't even be laughing. I'm going to hell. Hey, Mosby, suck me off. Oh, I'm going to come. He said, "Dude, he said Rambo Raff is a genius compared to them. That was my favorite part. Rambo Raff makes Rambo four Raff hour reviews about an hour and a half movie. It's like I'll I just know. watched the movie twice, guys. That's because that it's joke. always him ranting, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that, I can't that's why he got so big. He titles his videos rant, and, and like twelve year olds are like, oh, Rambo Raff's gonna go hard on TMNT three today, boy. Let me get the Mountain Dew out. <laughs> to be to be legitimately honest, like if someone's hating on a movie, I'm more likely to get mad. But if someone likes a piece of shit I hate, I'm happy. I'm like, I'm glad they like it. But if like if people are just hating on shit all the time, I'm like, I don't need to see that motherfucker. He's too negative, you know. Mm-hmm. But he forces uh, it though, man. I, I I don't find him genuine at all. With I don't watch this. I haven't watched this video. I since, feel like, like oh, I haven't seen him in years. Like, but I remember watching one. I was like, like I was like, yeah. dude, this is so transparent. I'm like, you're totally yeah. fucking with people right now. You can't be that mad over waxwork or some shit or like. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. Yeah, Come like on. Mansquito did not impress me. I'm so mad. It was like Ro- oh, Robocop shit. two or some shit, and he was just he, like, I'm talking three hour review. And I'm like, dude, come on, fuck. Filmmakers didn't even think about it. Dude, that much. his name's Rambo Raff for life. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the for life at the end, like he's part of the NWO. 
Yeah, exactly right. Like, I, like in case you didn't know that I'm down with Rambo and Raphael from Ninja Turtles. I just want you to know that it's not just that I'm down. It's I'm down for life. I don't care if Raph comes out as a serial killer for life. I'm in that club. <laughs> Man, I like how we haven't uh, even got through number 10 yet. We've already dissed like 10 people. <laughs> I'm a hater, I guess. I'm just sitting here being like, I only like positive things. Do you want to see, see what time is Amazon wish? wish no, list? I don't. <laughs> well, that was random. That was random. I'm Bloody Valentine, April Fool's Day, I See You, Body Parts, Joker, Mr. Nice Guy, Miami Fights, the complete series, and Dead Sim. Not even season one. He wants you to buy him the complete series. Well, at least he's a Don Johnson family fan. That's cool. Don Johnson for life. For life. Nash Bridges for life, motherfucker. And his review of Batman I'm going to make my channel... Fucking Rocky Michelangelo for life. <laughs> Mortal enemies. <laughs> Zach is off like I like Jerry's Donald like, and he's like, come on, let's go on. <laughs> Jerry, did you rate that one? I did not. Um, y- using the twenty-two shots rating system, that's going to be a nine out of ten for me. Okay. Whoa, starting off at nine. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I, I like I said earlier, I do quarter points only so that I can split like you know eight, nine, and ten from each other. So yeah, yeah. is it in an my eight point seven five or a yes. nine point two five? It's an eight seven five on my rating system. <clears throat> okay. I don't remember what I actually rated that, but I had the pleasure of talking about that one with you guys on Fresh Cuts, but I remember I gave you it a seven point five. Re- you definitely liked it more than I did, but I, I think I came in pretty decent on it. I was like seven and a half or something like that. I if, think I was if, seven. Because I do rate my stuff on Letterbox, right? But Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess my go is just me and Dave to go. Yep. All right. Oh, I ended up last. Okay. Coming at number ten from the year of two thousand <laughs> I'm gonna steal so Brandon's funny. jokes. Um yeah, man, this is a foreign film from Germany, and I heard off the top of the show that a couple people didn't get the chance to see it, but I enjoyed the shit out of this movie, and that is simply called Luz. Good, uh, good shit. Yeah, man, this was a really, really interesting film. Uh, I was crazy. I was actually quite taken back by this. It's a really short movie. Uh, runs about 70 minutes. It has like no patient issues. It just gets right into this shit, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, shot on 60 millimeter, which, first of all, I absolutely loved the look of this movie. I'm glad. And that was one thing we didn't really mention off the top of the show was there was a lot of movies this year shot on 60 millimeter and 35 millimeter and stuff. So it's nice to see that people are bringing back film instead of just shooting on digital lenses and stuff. But, um, but yeah, 60 millimeter. So the look of the film is fantastic. It's got a really interesting, interesting storyline basically about, you know, this, it, it kind of has this kind of like, it's kind of crazy. It is. It's got this possession level to it, but then it's also, you know, trying to get the truth out of this girl and stuff. But it's, it's more about the way the film is presented to you and the construction of it. It's like, there's this really interesting scene where, you know, this doctor, he's trying to, he's hypnotized Luz and, and he's trying to, you know, basically get the story out of her, what happened between her and her, this other girl and stuff. And, and the way it plays out is really interesting. They have her set up in this room and, you know, she's kind of sitting on this normal chair and she's like driving because she drives a cab. And, uh, you know, she's and, and the way they the way they mix the sound effects and shit in this. It's just it's done so well. But it's it's kind of told a little bit nonlinear and stuff. And it kind of goes back and forth between the, the, the past and the present and stuff like that. And 
I thought it was just a fucking ride and a half. It's a total trip. It's definitely a movie that you could probably watch a couple times and, and still pick out things after that. But I thought the performances was great. Um, I think the first act's better than the last two halves. But I agree. I still Super like engaging at the bar. Super yeah. engaging. I was like on the edge of my seat when they were talking. Like I did not know where it was going to go. I was like, holy shit. Well, yeah, fuck? because you don't realize it's going to turn into like you know kind of a possession part right there and shit. And it was just – it's kind of interesting like just – where this thing kind of goes and it's just done so differently. You just don't see movies constructed like this very often, but I think it, it did it perfectly for not overstaying its welcome. It was short enough. Um, Dave, you said that you had an issue with this thing with yeah. potential plot it, hole. What I was that? Under, I couldn't remember it now, but there was something with the, um, the flashback when they're talking about the convent, like she was saying that she was there, but like there has to be someone lying somewhere. And it makes sense that that person would be lying to a certain extent. And I need to know when the body were like transferred, when she possessed that person, I'd really have to watch it again. But I feel like there was a major missing point in the story, which okay. didn't make any sense. And it didn't come together completely no, I, for me, but if it, it would have, it would have made my list. I think it actually does make sense. I think I know what you're talking about, and I think it actually does make sense. But well, I'd have I'd have to watch it again. But I mean, like, it was so close, and I was sitting there, I was like, man, this is really good. But there's something missing, and I feel like they got clunky for a second. Okay, yeah, no, I think I think I know what you're talking about, but I think it is explained away. So um, it reminded me of what was that movie that came out a couple of years ago? Uh, Alleluia. It's a movie that was by the same guy who did uh, Cal Fear. That yeah. movie was shot in sixty millimeter too. Very uh, similar aesthetic. Yeah, I didn't get a chance that. to see. That. I didn't get a chance to see that one. I actually had it in my cart for like ever to pick up because Doppelganger yeah. put it out. Yeah, yeah, and it was just really it never went down in price. But uh, yeah, this one right here, I, it needs a it needs a fucking Blu-ray. It's got a DVD release, but it's getting one. It's getting Altered one. Innocence is putting it out on Blu-ray. Same people that did Knife Plus Heart. Okay, yep. well that that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, it's definitely uh, one. I'm I think gonna it comes out in March. There. Cool. But yeah, overall, man, I thought it was just, it was a fun ass ride. I was really engaged in like this really kind of trippy ass story about these, these two people and stuff. And oh, it was just the way the story was told was so unique to me and it just ripped by, I was like, holy shit, that thing's done already. And that's great for me, man. Um, so I, I've, I thought it was fantastic. It's got really interesting music and shit. Um, and I'm coming in a nine out of 10. So it is subtitled. Oh, it's from Germany. Oh. It's from Germany. So. Subtitled. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Okay, uh, my number ten is a movie that I saw early in the year, so I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. But I remember it had a big impression on me. It's from Brazil, and it's from a director who I was familiar with his other work. That none of it actually got a wide release here. This is Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, his other films were like Mud Zombies and Night of the Chupacabras and stuff like that, and Black Sea. But Black Forest was like, it was low budget. It had like thick mythology. And the movies from like Brazil to me, a lot of them remind me of like European horror. Like, and they have that mythology and creepiness to it. I just remember being blown away by this movie. And it gets really big at the end and crazy. And it's really like dark at points and just creepy. And then it gets like kind of over the top too at certain aspects with like, um, you know, almost Evil Dead style, like blood when like, <laughs> but it's just a really great um, kind of superstitious horror movie that I dug with gore and wild, crazy things and monsters and shit. Black Forest. I gave it um eight and a half. Awesome. Cool. All right. So back to the top with Jeremy. How could I forget? <laughs> with an eight out of ten. We Stop have... doing that. Damn it. Do it I'm going to kick you off the show. Just the way I do it. Don't do it. We have the Child's Play remake. Now, I was going into this. You know me. Child's Play is my favorite movie 
my favorite franchise. I was going into it, you know. Oh wait, 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 wait. Mind. Wait, before you do that, totally forgot. Um, number ten for the listeners was Daniel isn't real. Thirty-seven. <clears throat> nice. That's a good. That's a good number ten. Daniel for sure. isn't real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With still or with still Schwarzenegger's son. Yeah. Okay, All right. So we have child's play. So, I for one thought that Mark Hamill would probably be the best answer to play Chucky besides Brad Dwarf. You know, he's done so much voice acting Durf. and stuff like that. Did he that. call him Dwarf? <laughs> he said Dwarf. He did That's say right. Dwarf. Brad Dwarf. <laughs> it's another amazing name pronunciation. Leave him alone. That's Just right. let the boy finish his review. I'm used to this by now. But anyway, so I saw the doll when I went to Apocalypse. They had the doll on display that they, one of the screen used dolls. And I thought that it looked pretty retarded, to be honest with you. But then when I was watching the movie, I was going, it doesn't look too bad. I think that the way that the story plays out with this doll being programmed to be evil makes it not so bad, to be completely honest with the way that the doll looks. And to be honest, this is one of the most entertaining movies of the year, to be honest. Like, when you watch it, it's probably one of the more gorier mainstream movies that I've seen in a long time. Like, it has some pretty good gore and some pretty entertaining kills. And as JP says, one of the best jump scares of all time because it has. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> that was funny huh how what I tricked you one. guys no I, I'm a little bit shocked that you know it's actually on your list but I'm happy oh, to see it I'm happy I to loved see it, it. I, 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 loved it. I thought I it was really enjoyed good. it myself yeah I thought it was really was good too actually it was surprisingly good I was uh-huh. super entertained with it and um, I think it worked you know surprisingly it actually worked and um I think that's because of Mark Hamill's performance and everything that it plays out. And um, it's not too over the top. And the ending is batshit crazy. And that's exactly what you need in a movie like this when it's trying to be different from the original franchise, which really isn't about being batshit crazy that much. I mean, Child's Play 3 is a little batshit crazy, but it, it tries to play a little bit more serious besides Seed of Chucky, of course, but... I think this one tries to be a little bit more goofy, and I think it works. So I gave it, of course, an 8 out of 10. Um, check out Child's yeah. It's unfortunately that it made no money. Cause yeah, that, that was disappointing. One. But I think it's going to do well on home media. So if you haven't seen Child's Play, check it out. It's coming from a true fan of the franchise. It's actually good, and that I, was, I really did enjoy it. That was one of two films that I rewatched. Um, and not not for this, just because I, I got a screener in. But um, I think I liked it a little less on rewatch, which probably, mm. you know, this isn't necessarily a movie that you should probably watch twice in the same year. You know, wait a little while to check it out again. But yeah, no, in the theater, I was like really into it. I was like, that was exactly what I want out of a remake. I wanted it to be the same but different. And they, they, they did a good job with that. The only thing I truly couldn't stand was the um, car death. I just thought it was really dumb. <clears throat> also, one of the nicest characters in the movie. Like I I know like it's like fun to kill people that like you don't expect, but there's no real point to do that to that person. Like you know, there's, they should have killed some more people in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed. And to be it, honest, like, Chucky wasn't evil. He was just 
his society made him evil and his surroundings made him evil. His programming made him he evil. He just didn't understand. He just felt yeah. bad yeah. for him. It's yeah, kind of like, he was like well, it was a bit to do with the program and stuff, but I, he's I, like, my buddy. That's what yeah. really sold the movie to me is that they didn't, you know, they they did it properly and how to sell the Chucky character and stuff. And then I think it just, it was, it just worked, man. I'm glad that they didn't do something similar with the possession and shit like that. And yeah, because it's like, what, what, like, like our biggest complaint with remakes is we've already seen that movie. Yeah. Did, but in this case, we didn't see this movie. This is something different. Yeah. I saw it as Evolver, though. So. I like Evolver. Um, yeah, I've seen stuff like we, champ, we've dude. seen stuff like this, but I think for this, you know, for this I Chucky, agree. it just kind of worked. It was very simplistic and stuff, and then, but it was just the whole movie was entertaining as fuck. I really will agree with that, man. I, I mean, had low expectations had going into it. It was a hell of a lot better than Call of Chucky. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, it is better. <clears throat> so yeah, that's my number nine, Child's Play. All right, Carly. All right, my number nine is Child's Play. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I like the original movie quite a bit. I wouldn't say it's my favorite in the world or my favorite franchise, but I do like it. So going into this movie, it's like I wasn't uh, expecting too much or thinking I was going to be disappointed or really much of anything. I just tried to kind of go into it, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think that's how you should do a remake, not try to copy. Um, the previous movie completely and try to do a different concept. Yeah, but don't be like Pet Cemetery where you just do it stupid. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Just do everything um, decent except the end, like Pet Cemetery. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things about that movie I don't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Child's Play. I liked it. Um, the look of the doll. I thought it was stupid too at first, but seeing the movie, I actually thought it was pretty entertaining. There's some scenes in it where he's making these weird faces and i think it's funny there's a lot of funny moments in the film too which i enjoyed and um this is probably this probably could maybe go up on my list if i had rewatched it i feel like it has the most rewatchability for me of the year because usually when i see a new movie i don't feel like rewatching it for a long time but this movie was the rare exception where i thought oh i could actually rewatch that right away probably and still enjoy it but um yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was really, really good. Solid. Cool. E. Is that my turn? Yep. I already forgot the order. Uh, all right, so my number nine here is actually a film that I watched pretty late. And it wasn't on my list earlier, but actually I moved this on my list like right before we recorded from, you know, from uh, – or sorry – I moved the previous film onto my list. This one up a spot, but yeah, this is Tum Bad. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Tum Bad. Tum Bad. I believe yep. so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a H- Hindi language period piece, <laughs> which I, 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 I think this three is the, periods. This is the first Hindi language period piece I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, but it's yeah, so Hindi movie if you've ever seen maybe i haven't checked but maybe i might have seen another one um but yeah so india uh making its debut here on on my, one of my lists uh yeah dude this movie is super cool like i just yeah. was really into the story of this one 
uh, it follows these these two kids at the first, and they have this grandmother who's this like old, old, old lady witch. They got like cut her toenails, and they have to feed her. And there's all this mythology, like they say, like Hester's coming or something, and it makes her go to sleep. It's just all this stuff. But anyway, years later, this kid returns to his his home area, and his grandmother is like still alive, like in in this mansion. And he basically, there's a legend of treasure. It's like all I, I assume it's real mythology uh, in in Hindi. Um, in there's India. like 500 gods in that religion, so mm-hmm. it probably is one. Actually. Yeah, so it's, very... it's it's a goddess who had a son, a bunch of sons, but one of them was like greedy and wanted her money and her food. So he takes her money, but he gets caught stealing her food. So now forever he wants food, but he has money. So there's this basic, they go down into like this fucking cave thing and they basically bring down some bread or something. And that brings out this monster fucking God thing. And it drops money out of its loincloth. But if it bites you, then you're cursed. And it's just fucking bizarre and creepy, dude. Like I thought this movie was, and it's about the, the the it's about greed. You know what I mean? It, the whole myth, the whole god is probably about greed. You know, so it, it's just very cool. So it's that, like Dagon, right? <laughs> like HP Lovecraft. Dagon. No, but Dagon is about yeah, greed. It's yeah, yeah. The uh, the god the that created story? this was the original story is about a guy who gets shipwrecked and just is walking on an island and sees a creature and <laughs> recollecting yeah. it on a hospital bed. The goddess specifically in Tombad is um, about the uh, the goddess that created the universe. Yeah, she gave birth to 160 million gods. Yeah, so one of the one of the uh, Damn, her, she's a whore. One of her uh, yeah. one of her children that she gave birth with, like you said, had the. Um, had the opportunity to take all the wealth or you know or the food and of course took the wealth and tried to steal the food yeah and then that's what creates like this curse kind of thing right yeah and the curse the way that they take that mythology and put it into physical reality where they go down into this cave and this monster comes out and they distract it with bread the thing that it doesn't have the grain rather and then they grab its loincloth and it just like an endless amount of coins fall out but you have to hurry up and grab them but it makes perfect sense because once it got cursed it was like hungry as fuck it didn't care about the wealth anymore right so you can easily just throw food distract them and then take his wealth kind of thing but it's also beautiful that it tells the story over three parts he starts as a child and you see why he's like he is and then Uh, middle age and he gets his riches and then older teaching his own son that's like a really great way it tells us it's it's epic movie to be honest yeah it actually is and the i love what they do with the like um indian music that it like in like these montage scenes Mm -hmm. it just it feels so cool and, and it, it's beautifully shot. Even like the yeah. opening to the film with the two children and the rain and the mansion and stuff. It's very beautiful. The way they shot inside the womb, I guess, of the God essentially yeah. Yeah. is very beautiful. There's like a, a swerve, not a swerve, but like sort of a reveal where these characters think they like thought of something smart. That it, it happens later. Uh, dude, I was like, holy Me too. Yeah. I like the scene dude, where the kid's out front there and he's like trying you know, he's training to be his dad kind of thing and he's he's got like this this kind of wooden setup thing and then he's timing himself on how many gold coins he can 
ravage and i'm like it's like this kid's training for the fucking olympics and stuff yeah <laughs> and it's just all about <laughs> it greed and it's literally just about greed like it's so ridiculous because i love i love these stories about greed because i mean they clearly had enough fucking cash to keep going for a long time and shit but yeah, it's but they, it's, it's they, not what it's about like right floyd mayweather day you know what i mean they yeah. just spend too much but it's like he's um, he's like breeding to be his like his dad and shit it's just funny to me yeah but uh, the more I thought about this film, really, the more I loved it. It's just a unique little film. I, I, I the, the guy who made this film had been trying to get this film made uh, since I believe like way early in the two thousand or two thousand or he his first draft was in ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. And he, it took it <clears throat> when he was eighteen years old, and then he actually shot some of it back in two thousand twelve and scrapped the whole thing and started over because he didn't so, like it. So JP, you consider this a horror movie? Yeah, Cause definitely. Because it's, it's, it's it's fantasy. <laughs> like it's good. Well, it's myth, it's mythical, <laughs> mythical, but but, I mean, but mythical. I mean, it's, it's like pretty much straight demon up fantasy. god type thing. Yeah, yeah. It, this dad in this movie has got to be one of the best performances of the year too. Oh, he's yeah. such like he's an asshole, but for some reason you still like him. Like when he's just like pushing his family around, you're like, I still like watching this guy, even yeah, though yeah, he's yeah. a piece of shit. Dude, the I, wardrobes I in it credit. are so good too. Like the piece, like the time pieces are amazing. Like yeah, everything just yeah. looks so good, man. Like fucking I, excellent. I, I, I want to get a haircut like those kids. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, one thing that I'll say is I watching it i kept i missed like the it the story is told in in a like i don't want to say hard to follow away but like i was missing things but once i read the wikipedia page it, it pieced everything together for me like really well so i recommend doing that after you watch it um but yeah i gave it 8.5 out of 10 well i wrote the wiki wiki page and i, I totally wrote it all wrong so you, you <laughs> completely didn't understand the movie <laughs> moods actually wrote it wasn't a horror movie so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, did you guys notice when there was like smoking on the screen, a little warning came up that oh, said smoking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I could know. not stop laughing. Dude, yeah, what the fuck was with that? Because you can't you, you have to thing. do that. Yeah, you have to do that. Because it's horrible. Russia, it's you can't swear in Russia, so it's like the same kind of shit. But you can Dude, fuck with our shit. That's why the most insane just... like underground Russian films come out that unearth release and shit. Have you seen some of those, Dave? Like Nails, Nails and yeah. Visions of Suffering and Philosophy of a Knife. All yeah, this, all the same director. Yeah, apparently yeah, that's the, the only guy I can get his shit out. But man, he makes some fucked up movies, man. Man, Visions of Suffering is is, is fucking bad shit. Yeah, you'll go to jail and they'll fuck you up if you swear. Like you. the new cut of that serious? movie is insane, yeah. man. Visions. If of you suffering. release, is it? It is so crazy, dude. Is it still 20? two hours long? Uh, no, no, it's different. Good. Yeah, subplot is all different. It's it's fucking trippy though, man. But yeah. So type that's right. what happens. When you have that type of censorship, man. You get shit like that coming out of your countries. No, you yeah. could kill people. You could rape people. You could do all this crazy shit, but you can't swear. <laughs> like what is Don't that? Bleep. Well, see it. What is that? Crazy. Yeah. That's the same thing with our television. It's like, hey, I'm going to show this guy get his head cut off. But if you show a tit or cut somebody's head, you know, like, or like say the F word, you're off the air. Yeah. No, you can say the F word on cable. Happens all the time now. Yeah. yeah. Um, India is not nearly as strict about a lot of those religious laws as you think. I'm, uh, I'm in America, though, with that stuff about the television. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about what Jeremy was saying about. Oh, he was uh, talking about Russia, I think. Oh, oh I'm Russia. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, that's Tumbad, man. Pretty cool movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Cool. Jerry. 
All right, my number nine is going to be the only Italian film to show up on my list. Uh, This is a movie that I was turned on to by Mr. Watson when he reviewed it earlier in the year on one of the final Horror Corridor episodes. And he was the only person that was talking about it at the time. He gave it a positive review, so I checked it out and absolutely loved it. And the fact that they were able to make an effective horror film that's basically based on a mathematic equation is absolutely stellar to me. I yeah. mean, uh, of the uh, you know of the random subjects that you can make a horror movie out of, math is amazing. So that yeah, that makes, that makes my number nine the Laplace's demon. Absolutely, I'm glad to see it. Love it. you know what? Glad man? to see it on the list. I, I was busting a gut every time someone would get killed, like the way they get killed in this movie. I, just the way it would happen was fucking funny as hell to me, man. I loved it. So it becomes terrifying at a certain point because you're like, well, I'm going to predict it. I'm going to do this. And they're going to, do they already predict that? Am I, I'm fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. But it's just the way I that coffin to- would like, it would fucking, <laughs> just that it would like run towards him and it would fucking shut him in. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I thought one of the most original movies for sure. It was, it was great, man. I mean, I think that this, um, this movie has one of the most original chase scenes I've seen mm-hmm. in probably the last 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, an actual chase scene where you don't see any of the characters actually actually on screen and it was so fucking tense yeah so, yeah I, mm-hmm. that scene is spectacular probably one of my favorite individual <clears throat> scenes of the year so yeah once again i can't say enough good things about the laplace's demon uh directed by giadarno Jalivi, uh, and that's coming in at a nine out of ten yeah that that i, I like the style of that movie yeah visually I, it just yeah, looks so cool, the, man. They shot it in a yeah. way that actually makes it look like it was shot in the 70s. I mean, yeah. there's black and white movies like Eyes of My Mother and, and th- stuff like that that you can still tell. Even though it's black and white, it's still set. It's it's obviously set in modern times. Um, but with this, you know, with, with all the use of the, of the uh, green screen, the use of the matte uh, painting backgrounds, mm-hmm. I thought it needed such a 60s aesthetic that I, I just fell in love with it instantly. I've watched it three times since that since that first watch, and I I like it more every time. That that's something about the way you <clears> saw <throat> it is like I think everybody can track how they saw this to Watson. It's funny. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so many people I've heard say that now. Yeah. But I'm like that with Phantom's Carriage, bro. Not me actually. I ended up finding the movie because I was looking up Italian films in 2019, and I came across that. Because I was like, yeah. it seems like there's no Italian film, modern films being made right now. I, I can't and remember. Like, and the thing that sold me, I saw it was shot in black and white. And I was like, oh, clicking on this shit. Amazing. But I yeah, think I, Jerry finally sold me on it. Because I had heard maybe <clears throat> a mention of it. But I was like, any hidden gems? And Jerry threw that one out there and another one. And I watched both of them. And Laplace Demon, I was really happy with. And the way the cup comes back at the end, fucking genius. Yes, genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good film, man. Good film. Uh, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, I've lost track of it on myself. Uh, coming in at number nine uh, is a f- indie film uh, from played in festivals in 2017. It finally got its wide release this year digitally and physically, and it's a film called Close Calls. Did anybody happen to see this? Never heard of I it. I did. I nope. never heard of it. It was um, the company Stream Scream Team releasing. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. for the budget, it probably had some of the finest cinematography I've seen and lighting and all that kind of stuff. Oh. But besides the lead female, most of the acting was so fucking bad to me. I, I lost a lot of interest. Uh, I didn't really. I mean, really, there's only 
there's only the father like, is terrible. Yeah, but he's bar- <laughs> but the thing is he's barely even in the, shit. He's barely even in the film though. You sound like me, bro. No, I, I mean, like, no, it was a good movie, and I felt bad for disliking it because of the acting. Like, I was like, I was watching that movie. I'm sorry, I'm taking, I'm talking over moods thing, but I was just like, dude, this movie is so much effort from the director. Like, I was like, this dude put, I, I want to love this movie because I could tell this dude put his heart and fucking soul and his fucking life savings in this motherfucking thing. But that dude is ruining this movie. But that is life, and the girlfriend, she's garbage too. <laughs> But the thing is, they're in the movie for like ten minutes, though, and oh and it's God. literally a two hour and eight minute movie that like fucking two hours and eight minutes. <clears throat> I reviewed this oh during the Thirty One Days of Horror, and it was I was so I was so apprehensive of checking this out because like I'm like really like it's one of these indie films where this director has probably shot seventeen hours of footage for this fucking movie, and it's just way too long, blah blah blah. So I checked it out, and but man, you can tell the influences are. I mean, it's straight up an Italian film. Um, there's so many nods to horror films in here. I mean, the the shiny nods in here are insane. But um, I mean, the storyline is not crazy, but it does have a lot of twists and turns, and I think it has a lot of different elements to it where you can you can kind of dive into certain aspects of the of the story and and just kind of dissect it that way too. But it's it's pretty simple. It's about this basically rich teenage bitch that uh, gets in shit from you know at school and stuff and her her dad's going out for the night and stuff she ends up getting grounded to the house and of course she's got this crazy grandmother that lives upstairs and she's forced to watch her and stuff but the thing is with this lead is that she's a total drug addict man she loves she loves her drugs and shit like that so of course she dad leaves starts doing drugs and then she starts tripping balls and stuff and it becomes like this huge paranoid kind of mess and stuff but then it it dwells into a lot of different areas because you don't really know exactly if what shit's going on is is a direct result of the drugs or just her general paranoia or if there's actually some shit that's going on and stuff and it it really does kind of go into a lot of different places a lot of really great sets like uh, Dave said with the lighting is fantastic in this uh, I didn't really notice the acting I don't really think about it too much when I'm watching indie films like this because it's, it's, it is low budget but you can tell it's one of those low budget films where the guy was a fan of these type of movies that he was mimicking and, and you know and doing and stuff but like I said you know the the father in the, in the I guess I guess they're in a little bit towards the end but not like an abundance it's mostly about the they, shit they keep cutting back to him though at, they do, at the restaurant they, shit they, they do it's yeah it's right i mean it's them fucking having dinner stuff but this lead here man holy fuck dude for like the first half of the movie she's literally in these like sexy ass tight blue like booty shorts and like this bra like it's the most scanly class that you ever seen but there, she's there was so a attractive. lot of hotties this year but man. she was so attractive through the yeah, whole that girl in satanic panic man you dude, dude, i love stop her titties are amazing no but Close Calls was like, if this dude ever has another movie, I'm donating to his Kickstarter. What the yeah. fuck ever? Because like, I felt like a big pile of crap for not liking this. I should I like, I was like, oh, this, I should love this. And I was just I'm getting hung quite up surprised. on those little things. I'm, I'm surprised that the acting would do that. Considering there's, I think there's a lot to the movie and there's a lot of different things. And I think the ending is batshit insane in this too. And like, it's kitchen sink, I think too. Like everything's in this movie. Yeah. Well, that that's a product of, you know, a fan making a movie like this, right? He's yeah, trying to throw yeah. in all these nods and stuff. And obviously having a, uh, a soul like which is Italian films you can tell it's straight Italian but then he's throwing all these American nods and shit like that but I, I like that because I'm a fan and I like to watch other fans make shit that I can you know kind of pick into and stuff again man I don't know just I need to rewatch it I need to give it another chance too bad the Blu-ray is thirty four ninety nine. yes yeah, well try the- screamteam.com or whatever they well, have the price out for like 20 yeah, see, I mean, with all the shipping all it cost me like 50 bucks but I ended up buying the DVD Ooh. no, I got the DVD for like 12 bucks so yeah. on Amazon, it was like twelve bucks. So I was like, I do that with the Scream Team shit because it's not cheap. But uh, yeah, I know I, I'm 
fucking shocked if you didn't like the movie because of that because considering the, the amount of shit that me and you watched <laughs> with the acting yeah but it was like i just like because everything else was so good like, see the those, thing is with the dad it wasn't up to snuff so it was like well, it'd be like watching like a great movie and like you're like watching and like you're like watching the godfather and then all of a sudden i'm in the background like yeah guys what's up i thought the, <laughs> i thought the grab was here but honestly i think the dad's character was actually coming from because he was just like he was a douche, man. He was a fucking douchebag. And, like, I think that's the way he's playing it. And he's playing it kind of a little over time. I didn't think I the girlfriend like, was that like bad, to be honest. I don't the girlfriend didn't. never saw a horror movie in their life and they didn't know what they were doing. And I feel like that's probably because they're from, like, a rural, like, not a rural area, but an area where it's not big and they're it's, not into it. And the directors couldn't find any, they didn't have, like, a big source of indie actors. He actually so he talks got, like, about it. He even talks about it on the commentary, too. Actually, he wa- had, I watched this yeah, movie twice, yeah. believe it or not. I watched it. Jesus Christ, then, I just saw her in her booty Because shorts. I was fucking, because when, when I was watching it for the review, I had so many questions about the film. And I was like, yeah, I know there's a nod here. And I'm like, I want to know what he did with this and what he was thinking with this. So I'm like, man, there's a commentary on this. So I checked it out. Most of the stuff that I was thinking, he said in the commentary. But then he threw in a couple other things I didn't notice. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool, man. So the commentary actually kind of elevated for me. I think my rating actually went up after I watched the commentary on it. But uh, uh, I I came in with an 8 out of 10. You know, I mean, there's... God damn, that girl has big titties, too. Yeah. I'm only at a a 6.5, so like 6, 6.5. I'm not too far off from you. I liked it. Like I said, it could have been like an 8 or 9 for me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have those type of issues. I was just really engaged in it because... And and the thing that shocked me, again, of course, it being such a long movie, I was... was totally thought it was going to be that film, like a Bill's Above movie that is just like way too fucking long for its own good. And I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, it changed itself up. Like you say, kitchen sick, of course, but it does so many different things and it keeps you guessing too. And then it's got obviously twists and turns that I thought worked. I thought that kind of worked and stuff. So, and there's good gore and, and shit like that. So, but does she show her boobs? I don't believe she Oh no, she does. I don't think she does. No, she does actually. I think she does, does she? show her naked titties at one point. It's very, it's a, it's quick though. Considering half the movie, she's literally in booty shorts and. Yeah, I was watching the trailer and I was like, her tits are like bouncing up and down yeah. when she's running. It's this, like Jesus Christ. This chick's awesome. Like she just, her, as soon as her dad leaves, she just starts fucking doing drugs and all tripping balls. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> but it's like shot so well, and you're like, okay, this is bizarre. But I love when Jeremy talks about the female form. <laughs> I know I saw you laughing a little bit in the background. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that's close calls. Um yeah, as my number nine. Uh, oh, let me see your hot punani. <laughs> <laughs> says words like punani. Uh, I don't say punani, I say poontang. Uh, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Was that a cringe, Carly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a verbal cringe yeah that's uh, cool. uh, okay yeah dave uh my number nine is going to be easy don't have to talk about it because it is uh fun bad at an 8.5 as well same as same as uh um jp so did you like it i loved it 8.5 <laughs> all right okay all right Back see the listeners this is the shitty thing about going first is that listeners, I have to listeners, 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 number nine, right? Listeners, yeah. Listeners. Oh, thanks, Dave. I wasn't even <clears> listening <throat> to you. <laughs> uh, Sorry, number nine for the listeners, also thirty-seven points, but I put it ahead um, just because it had more mentions overall. Uh, that is the lighthouse. Hmm. 
the Ooh. thriller of 2019. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, dude. Not even <laughs> close to a thriller. Tigers are not afraid now. Dude, if Combat is, if, if that's fantasy mythological stuff, then, you know, the lighthouse. Oh, there's like, tentacles in it. I'm aware. Dentical. I don't have, I don't have any horror movies on my list then, okay? I got no horror. <laughs> I got all psychological. What and, about uh, some bad? Mind all fantasy and psychological too. What the fuck is going on here? I almost talk shit I have to you a just lot to of period and say it wasn't horror. I have like a ton of period pieces. It's kind of insane. I all right, too. <clears throat> Jeremy. All right, at number eight, with an eight out of ten, we have Fillings, which is a movie that I saw back. It's an apocalypse. It got released, I think Regal released it in every single one of their theaters back in September, I think. So it actually played probably in a theater near you. And um, this movie's really good. It stars, oh, I'm going to fuck it up, Bill Sassigard. Sassigard. Sarsgard. Sarsgard. Because I'm a retard, so I can't pronounce it. And the chick from It Follows. Um, And they play this. Say her name. No. I don't remember her name. What is her name? It's like Makia Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear somebody else say it, thanks. I yeah, is say this movie horror? I don't know I don't what know it is. I just took a it, guess yeah. that it, you were going to fuck it up. Is it horror? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Dave, do you think it's horror? The title of that uh, really threw me off. I was just like, ah, the it, villains. It's a quirky I thriller, but it I crosses over into horror. If people under the stairs is horror, I yep. kind of consider this somewhat horror. That's that's my main, my main comparison to this movie is people under oh, the stairs. You got the, me uh, reeled in now. The mom and dad are very similar to the characters in People Under the Stairs. But they're basically, those two characters are basically like Bonnie and Clyde kind of characters. And they're uh, running away from a robbery where their car breaks down and they break into this house and in the basement, there's a little girl chained to the wall and the uh, owners of the house come home and they catch them. And these two characters are like fucking batshit crazy, insane. And they basically hold these two hostage and um, it's basically them trying to decide uh, how do we get this little girl out of the basement and escape at the same time and uh i think the the performances um between bill and makia however the fuck you pronounce her name uh, they have great chemistry together like they're they're really really good duo and uh and same with the the husband and wife you know that like i said they're batshit crazy and they're really really good actors they're really all four of these people are really really good and really they really carry solid. the movie for sure yeah they really do carry the movie and they're all very great yeah they're all That's great true. and um they all work really really well together as i say many times acting is the most important thing to me in a movie if you have shitty acting i'm probably not going to pay attention to the movie and in this movie they're all really really good and uh, I think this is on Shutter. I'm pretty sure. If it's not, you can watch it on Fudu. I know that. But um, check it out. I give it, like I said, an 8 out of 10. If you like people under the stairs, you'll probably dig this one. Mm. I, I really liked it. It was really good. It, so. It's funny because whenever we sat down and recorded that Cinemapocalypse thing, for whatever reason, I just got the sense that you didn't love a lot besides The Lodge and maybe like one others. Um, one other. Oh, so I don't know. Maybe I tuned out. Love Satanic Panic. Love the Swerve. Love <laughs> maybe you were just tired and you didn't. You weren't that enthusiastic. I did see the villains. Everybody was calling it batshit, and I was like, this is more of like a quirky thing. Like the characters are quirky. Like, like I was compare like batshit to me is like Tetsuo and just fucking real batshit. This is like quirky and just kind of like goofy. To me, like batshit is like the 
villain in Cold Fish. I'm like, that guy's fucking batshit. I've never actually seen Cold Fish. Dude, so oh, you have it. Cold Fish is amazing. See yeah. Cold Fish. It's dude. really, it, really it good. It blew my fucking, what does Mood say, shitter out? Blew my, blew my shitter out. It's like two and a half hours, but it's fucking worth it, dude. It's, it's cr- so worth it. Dude, I loved it. I loved it. It's one of the best films I saw all year. All right, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it, it's just great. Everybody needs to see it if you've never seen Cold Fish. Oh, 100%. It's amazing. Yeah. That's, what is that, a bloody disgusting selects or something? Yeah. I think yeah. I even have an import <clears throat> Blu-ray that. Well, Stein Sono, man, he, he does some pretty insane films. So, yeah. All right. Back All right. to Carly. Yes. Um, my number eight is kind of a surprise to myself, and that is Gwen, which was a film on Shudder. I haven't seen a lot of these like, damn movies. It was a I've movie you and I were supposed to do for Netflix and chill, but we <clears> didn't. So, watch um, today. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like period pieces. I've made that loud and clear, I feel like. A few of them I even skipped this year. Uh, but this one, for whatever reason, just really uh, took me in. I was really uh, just captivated by the whole movie. Um, it's one of those ones where it's like there's not really a lot going on, but it's got this just super eerie atmosphere to it that I really dug. Um, really like the main girl and just uh, the character of her mom. You just really want to like know what's going on. And by the end, I kind of was a little bit confused. I'm not going to lie on the story. Um, and uh, I think there's probably more to it that I didn't really catch on to. But I don't know. I was just really into this one. And usually period pieces, my biggest issue is that they don't really uh, drag me in from the start. And I just get really bored and I don't pay attention but uh i I really dug this one and um the atmosphere alone is pretty much the main reason that i really enjoyed it i could see why some people might not like this one as much uh being that there's probably other period pieces that they watched this year that were uh arguably more solid and uh this one might feel you know a little less than but uh for me it was the first one I think I even watched this year that was kind of in that subgenre there. So um, I dug it, gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I remember my two word review for this on Letterboxd. It was beautifully bleak. <laughs> nice. Dude, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it like 7 out of 10, man. I thought it was pretty good. I, I like these type mm-hmm. of movies, though. Same boat so. as moods, but. Did you almost cry when she was trying to sell vegetables and no one was buying them from her? Dude, she it's like, like fresh it, vegetables. I was like, buy some vegetables. It's fucking. I'm not it's so, it's so mean. But, um, that was pretty sad. It's so fucking, mean considering they wouldn't buy them because you know they just wanted the land and shit like that. And like, no, we're just gonna give you guys no money so you guys die and we'll steal your land. That's another <laughs> thing here. Rich people suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yep. rich people. All the movies, almost all of them. Rich people suck. Oh, I've been watching a lot of Hammer Horror. Hell rich yeah, man. Suck. Hell yeah. Have you ever seen Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, though? What? <laughs> I actually, I seen a Richie no, Rich actually. movie in the drive-thru once with Batman Forever, but I fell asleep. <laughs> I did see Richie Rich. <laughs> I've never even seen that. Fucking Richie Rich was once? a badass. He had a McDonald's in his house, yo. Can <laughs> I go? He's got all the all best right. food choices and he picks McDonald's? Fuck. Well, McDonald's was popping back then, dude. That was like in the 90s. He had the huge golden arch and fucking Happy everything. Happy meals, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. man. Nugget. Uh, all right. It, <laughs> all right. My, my number eight is a film that I saw. I didn't love. I, I knew it was good and I liked it. I didn't love it, but I kept thinking about it. Carly probably knows what I'm talking about. Uh, is it the return of the slasher nurse? <laughs> no, but I, do, <laughs> I do like return of the slasher. Nurse. 
Uh, this film is the sophomore effort by I forget his name Robert <laughs> Eckers, The Lighthouse. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so The Lighthouse is my number eight. Um, yeah, man, this movie just I, I love the way that it's shot and filmed, and it just it's so fucking cool looking, dude. Like, what is the aspect ratio they use, 4. Jeremy? Four point three. Yeah, it no, it's smaller than that. It might be smaller. It's it's one one nine to one. Yeah, it's a little different. Three? It's not it's not exactly five three. Five three is television. Oh, old, old television. Four yeah, three. no, they four shot three. it. Yes. They shot in the aspect ratio that they would use in uh, say like Whatever the twenties and thirties and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though this is taking place. On, yeah, I know. I think yeah. it was shot on thirty five. Was it sixty mil or thirty five millimeter? Mil- oh, I'm not meter. saying it was shot on 35. I'm saying that's the that's the aspect that they went with. Was yeah, the yeah, that's yeah. on film. Yeah, it's they 16. Shot film, yeah, shot they, they shot it on six, uh, 35. But yeah, they used that aspect ratio to kind of simulate you know those times, right? So I'm more confused than when I asked the question. <laughs> 35 mil. Keep on it's basically here. four by three, but just a little smaller. Okay, so what mm. I like, like I think that that look. And you know the the visual sense just fits so well together. I think we all agree that it was just masterfully shot and crafted. Uh, what I didn't really care for at first was I was just like, okay, what what I didn't really get everything that was there. But there's a lot of like sailor mythos and and um his, uh, what is the word um hype? What's the word? Uh, uh, no. Superstition superstition you know what i mean uh, this, the, i didn't know any of that like the seawall stuff and i remember jerry pointing out a lot of that stuff afterwards and after looking into that more that was really cool um there's certain shots of that film where i just think are, are like magnificent when they're like standing there in the rain and like whatever fucking giant fan they had to blow the rain that crazy was insane it, it looked like a damn hurricane there uh, the claustrophobic nature of it, the cabin fever esque thing that both you know you as an audience member and the uh, characters are going through it, is really cool. Um, I'm sure I couldn't imagine this not making anybody else's list, but yeah, the lighthouse, dude. It's it's one that I I consistently thought of, and after all was said and done, it's one that actually made me impacted me the most of the year so you're saying it's like the witch where you didn't like it at first but you're gonna watch it again and you're gonna like it yeah it, and weren't no, you just talking is. shit about this saying it wasn't a horror so movie? you're saying yeah it's I, fake. I set you guys up i honestly I was watching this and like almost immediately after like an hour after i watched it the last shot of that movie just kept sticking in my head and i was like yeah. jesus yeah. and um i love the movie because it like will just do slow pants on like robert Pattinson. um yeah and just like you're like oh this motherfucker's crazy who's crazier yeah. what's going on and the monologues yeah. are great he's not and also crazy. i don't think what? he was crazy at the beginning he, do you think no, robert Pattinson did. would marry me guys <laughs> he's still 40 oh, fuck. with the justin bieber hair big hurt get over him. isn't it <laughs> I think the abuse by the other character makes him go crazy. I don't I think mean, he was crazy at the beginning when he got there. Something. No, he's that's no. tearing at him, and he's not right. He, he is. He is. He is he's he's absolutely mentally unstable when he's he gets the lighthouse. Yeah. They both are fucked, dude. He was. Yeah. It's the whole. It's the whole uh, pro, uh, Protoss and um, Prometheus. And Prometheus. Yeah. And, there's and, he, and he's Prometheus. He's the trickster. He was not who he shit. said he was when he got there. So like, what he yeah. turns yeah. into is. It's pretty much what you expect because this guy is playing a different person there, right? So yeah, exactly. And I didn't get, see. I wasn't. That's stuff that I didn't really get yeah. at first. And the more I looked into it, and you know, then they started. It, it's like 
it gets worse. It's just something bad that already gets. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse as it goes. You know, start drinking the damn gasoline and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just insane. It plays it off on the on the forbidden fruit because they use a lot of mythology of the, uh, you know, the um, the character of. You know the keeper of the of the sea and stuff like that, with the seagulls being you know the the souls of like all the dead sailors and stuff like that. And that's kind of yeah. like that's kind of that's the forbidden fruit. He takes yeah. it upon himself because this guy this guy's a badass. Prometheus he doesn't give a shit. So what does he do? They actually show this insanely vicious killing of the seagull. That was a good kill. And you kill just know, year, and you just know right there that that is it's huge symbolism to what's going to happen to him because yep. you know that's really what you know it's the forbidden. Even fruit my mom, thing. me, and my yeah. mom were watching and she like. She's like, oh, shit's going to go down now. Yeah. Well, it sure did. Forbidden fruit, also, man. Well, Beautiful. anybody who read uh, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. As soon as the, uh, as soon as the uh, the mariner kills the albatross, uh, everything goes to shit. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah, the same I, thing. I, I can't remember the last time I read that, but, you know, you're right. Did you ever also, read it? Like, no. <laughs> but, like, no. seriously, like, William <laughs> Defoe is so – he deserves an Oscar. The dialect, the monologues, the dialect, and like the scenes between them. Obviously, every scene is between them too. But when they're drunk and they're just like bickering and shit, it's like he was nominated last year. It's fucking great. Like honestly, those dialects and and just the way they're spitting their their words, it's insane to me. Like it's his it's his eyes, dude. So his facial expressions are like top notch, like amazing. Yeah, this is this is some of the best performance of the of the year. Amazing stuff. Yeah, really, really good, man. Yeah. Within the first ten minutes of that movie, if I was Robert Pattinson, I would have fucking hit Willem Dafoe's face off the table and walked out the place. (laughs) Swear to God. At my age right now, like no, I've been working factories and shit. Like no, I don't care. I I put up with only a little bit, but after like I mean that movie is fucking phenomenal. Like them fighting (laughs) over the light, the weird fucking like, and also you can it's the one that people could argue if there's something supernatural or it's just really like their mindset. You you know you can go into it deep like that. I think. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to grabbing the Blu-ray, which comes out this month or January. I like the rather, the fact that even though you know he was farting in the movie, like it didn't became it didn't become like over comical and silly and shit like that. Even though there's like multiple. Well, you just picture farting. those people actually doing that, yeah. right? Like that, that looks like how reacts. it would be. And then he fucking snaps, and he's like, I "Can't," she goes, "I can't stand your goddamn thoughts." <laughs> <laughs> they both it's have like, their snapping moments and they're great. Yeah. Tell me you like my lobster though. <laughs> so they both lose their shit. He's just breaking all the traditions and shit with the drinking and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, what a prick though. Come on, just toast him, even if it's water toast him. But he didn't yeah, tell him you're, you're being an a- you're being an too. asshole. You're being insulting. They're both assholes. They're both antisocial pricks, which makes yep. it perfect. Dude, I kind of want to do that job. Dude, the idea that like when they go in for the uh, this is a slight spoiler, they go in for the kiss and the one dude immediately hits them like cuz they realize that that whole part that's fucked up. <laughs> it says a lot about masculinity. Like somebody was comparing this. Did you guys compare this to Wake and Fright or to Shockwaves? Because that's a dead on. Us. It wasn't us. Uh, we didn't uh, it was probably Elric. That sounds like something yeah. Elric would say. It's Wake and Fright, man. <laughs> like yeah. that man, yeah. that weird I do love Wake and Fright too, but um, yeah, Carly called me a little bit fake because when I, I walked out of theater, I was like, I don't see what the big deal is about that. And uh, then a couple, like a couple days ago, I was like, you know, I, like, I'm thinking about the putting year. the lighthouse on my list. And that she's fucking like, horn, man. Fake. That <laughs> horn. Uh, hearing that fucking horn, just oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Great and sound design. Like the way they're dancing around the table. It's just like the yeah, the sound in that movie. If we had a category for sound design, oh, sound that, this amazing. movie that's, would be. That's, oh wait, yeah. we do have a category. But that's for what that. I'm talking but, about, man. Like the just the sound effects and you know the low tone, that whole kind of doom and gloom feel right from the start to the end. Like it just it has that horror feel to it, man. I love that. This works but guess so what? Well. You can't have it on your list because it was on your list. So yeah, I know. <laughs> Definitely a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Psychological it's psychological thriller. Yeah, psychological horror. Psychological horror for sure. Um I might have the most questionable titles on my list, I'm just saying. So um, I might be too. I, I make fun, but um all right, so yeah, I gave it an I, I originally gave it an eight out the theater, I think, and I bumped it to an eight point five. Cool. And that is Jerry. Oh, sorry. Um, let's see. My number eight is going to be the first of five wide-release horror films on my list, and I point that out because I've never had half of my top ten be wide-release horror films. But as we were talking about earlier, this was a banner year for wide-release horror. So mm-hmm. um, my number eight is uh, a sequel to the 2017 Chapter 1, and that is It Chapter 2. Um, this was the film I was talking about that I had rated high that I didn't put on my list. Ah, I gotcha. No, this one, I mean, this one worked for me. Um, I love the way that they handled the adult trauma, or should I say how the adults handled their trauma from childhood? I feel like the 1990 miniseries really didn't get into it so much. With the 1990 miniseries, they kind of got into more just the end result of their trauma whereas in this film they actually talk about what they did once they left dairy you know some of them had to go through therapy some of them you know like eddie basically married his mother that was his way of coping with life and dairy blah 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 literally so, yeah i mean literally <laughs> when you think about it um yeah but yeah um i i think i'm in the minority on this one because i actually feel like this is a much more layered film than chapter one i, I love, agree with you yeah actually. i love chapter one but i i think i mean and jp you would only be the second person uh me and mike are the only people i know of that really enjoyed chapter two more than one well this is I another totally, this is another movie that i was on with fresh cuts with yeah, you guys. that's right so yep. two on um, your list already yeah. <laughs> Um, I can see why people like chapter one more, obviously. Because of the kids. Exactly. And and that's fine. I've always thought it works better. But like I said, just because of the way how the adults were treated, how they handled their PTSD from their original encounters with uh, Pennywise, I just thought was absolutely stellar. Um, The ending is still a little bit of a drag. I mean, you know. I thought he looked I thought the ending was pretty good. It looked much better. I mean, it it greatly improved. Yeah, but yes. it still looks yeah. retarded. It is an improvement, but I, I didn't still think, think it's it looked retarded. He looks all right. All right, it's probably about as good as I can go with as far as you know what his final form looked like. Yeah. I do like mm-hmm. the I do like the fact that they address the deadlights more in this one than they did in the 1990 miniseries mm-hmm. to the point where they actually like show them to us. And uh, I love that shot of the deadlights uh, behind. Pennywise's head and when he opens his mouth how they shine the beam of light through there I thought that shot was spectacular CG or not I didn't care I loved it this has one of the best scenes yeah, this year I like, sure. what, I like mm-hmm. what they did with the Richie character and how they, they tied in the beginning of the film which yeah. by the way everybody was complaining about that online about 
um, <clears throat> how they that he's gay. Well, yeah, the, 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 it's like um, homophobic. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, but they're the bad. That's that's not. It, yeah, they're scummy <laughs> pieces of shit. Yeah, that's yeah. what scummy pieces of shit do. I just no, don't I just, get why. Why that one gay guy was like really big and like they were just holding him down easy. I'm like, nah, man, you need better casting than that. And the main bully was like 46 and his brother was like 10. That was the end. <laughs> the rest of the casting in the movie was perfect. I just thought that. the whole stuff with like that Henry Bauer stuff was retarded. It, it did literally Bauer. nothing to the story. Like yeah, he was just it, there it never, and then all of a sudden he went away. And they he, never, they never it, really explained where he like, went or what he I did or anything like that. Michael Moore already had like a kid. You could have just cut that whole shit out, and it would have been just. It is true; fine. they didn't really it's do anything it, with it. Though. Henry Dowers is part of it. It's part but of the story. There's no point to it. He never did though. I thought there was more point to it in this one than in the 1990. Definitely. It, yeah, he only stabbed somebody in the 91 originally too, right? He yep, did basically the same. Thing. Even in the yeah. book, he doesn't do much. But we get the hilarious scene in the miniseries when he's like, he looks up at the moon and he's like, Henry. Henry I love that. She <laughs> cracks me up thinking about it. I personally, you guys know how I feel. I, I think the miniseries is way better than both of these, but I, I do really like these movies. I would love to see a uh, one full cut of it, six hours long. <laughs> I enjoy all of it. I enjoy almost all the things of it, except the second part of the first miniseries. I even like that because there's a lot of flashbacks to the first parts. I just don't like the end of the. the I'm looking forward to the remakes of it. (laughs) You know what? Pennywise is such in in like genius and creative like killer. Like he's very much like Freddy though in a way, but like it's just I could watch these type of movies over and over again. There's so much you can do with it. Didn't Pennywise become before Freddy? No. No. I don't no. know. Stephen no. King. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, but um that end scene that scene under the bleachers is one of the best scenes. Oh, dude, love it. They set yeah. that up perfectly. The, the way he talks to the girl, I was like, man, and there's a couple scenes in Stephen yeah, King I movies. Mentioned that, too. That's children a good scene. that I was like, this is fucked. That yeah. is a good scene. And dude, I it was I so was sad he's like Whoa. You have. He's like nobody wants to be all yeah, pain wise. Yeah, show <laughs> kid killing in a mainstream film like that, fucking straight up, man. Like that was and just I, my only concern with the movie. Why it didn't make my top ten is because I, I spoiled. Sorry, is JP already did that too, and he used to complain about that too. Don't fucking say what's not. Yeah, on no, list. I agree with. I agree with that complaint. So. I fucked up right there. I fucked up. I knew it. I knew right when I said it. It was too late. I kind of wish I put it on my list now, though. But, when I'm talking about it. The comedy's great. <laughs> The horror is great. He just never mixes them appropriately at the right times. And it, sometimes the, the comedy goes too far into the drama and ruins great beats. Mm-hmm. That's just I me. That. I thought Bill Hader was awesome. The, yeah, acting, dude, the casting is fucking amazing. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. I think once the director um, saw how close the fucking casting was with um, not Richie, but Eddie, he's like, oh, I got to do a fade. <laughs> 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 there were some oh. great transition shots in the beginning of this movie, like wonderful transition shots, like with mm. the bathtub and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. It was good, man. It was good. Yeah, it's good. It was yeah, great theatrical experience. Me yeah. and Carly had a lot of fun with that one. Mm-hmm. All right. What'd you give oh. that, Jerry? Sorry. Oh, uh, that's another nine out of ten for me. Nice. Okay. Coming in at number eight. We are going to Japan with a film called A Record of Sweet Murder. Yes! Good shit. Good shit. Man, this shit, man, I didn't, again, you know, I just tend to buy all Unearth's movies, and this was one that came, and I was like, holy fuck. 
This shit was, this was awesome, man. Ass. It was fucking good, man. Like, I didn't really know anything about it. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. It's kind of a simple premise, man, about this journalist yeah. and cameraman. They go to this, I think, abandoned apartment or something like that. And mm-hmm. to basically meet up with this this killer, right? And it's got a really interesting kind of premise because, you know, he's a little bit insane and it has something to do with, you know, if he kills 27 people, um, you know, the it'll bring back the one that he lost and then it'll actually resurrect all the 27 people and shit like that. And basically this, it's like, it's kind of a confined horror film. It basically takes place all in this apartment and just the shit that happens in there is insane. It's so incredible. It it is. It's all in one shot and it's so incredibly done because you keep wanting to watch for the cuts and everything, but you're just like, damn, that's really fluent. And it's really good. I thought the acting was phenomenal. It's really tense. It's just, it's brutal at times, but everything leads up to the amazing ending. The ending really sells this fucking movie. Like it just puts it right over the top for me. You know, it's a standard kind of 85, 90 minutes. It doesn't really overstay its welcome. And sometimes when you have movies that are very confined to one area and with very little characters, like four characters, five to whatever. And you know, it can get a little bit of, it can get dull at times. Right. But this one kind of keeps up that intensity and it's just like, where the fuck is this shit going? And, and uh, it, it, in my opinion, it delivers in the end, and that's really what sells the shit. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I actually can't wait to watch this one again. Uh, really good stuff. But um, yep. wish I would have got to revisit it. I love it. Oh, it's very one. good. Yeah, it was just great. Just great movie. Glued to the screen the whole time. I was like, man, cool. Again, so- this one is from Japan, so it is subtitled. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it tends to happen a lot on my. And list. don't watch it on Fudu because the subtitles suck. Just buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, the Blu-ray I asked one. Moots to buy it for me for my box office brawl champion 2019. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. What did you I, ask me for? The ambulance? The ambulance. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. just buy it off Amazon.com and then send it to you that way. But yeah, Record of Sweet Murder. Uh, I think it originally came out a couple of years ago, but it finally got released over here. I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. what year it was, but uh, definitely worth your time. Um, don't want to spoil anything from it. Go in just with that little quick little synopsis and uh, enjoy it. It's great. Um, that that one was the one that probably that I was like closest to watching before the show. Yeah, I wanted to squeeze. That Ran one out of time. I yeah, you couldn't. should have. Uh, yeah. I I give that one a nine out of ten too. Okay. Yeah. That's me, Dave. Yep. Yep. All right. This is probably pretty low for uh, a list but um i enjoyed it quite a bit and my number eight spot comes us um i was really impressed with this i actually mm, never i saw didn't expect out. this to be on your list actually i didn't see get out i know it's terrible but i like a doppelganger story when it's told right i love that there's dual performances by everybody in the movie and i'm a sucker for performances this is one of my favorite performances in the movie i mean in the, this whole year when she um does that voice when she comes mm-hmm. up and it's, she's like you I had a child and I had a monster. I was like, Jesus Christ. And the father, I've noticed the theme with this year with fathers, like likable parents. Thank God. I'm so tired of unlikable shitty parents in movies. We had so yep. many cool dads this movie. I'm I was like, tired the dad of them in Brightburn. real life. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But I was like, the dad in Brightburn was solid. The dad in The Prodigy was solid. The dad in Us was great. And there's another one that I really like too, where I was like, we're getting some dads that are actually trying to be legitimate fathers. And then Dr. Sleep, the dad was good. I was like, and I really liked the family. I liked the dual performances. I liked that it turns into a big action movie at the end. I liked that the beginning is starts off in the 80s. And, and the, the parents black like, girl's dad, you dumbass. <laughs> I was making a joke. You almost like really obscured in the beginning, almost like Peanuts, where you can't see any of the family originally, the carnival mm-hmm. set. Thing, which I wish would yeah. come back in the horror movies. Ooh, so I, I really, love it. 
I, I dug this movie. I thought it was really well made. It turns into a really solid, fun action movie at the end, and it's funny and it's entertaining. Um, I love the and, and the deeper you dig into like creepy what he was saying in the movie, Jordan Peele. Yeah, it even gets more impressive. It's a, it's another uh, classism story in here for sure. Oh yep. yeah, we there's so it. much to it. Listen to the fresh cuts that moods and I'll oh, have to. I didn't see the movie before, did. so I'll have to check it out. That, but I really dug this. Yeah, one. I, thought it was great. I, I always said, man, that's like one of the greatest reviews. Jerry fucking watched the movie like four times before he did it, so he <laughs> not only had you know caught all that type of social commentary and stuff, but he picked out like all the little things too, and it was like holy shit, dude. But that was a good conversation. And yeah. there's even classism between the neighbors. Like the other Absolutely. neighbor has more shit. Like yeah, dude, classism is huge in that. Yeah, I love that. I love that home invasion scene. It's fucking awesome. It's a great movie, man. That's it's the really best cool. part of the movie. It is. It's fun. <laughs> the yeah. Creepy yeah. shit too at points. Like the opening. Mm-hmm. I saw yep. that one twice. I actually. love. I love House of Mirrors. Like one of my favorite horror movie scenes is in Vampire Circus when the the kids go inside the House of oh. Mirrors and the vampire twins come in and like mm-hmm. that. Like I love. House of Mirrors scenes and circus scenes. Yeah, Carly loved Vampire Circus. Mm. Yeah, it's one of my oh, favorites. Yeah, to die for. You don't like it? I absolutely uh, love Hammer. She doesn't that. like or, Hammer or period pieces. Right up, the, I don't want to get you. Oh, so, so that oh, was, that's all right. It's, I mean, it's I'm a, a Hammer period piece. <laughs> <laughs> the opening of Vampire Circus. I love the end of Hammer. Like those early seventy Hammer films are so good, they're man. So, yeah, they're a, they're a blast. But I, I no, did like Vampire Circus. Us, I give an eight and a half. All right, dude. Um. That okay, Jeremy. You know, I didn't expect that on your list, honestly. I didn't Why know how not? you felt. About it. I just didn't know how you felt about it. No, I dug it. I like good movies, JP. I don't just like like foreign movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Coming in number listeners. seven. No oh, listeners. Listeners. Oh, oh listeners. That, dude, Dave. Listen, Jeremy. Get that place. Dave's the new host. I All didn't right. get it that time. I think Moods got it that time. No, oh, wait. Did we, we? Wait. That was Jerry. Yep. Oh, where did it go? Hold on. Oh, who's the no. retard now? <laughs> um, you still. Um, so what? What we're on eight for the listeners? Yep. Yep. All right. It was it chapter two. Hey, oh, nice. Yeah, there it is. All right, Jeremy. All right, coming in at number seven with an eight point oh out of ten. I I added the point oh just to know. <laughs> We have Midsummer, the theatrical cut. Now, director. Are you putting cut. both Midsummers on your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> while the while the director's cut has more substance, and is technically the better cut, theatrical cut technically, in my opinion, makes more sense the way that they released it. It is the better version. If it, it, it flows yeah, but what you're better. saying is it making sense? Which one what? do you like? I like the I like the director's just, cut more, but the theatrical cut was the right that call. That makes no sense. It is the theat. You even said that they they it, made the yeah, right call. Better. By I, I agree that it, but I like the the, the director's cut more. <laughs> anyway, I just want to hear Moods talk about how much he hates this movie. <laughs> I don't. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm the only one on here that does. But yep. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it, moods. Why do you hate this movie? Oh my god! It, it you know it doesn't it doesn't have everything to do with that. It's you know it's Wicker Man, but I mean it is different than Wicker Man. But it's just I was expecting a fucking a little bit of a mystery to this movie. I mean predictability isn't usually a huge thing for me. I'm like whatever. Sometimes you predict films, it is what it is. But the thing that bugged me though, this movie starts out really good. 
And then there's a scene in the film with the girlfriend and the Swede. And they're talking in the apartment and stuff. And I'm like, and just the dialogue that happens between them, I'm like, okay, is there supposed to be a mystery here? He's obviously just luring them into this shit. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we get there. It's obviously a huge cult type thing. There's just a lot of things that bug me about this. It's really, really slow paced. I felt like there's just a way too much fucking singing and dancing and eating in this film. Mixed in with some kind of cool mushroom tea, I guess. I didn't really care for the all shot in the day thing. That bugged me. There is some shocking moments I did agree with that were kind of cool. The suicide. I like that premise, though, of, you know, sacrificing yourself to, to give to life, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, ritual man, suicide, the ritual suicide. I, th- I like that whole premise. I mm-hmm. wish they actually really kind of dwelled into that just a tad bit. I mean, they do, but they don't. But the, all the friends missing in this film, they just everything's off screen. It fucking bugs me, man. If you're going to have a two and a half hour movie, try to incorporate some of that shit. Three into hours it. if you watch it directly. Okay, so. three hours. But all, pretty much all <laughs> the friends and stuff, I mean, they show aftermaths and stuff, but they don't show any of it. But you know it's happening. You, there's no mystery to where this thing is really going and where it ends up and stuff. It's just a matter of seeing what they're going to do with it. But there's just a I lot of missed opportunities. the mystery is what's going to happen to the lead. Yeah. That's the yeah. mystery. Where, where's her story? It's also like a journey. Where is she's it? Gonna, yeah, yeah. You, you spend so much time learning about relationships. Yeah, the, the relation—it's—it's it's a movie about you know loss and and how you finding a family. Yeah, and, no, and of course, you, of course, I got those things out of it, but I just felt like you know for this type of storyline and shit, if you're going to run it two and a half to three hours in the director's cut, it's like it's a lot to intake, especially when you know me, man. One of the biggest sells to a movie is you know setting and atmosphere and and things like that, and this movie doesn't have any of that shit to me, man. I got really oh, bored with them just kind of walking around, like like dude, I'm like man, and and another thing, can't stand any of the characters. Can't Dude, st- I, I love the lead. I, I love her I like so her. much. I wanted to. Hug I didn't. Her. That was the Entire thing. Right move. away, I just wasn't digging. I'm like, I understand her tragedies. The shit that happens with her parents and her sister is really fucked up. You know, I get that and shit like that. But all of a sudden, she became super unsympathetic to me, man. It was weird. And like the that, boyfriend was beating around she can't the bush hold a lot. It together, I know, but he's beating around the bush too. Like obviously he can't break up with her after some major tragedy happens and shit. It's like real douchey. But like he's still being a little bit phony with it. And it's a little bit? No, he's, he's gotta be. He's he very to break up with her. Very phony. Yeah. But he's not phony except for to us. Like we're seeing the phony stuff. Yeah. She's not seeing that. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? She loves him. So love yeah. is blind. She's not yeah. gonna see the phoniness. It's just but to the, it's yeah, frustrating. To the audience, it's obvious. Yeah. I mean, there's I don't know how you don't see the phoniness about when they're like, oh, you could come on the trip with us. Like, come on, man. That's a, that's a little bit But bullshit. that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of interactions of film. And- because sometimes, Jeremy, even if you do feel that way, you're willing to just be okay with it because you want to go or you want to be. But does she want to go? I think yeah, I, was, I, think I think she I was wants, missing. She wants to be part. She wants to be distracted. I think I was kind yeah. of missing some major, some you know, maybe some tension and stuff. And I think the reason why it's not there is because most of the people, like the friends and stuff, they end up missing off screen and shit. And but it's like some of the character decisions are ridiculous too. It's like why would the fuck when you question that shit? Like there's no way that dude's gonna leave without his girlfriend and shit. It's just not going to happen. I don't give yeah. a fuck. They did if question it. I know, but I they did, but they let it go right away. And I would have been. No, like, they didn't. They I, didn't let it go ever. They 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 were still questioning it they what can you do though can you be like oh well fuck it you know i'm gonna find out damn it remember that why not be like yo they'll kill him what are you gonna do the wrong turn but they don't know that they're gonna kill that's the thing if you're questioning you don't know exactly yeah well they they do question it but what can you do but wait to see if what they're saying is true 
but the, you know that woman knew without a shadow of a doubt that he would never leave her. I w- I'm right there with moods on this one because yeah. I honestly he- thought that she was going to look at Ulf and just say, no, you're fucking lying to me. Why yeah, are you dude. lying to me? Because you know that person, man. You're going no, she to does not. to the point and you're going to be like, motherfucker, no fucking way, dude. Like, you're I mean, I, look, it. if somebody came to me and was like, look, there's only one ride that we have to hurry up. The thing's going to leave. There's only one seat. We're going to go take her there and then, you know, come back for you. I'd be like, okay, let me go first. You know no, what I mean? You don't know, you don't know me very well because <laughs> like, seriously, no. Oh, no, no, I'm being serious. Like, I, that is something that could happen to me. Maybe I, I, not. I, I, if I of was course, but it doesn't seem logical when I say it's like you know you don't have to defend everything that I'm that I'm saying. You know, I mean, at least, not, at least Jerry's he understands where I'm coming from on this. Absolutely, too. It's like, I, they just right? got engaged. They're literally well, at the I'm height of their love. The there is zero is chance that, that he would leave without saying something to her. What, zero. What I'm saying, I'm not saying that he wouldn't do it. I'm saying that how can what can you do about it? Call them a fucking liar. Call them. And then get killed quicker. Yeah, no, she kill does not. Call them a liar. I think at that he point they know they're fucked. Call them fucked. a liar. People know they're fucked. Yeah, but but that but that, like, but Dave, that also she's that like, also brings no, it to my point. She literally where, says he wouldn't leave without me. But Dave, right, that's not the same thing. She didn't they, get aggressive with him once. You're gonna that get aggressive problem. against like a, you're, when you're by yourself against a group. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Even if they do know, wouldn't do it. Then you're a total bitch. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Or you're not gonna get yourself killed. At this well, point, if they know that they're going, then fights, then start fighting for it. If they know at that point that they're fucked and, and they're gonna die, then fucking fight for it, man. They nope. stuck uh, around, dude. Were they high too at that point? I can't remember. They stuck. Nobody. Uh, Wait, what? They were probably high the entire time. Well, oh, yeah, my they point were high is, my, but my point is, there. if you have this thought in your mind, you're gonna fight at this point. Like, get the fuck well, out of here. If you're, you're fucked up, you don't think right, right to be honest. There, man. Honestly, though, at the same time, you're in the middle of fucking the woods. Think about every horror movie you've ever yourself. seen when they know there's a yeah, monster, but GP, they, they know, know something's out there, and they refuse to accept superstition. These people probably already know they're fucked, but deep down, they don't want to well, accept we're not it. Dealing with, like, we're not dealing with anything supernatural. But well, they I'm know just, they're fucked. But they I'm know they're fucked, and they don't want to deal with it, so they deny it. Which is so fucked to me, man. Because like I, you know, even in the most inebriated situation, like I'm still, I'm still have that frame of mind. I'm like, man, dude, like life is gonna take precedence so, here, man. Like I'm gonna go find that fucking vehicle that I know they have it hidden somewhere, and I'm like, yeah, and they'll we're, kill you. And we're, I'm fighting for it. Then I'm not going down sitting in a chair in a fucking chair right. eating. I would have ended eating, a lot quicker. I would have got killed. Yeah, yeah, but at least at least you're gonna go down and fucking you know fight for it. I'm not gonna sit there and let me. Let me, you know, get taken out. That's why uh, I hate without they, a fight. You don't know That's you're gonna die that. either. You know, like they they might just but fucking JP, take that, you somewhere. But that's what I'm saying. But they're but you guys are saying that they knew that they were fucked even at that point, so they didn't try to fight. They knew they're in trouble, but I don't think they're like, oh, they're gonna murder us. You but know, what I, mean? I don't think they knew they were in trouble at that was, point. But that's my point, though. Like, even if you have this in the back of your mind, I'm getting out of there. Do you think our main characters? How would you think they would have reacted in that situation? I just think that like the girl is like okay, well I at least need to wait for maybe they're telling the truth. I'll wait the couple hours that they said, and then yeah. we'll go from there. Nah, it doesn't make sense. It it, it makes zero sense. I'm See, sorry. It does. You just got engaged to that girl. You're so in love with her that you just popped the question. And you're gonna you put yourself her before in her. a village in yeah. Sweden without yeah. saying bye. No, impossible. That's they're the dumb thing. enough to go to a village in Sweden by themselves. Yeah, I so wouldn't even go in the first place. Yeah, no, okay, right. so they're naive. And they, they thought this guy. Was, they thought they they thought this guy was their friend and stuff like that. So yeah, they're stupid people for not recognizing that this you know that he was really just kind of sucking them. 
into the situation, but you can still be smart enough considering how educated these fucking people are. They can't be that naive and ridiculous about shit. It's like, you should be able to recognize things right away. Even Jeremy would have recognized, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Some okay. people he didn't have to pay $100,000 at Chicago Film School to recognize the fact that he was going to get fucked in this. Like, let's get the fuck out. Find the vehicle. Find yeah, another way out of there. People do that all the time. Why do the people go and document the people in Cannibal Holocaust when they're going to get fucked? You know what I mean? Why did that guy go and try to preach to those fucking tribes people like two years ago? <laughs> he's going to get yeah, fucked. That guy's people an idiot. do I'm that. That guy was stupid, yeah. That guy, I'm glad that guy's dead. Well, well, no, I'm not saying everyone is thinking the same way, but at this point, I mean, there's some shit going on. I mean, down, you have and it's to like, have a little bit of fucking lead way with horror movies, man. I mean, we could pick apart, like, any but, of these movies. No, I know, but, it's, but that's just generality, though, man. I mean, that's not even anything you really even have to think about. It's like, you just know for a fact that this dude in a foreign country just popped this question to his girlfriend is not going to fucking leave her. Everyone would recognize that as being a little bit fucking strange, even if they didn't know well, this guy. I, I don't know. Maybe I saw it different because I thought they did think that it was weird. And they did think that it was like, okay, fucking that's not right. That's weird. He went yeah, and but just even leave. if you don't think it's right, it doesn't matter that he still didn't do it, though. Well, maybe maybe they're trying to plan that game where you, like, know, like, that when you're kidnapped and you try to be nice to the person yeah, you kidnapped you so you can get like, that oh, moment okay. where you can escape. Because <laughs> if you explode there, they might, like, you might seal your fate immediately because he might already be dead. He's mm. already dead or he's fine. You got your two choices right there. If yeah, you play exactly. along a little bit, maybe you can slip out and get away. I mean, or most of us are pessimistic. Okay, they'll think back. Most people are pessimistic at heart, and I think they'd be thinking, okay, there's something wrong here. This dude I would, probably fucking dead, so let's get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to. I never act. I try not to act fucking crazy before I. I like to think about the situation for a little bit. I would have never I went. Don't, I would have yeah. never been there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would be. The I one agree. I never right would have fucking went to Sweden in the middle of the jungle either. Like, I would never do that. And then take well, a bunch of There's no jungle in Sweden. Strangers. They were just in the middle of woods. But Forest, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Trust fucking me, there's forest. no jungle in Sweden, man. There's tons of other great shit about this movie, though. Like, right in the cinematography, right when they get to their location, like the camera does like a, a yeah. 180 and flips, and you're like, oh, we're in a different world now. We okay. just entered this. I mean, and, and, and then and, like the opening just fucking so oh, the opening so hard, is amazing. Opening the best scene of the year. kills your soul. It kills your soul. Yeah, and I think that's the greatest yeah. thing about the movie. And, and you know, I'm not just hating on this movie because everyone liked it, obviously. Hereditary was my favorite movie last year. It was my number one film of the year. I loved it. I've seen it like five times. I loved it. Uh, I'm not I'm not. And I wasn't trying and I wasn't trying to you know, compare this movie to Hereditary because it's, you know, completely different, but uh, I just was Listen, really, really let down. Not as good as Hereditary. Na- narrative wise. Honestly, all. the biggest complaint no. I have is narrative wise. I didn't care for the narrative. Right? I don't like this movie. Right. And there's there is good points. Cinematography is really good, but I can't help but admit that I didn't like the story. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, thought the that's whole really thing with the retarded guy, the re, like they didn't really I thought they were going to do a lot more with it than what they actually did. Like he, he was, was like, like slapped. He was like slapped on the cover of Fangoria and all this other stuff. So I thought that he was going to be a much more important character. But he's really only in a couple scenes and then it's like, up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's more about why what they do with him. Yeah, it was like a Texas Chainsaw character. It adds to their mythology of their cult. Yeah, his whole stuff reminded me of of, uh, inspired by Texas Chainsaw for sure. For some reason, there's something like one thing that really grits on me though, man, is like watching people burn willingly. That's some uncomfortable ass shit, man. Yeah, that was. Oh, that is so hard. That is so hard to watch. To somebody sitting in like you know at the end. And then, like, he catches on fire, and all of a sudden he's like, ah, 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 and I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, Dude, what Carly the fuck? couldn't even take it. 
I know it's so I disturbing to me oh, to watch. Dude, dude you, <laughs> you were not happy with that. I was like, oh god, yeah, it's so I was wrong. disturbed by it for days. Yeah, I tried to talk <laughs> about it, and you were getting pissed. I, I like, wasn't getting. Yeah, I, that, movie was awesome. I kept thinking about that yeah. after, and I was like, fucking burning like Jesus, and the pubes, man. man. The that, pubes. That, that shit cracked me up. The pubes. So you, you didn't like him burning in the bear costume, Carly? Dude, no, I didn't. I wasn't that upset about eating her pube either, and I was like, oh man, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mids- I mean, Midsommar also had probably my favorite soundtrack of the year. Um, it also is the most realistic representation of being on mushrooms that I've ever seen on film. You know what? I, I mean, will, that, that, good point, Jerry. And, you know, if you've ever done mushrooms, you know exactly. Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good yeah. job with that. Honestly, they I was did thinking a great too. job. I yeah. mean, Fear and Loathing is the only other movie that I thought portrayed psilocybin correctly. But this one did it even better. I loved it. I, I don't know how much I don't know how many uh, on this show have done mushrooms, but man, the '90s were almost all mushrooms for yeah. me. Yeah, and, uh, huge trips. Yeah. yeah, and it, it it's exactly that. Like uh, the part where he says, "Oh no, new person coming." That's absolutely 100% realistic. Mm-hmm. When you're on mushrooms, you do not want somebody that you don't know around you. Oh, dude, yeah, that absolutely. That, when uh, I'm on weed, I get like that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, mushrooms, it's like intensified, man. It's like yeah, oh, everything's super loud when you're. On mushrooms too when you're trying to be quiet and if somebody says something you're like shh, shh, shh. Yeah. <laughs> it is true it is true dude but no uh, okay um look i get what you're saying with the the thing yeah is it is it likely that any according to you guys it's impossible that anybody would do that i don't think it's impossible is it unlikely yeah like that that but i just didn't think they had a what could they do i mean you know what i mean that was my thing and but the re- there's so much like that's just such a small little fucking part of the movie to me it's about the fucking emotion that that movie put me through oh yeah i saw that in theaters too that blew my mind when i saw it whose is this by the way now i'm fucking super glad because remember i I kept getting bugged all year like oh when are you gonna get to see midsummer i'm like motherfucker i didn't get that shit in my cinema you know kind of thing right and then i finally watched and i was like we got it twice wow i saw i saved my my saved my my back and my ass two and a half hours of that shit (laughs) nice dodged a bullet that's why we didn't get it once we got i almost watched six hours of that shit in the theater I did watch six hours of that. Mm-hmm. God, man. Oh, what, six hours total? It was like five and, and a half. And another yeah. 30. That's why yeah. I said I have six hours. <laughs> um, whose was that? Jeremy's? Yeah, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, what, what? did you like about it? <laughs> it's your I just thought, like, the, the, the relationships. You know, I feel like in horror movies, we don't get, like, too many stories about relationships like this film describes. And I thought that... It just it just does a really great job in this. We talk about the cinematography is like amazing. The the landscape shots are awesome, and you know there's some cool shit with the people jumping off the cliff and getting their heads bashed in. Like that head explosion is awesome, dude. And the fact that he doesn't has graphic detail as he does is 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 really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I just really enjoyed it for what it was. Is is it slow? Yeah. And could they probably cut it out some stuff in the movie? Probably, yeah, to be completely honest with you. But I still think it works for what it was. It's Of course, it's not as good as Hereditary as we talked about. But 
I still enjoyed it for what it was, and it's still. I kind of, I kind of thought the same way that Moods thought after the first time I watched it that I thought it was a little long, and specifically the dance sequence because on first watch, it's like you know she's gonna win. You already know yeah. she's gonna win. So why do I have to watch a fifteen minute dance sequence? Yeah, but. On subsequent rewatches, I absolutely love that scene now. I love breaking it down and watching every single frame. And, you know, I I was looking forward to it when mm -hmm. I saw this movie the second time. I I was like actually looking forward to that scene because I thought it was so beautiful. I was looking forward to them burning. I'm <laughs> I'm recording with a bunch of crazy people right now, man. Oh, those I dance also, sequences. I, I don't I just couldn't handle it. It just is beautiful. You're going to hate climax. Wait, so did you <laughs> What did you think of the dancing in Suspiria? He hated he didn't like Suspiria. Oh, I hated, hated that. I hated the remake. I like Suspiria. Not not the movie, just the dance scenes. Like you hated those. Well, too? the choreography, like I mean it's 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 okay. I mean, it's I mean not, it's honestly, the choreography is nowhere near as good as climax. But well, still, obviously, well, what in, about see, murder rock? In climax, bro? I can dig. I actually really, <laughs> I really like climax because, I mean, let's face it, the music is a lot different though too. And I grew oh, sure. up in that era too. Like that movie was set in like '96. Like I was literally DJing at that time. Not that music, but I understand that type of scene. So I don't know. I just, I mean, I can dig that shit though too. So it was, it was a different vibe. Totally different. You ever vibe. figure out like something about yourself that you didn't know? Like, turns out I like watching people dance. Like, I did not know that about myself. <laughs> I, I think with climax though too, it's like you don't realize that that scene is going to go on for forty five minutes, and then the credits hit, and you're like, "Holy fuck, this is the weirdest yes. movie ever!" <laughs> Fucking bizarre. I love that though. It's cool. Like, I enjoyed so much dancing this year. I'm thinking about renting Step Up Two after. How this. did we not oh, mention uh, off the top the girl, of the show? That, the girl, that should have been one of the things. The sorority rose in that movie, bro. Yeah, dancing <laughs> what, was, was step up we too. Yeah, she's the lead. That, step I didn't up even know that was a real thing. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. like four or five of those movies. Oh, the main, the main lead from Sorority Rose in that movie. <laughs> why do I know? Because I was looking at her IMDb page the other day. Because when I was watching Black Christmas, I was like, Sorority Rose a way better movie. So I was just looking at the IMDb page. Black Christmas is a way better movie. Well, I mean, original, yeah, original. No, yeah. the other one too. This no. 2006, that absolutely. Was awesome. I they don't did, care if they, it they sucks. did five endings for a reason, and they all suck. Dude, yeah, right. Flesh cookies, incest. I don't give a shit. I have no connection. Like Dude, the first Black Christmas is cool, but I have no con- I have no fan ownership. I don't. If you're gonna show me a sleazy, gory slasher that's retarded and entertaining, Dude. I'm in. I don't care. Wait, so you li- you like the Black Christmas remake too? Then yeah, and I didn't oh. see it until like two years ago because everyone told me it was garbage. Yeah, no, and I watched it. And I, I, I like, like the it's story. It's, it's not fun. like absolute garbage. I'm just not a big fan of it, man. Because to be honest, like when you need to do five endings and you got to like pick and choose. It's like fuck. It's frustrating, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't think I've seen any of them except for the one that came, was on the movie. There is yeah, good me. points. I do like the flesh cookie thing is actually kind of funny to me. But there's a lot of shit in that movie. I just like. Meh. Whatever. I mean, the, the movie's ridiculous. Like, at the if point, it was like, a little indie film, everybody would be like, man, that movie was so like cool. Oh, I that lo- you always use that damn logic. That's not entirely true, man. <laughs> Fuck, I hate a lot of fucking indie films, man. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying everybody. Well, everybody. <laughs> You're not everybody. Well, if I'm that like was an indie film like made for the, that, because that movie was not like low, low budget. That right? went to theaters. Yeah, yeah no, I saw it in theaters. theaters. No, yeah, I think it had like a pretty movie. decent budget for a horror film, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's gold, but I'm just saying it's trashy gold. I'm not saying it's gold either. I gave it's it like trashy a trashy gold. I think it's funny that they put the incest into that in a fucking theatrical film. That's why I liked it for 2006. Yeah, but this, this was like pre PC shit. Girls though. when it came yeah, out, that was, like, that was pre hardcore me too. Yeah, hardcore yeah. pre me too, man. So hey, Jeremy, you don't see that anymore? Yeah. 
What did you rate that? I didn't hear it. I gave it an eight. An eight? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, didn't you rate it higher when you saw it? Please debate this. Did you go down? I thought I gave it an eight. I th- I Maybe I gave it an eight point five. I could have sworn you had higher. Could be wrong. Well, all right. Well, Carly, number seven. Oh, okay. Um, you guys talked for so long. I got to go up and go pee while you were talking and come <laughs> back in time. All right. So number seven. I um, guess you didn't like talking about Midsummer. Uh, uh it's Midsummer, by the way. Whatever. Um, fuck you, Carly. Fuck you, Jeremy. <laughs> Carly's right. Actually, fuck. Thank everybody. you. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's mid. Yeah. Fuck all you. I'm leaving. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Number seven, um, not as probably, you know, not one that we're going to talk about as much, but Ready or Not is my number seven. Yeah, nice. Hey. Yeah. You should go on a date with Watson. I have to say, Why? he fucking loves that movie. Really? I haven't. I got to say, man, Watson I was like pleasantly surprised as fuck with Ready or Not, man. I wasn't, I went into it thinking it was going to be terrible. And I amazing. really enjoyed it. It was fun. Exactly. Yeah, it's a fun time. Um, it's got a lot of comedy, mo- comedic moments that really worked for me. I laughed a few yeah. times, and um, I like the ending scene in particular. I thought that was hilarious, and also it has good use of blood at the end. I always, I'm yeah. a big fan of overly bloodiness in my movies. So yeah, I gave it eight point five out of ten. Pretty fun movie. Yeah, Samara Weaving is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it too. I just, I just didn't see like like what was so awesome about it for for like what i was hearing from other people we reviewed it i think did i do fresh cuts with you guys on that one uh possibly i don't remember yeah i think it was just me you and mike um but yeah no i really liked it but i just i i felt like i was missing something with like how watson was talking about that's because i think there was funny parts in it and you just have no sense of humor so no i pointed out that i love the fun that when the dude was like looking up ancient curses on google or something (laughs) (laughs) he's like are are ancient curses real (laughs) or something i didn't find the uh butler very funny he was kind of lame there's some lame acting in it for me except like Samara Weaving is so good that her husband and the husband brother were so bland to me. I was like, they're hurting this for me. But everyone else, I thought was okay, except the big battle axe lady. She should have been way over the top. She sucks. It feels like a bloodier adult version of Knives Out. She was boring. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw Knives Out before it. Well, I think she was. She was also drunk in the movie though, too, wasn't she? Isn't that why she was playing it over the top? Because she was like shit faced. No, I just mean she should have went more over the top. She was just boring. Oh, I see Uh, what you're saying. Oh, she's boring. I like the mom and dad though; they were really funny. And that guy, the guy looking up the crossbow, and the in-laws were great because they were gung ho about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I love the crossbow. Yeah. So. yeah, I need to watch that again. I think I was a little harder than I should have been on it. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. it. But... Jeremy said something stupid or whatever, and then we like proved him wrong. Or Shocker. what was that you said, Jeremy, <laughs> the, about the car or something, the OnStar thing? Oh, that's I right. Remember, was so the stolen car. Yeah. They they would like, I forget what you said, but Jerry like on the fresh cuts was like I was like yeah Jeremy said about this and I was like I kind of agree or something but I don't remember what it was. Listen to that show, I guess. What that they wouldn't right. shut it down if it wasn't your vehicle? I forget what they said because that is true. I forget they what they will Jeremy shut said. your. Ve- yeah, I don't they remember. will shut it off. Yeah. Or no 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 they they I I can't it doesn't matter. I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like many um, things out of my mouth, it's probably retarded. <laughs> I think Jeremy's right. You guys Thanks, can't Dave. prove it. You, don't... you can't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number seven. Serious. My number seven. Yeah, me too, apparently. 
um my number seven is uh the nightingale wow yeah fuck Uh, i haven't seen this one it was one i didn't see (laughs) yeah uh is it horror i shouldn't have watched it's a wonderful i'll say no counts rape revenge counts for me for me i'm saying objectively if I'm looking at the broad spectrum of horror, is this horror? Is it not? I would say probably no. Yeah, but stop, stop for me, I always cheat, and I always have a stretch to my list. And I felt pretty horrified while watching it, and that's a big sell for me when it when no I talk about horror. Yeah, but you had Deliverance as number uh, one on seventy two, so you, you're exempt. Dude, just, it's just like so it, it's like so much better than everything that came out in seventy two. I agree. Um, but it was like <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It was like there was nothing the else that was great. Um, oh, maybe objectively a better movie, but like for the way I know. What, what other I'll, I'll take rituals. I'll take Vampire rituals. Circus. Every fucking day, <laughs> I'll take rituals over Deliverance any day of the week. I find it so much enter- more entertaining. Oh, okay. I like both of them. You've never even seen Rituals. Let's shut up. I'm pretty sure I did see Rituals. It was on my list. You did not. Um. So, yeah, uh, The Nightingale, man. There's so much going on in this movie. Did, did anybody – I mean, no, Dave's seen it, but I did anybody it. else see it? I love this movie. I was waiting yeah. for it to come out on Blu-ray. Did you see it, Jerry? No, I missed it. This was one of the ones – one of the period pieces that I missed. Yeah, also uh, a period piece. My third in a row. <laughs> this is a period, period piece? Crazy. Piece yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's set in like what? Uh, 1800s Australia. Tasmania. Yeah. Tasmania is wow. Fucking yeah, rape revenge period piece. That's and it's a genocide movie. Really? I wish I had rape known revenge about is in there. Yeah. There's. A, it's not just about. Does it have something to do with the natives? Also, is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. It's the English colony basically. Come killing I didn't off fucking the know about that. Damn, I didn't know all these. We talked fantastic. about it in the chat for like it's Jennifer weeks. Kent. No, I didn't. I didn't know about the the genocide. Like all those shit that I like. Sit in place in Australia. <laughs> I knew about the three of the revenge. best performances of the year, right? Three of the oh, best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Billy, yeah. Dude, Claire, and the bad guy. There was the, like I the chicks in, in this year are like I, they just melted my heart, and they, I felt so horrible for this this girl. And like she's just like man. I mean, when you see the scene, you, first of all, when you see many scenes in this movie, you're going to be like, holy, like every. I thought it was letting up and then something else bad would happen. I almost turned it off for a second. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you get to the street, this, the street scene with, you know, her and, and the black dude and stuff, I was like, man, (laughs) but but for the horror argument, there's some like really gothic nightmares with like horrific shit that could be put in any horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have the rape revenge thing. We have the brutality. I mean, it's it's not horror, but it, no other person would ever watch this. Yeah, it's yeah. I can't see where this is like. What audience is going to see this except for horror, the horror audience? Um, yeah, Jennifer Kent. Jeremy mentioned Jennifer Kent's next movie. I think it's much much stronger than the Bobby. I agree. I agree. It's way more um, my alley too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the 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 actual period setting was fantastic. Uh, as well as the casting was just so good. The um, the the lead female, uh, the her husband was amazing. Was uh, the uh, what's the black guy's name? Billy. The Billy. I don't know. Uh, if Billy heard, was heard a black guy's name Billy before. Well, he's Aboriginal. He's I don't <laughs> think that's his. It's real. They call him Billy. I believe some, in the movie. Hey, Billy D. Williams. Boy. 
They also call him Boy at Barnes. They call all the uh, um, trackers or whatever boys, the guides boys. Because gotcha. they're racist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very racist. A lot of racist people. It's very uh, disgusting, like messed up. Well, of course, that yeah. time, right? Yeah. And it, it's genius because you have Claire and Billy, and like they have a hatred towards each other too. And when they both find, he finds out she's Irish, and she hates the English. They're like, oh, so basically, English people ruined our lives. Yeah, yeah and they that's start to form a, a relationship. That's what I said. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, the fucking English sucked, dude. They do suck. <laughs> the bad guy's the worst bad guy ever. He's like Captain Rhodes, but more grounded. Oh I literally wanted to kill this dude so bad. Let me kill yeah, like. Did, did you like I seriously wanted to murder him me too I'm I was like, like I just want to fucking murder this guy so much right now no I was like I would have shot him back in the back of the head and sleep like a fucking baby I'm like mad that there is other people around him who are also scumbags and I'm like you should fucking kill him too yeah. But I know you guys are scumbags too but I mean like somebody like I hate anybody who's not killing this guy dude how uh, funny was it with the one guy who let who was guiding them what happened with him Oh, the land! Oh, here, here's all the land you want. Yeah, <laughs> I started laughing out loud. Yeah, and then like, dude, even like the way he's like talking to that kid like early on and stuff, and you're just like, oh. And there's like a scene dude, straight dude, out of a bullet syndrome. You don't need this syndrome. guy as a role model, dude. <laughs> there's a scene straight out of a bullet syndrome in this. Wow. About a native, they just find a native in the woods. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> It reminds yeah. me of something, Anthony. He's so oh. gross. It reminds me, one of the characters is so gross. He's just like Anthony Wong. Like, oh, I'm just gonna do this. Wow. Speaking yeah, of that shit, man, then, coming out from Unearthed Films, man. Like yeah. when, when they find that woman and the and the baby, and even just like that, like it's never brought back to that. Like you just know what had happened. You know what I mean? So you're just like, wow. Like that's even another fucked up thing about this movie. It's a it's a wonderful movie, and it's and a, you. It, the revenge it's not cathartic which it shouldn't be it's real jennifer kent doesn't want you to feel good about this violence she wants you yeah. to feel like shit yeah and also like you by the end of it what did i say i was like i'm completely like unsatisfied <laughs> yeah which is intentional it's yeah, super no intentional doubt, no doubt but yeah uh this is my first nine out of ten it's 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 gonna be debated horror i think a lot of people won't consider it um rape revenge is a big factor for me um rape in general in in movies usually is obviously always portrayed it's like, how, how do you argue that because like people would say it doesn't count as a rape revenge because it's a period piece and it's super well made but like i've seen exploitation movies that were actually very well made and got their points across too so just because it has rape revenge doesn't and it's a period piece doesn't negate so that's a requirement for those type of th- rape revenge they have to be shitty made and fucking not yeah, a that's, period what, piece? that's what i think people are thinking right <laughs> yeah like if it's shitty made and not and gratuitous that modern like, times, yeah. violence then it's like then yeah it, like people would say get my gun well that counts but this doesn't yeah i think that makes it work so much more like a period piece like you don't expect it and it's like holy fuck a little bit yeah. different feel and to it her voice yeah. when she's singing is just like <laughs> melts my heart too man me too <clears throat> and i love that they speak in their <laughs> language you hear the guy speaking the aboriginal language the woman and speaking in gaelic. gaelic yeah yeah i love the irish accent and me too stuff so yeah the, uh i loved it man I, I truly did like i i was just it's what like two hours 10 minutes or something like that ten minutes? yeah it's also it, shot full screen too i didn't know that it is it's in, it, it's not even four three it might be four three but they did it on purpose i i heard on another podcast so yeah. all the Je- jennifer kent um is proving to be one one of the best 
directors out there, especially her being female and you know not getting as much opportunities. Maybe it's hey, pretty impressive what she's doing. We did not have a sophomore slump this year at all. We have no, the Nightingale, we have us, we have Midsummer, we have fucking um, what's the other one? The Lighthouse. <coughs> yeah, I, I beg to differ on that one, but um, <laughs> well, we got Lighthouse boots. The, the sophomore efforts. We did get Lighthouse. Least. Yeah, that's so true. we got at least four. Or three or four. Three out of four ain't bad, right? For moods. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, JP. No, I was <laughs> done. I was done. Okay. Um, so my number, what are we up to? Number seven. seven. Uh, my number seven is going to be the only Japanese film on my list, which is actually odd because I usually have at least a couple. I'm a big fan of Asian horror. Um, but this one is a horror comedy, which a lot of people are arguing whether this is even a horror movie based on the reveal that you get about a half hour into the film. Oh, I know you. But but I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's a little bit of a spoiler. And I, I, I think that everyone needs to experience this as blind as possible at least once. But, of course, that makes my number seven, One Cut of the Dead, mm-hmm. directed by Shinichiro Ueda. Um, wow. You know, it, that was a really good oh, pronunciation. Yeah. Actually oh, nailed it. Actually nailed it. <laughs> like, actually I'm the type of it. guy that like gets excited to be able to pronounce stuff in front of people. Not really. <laughs> He's just smarter than me. He's, He's smarter really than good us. at it. The uh, politest well, way of saying he likes to a... show up people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't forget, I'm on a kaiju podcast, so I'm saying Japanese names all the time. Oh, so 100%. I totally to forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, I, I love this movie. Um, despite the reveal and people, you know, making the claim that it's not really a horror movie because of that reveal, um, I don't really accept it. I feel like the first half hour, especially because you don't really know what's going on yet, that first half hour is solidly grounded in horror for me. I mean, you know, it's a zombie kind of comedy really more than anything. So it worked for me. And then the last hour or so of the film, um, which I can't really, I, I'm not going to get into too much about what they cover in that last hour, but I absolutely loved how it played out, how it tied into the first half hour of the film, um, how it showed some of the sequence of events and how they fixed it, you know, in during that first half hour. I mean, there was just so many great things to love about this movie. Um, I loved all the characterizations. I thought everybody was really likable. Even even the the boy band actor who was supposed to be supposed to come off as a little bit of a douche still kind of came off you know once the shit hit the fan still came off as a fairly likable character, um, but yeah I love this movie it is easily my favorite horror comedy of the year and it is also my favorite Japanese film of the year, um, so once again that is one cut of the dead once again a nine out of ten. Super endearing at the end, for sure. Yes, it's, it's oh, very so endearing. Very, very touching. I, I actually was having a hard time getting myself to watch it at first because one thing I'm just, I became so disconnected with is, is Zomcoms and shit like that. Like, I just, like I don't know what. Bodies. Yeah, fuck. Zombie Land Two, baby. Zombie Land Two. That's my, that's my point, right? Like, Zombie is so bad. It's just like horrible and. Man, and then Derek said he's like, "No, you got to check it out. It's actually really good." And I was like, "Okay." And no, it's it's. I thought it was like amazing, really, really good premise to it. So yeah, yeah it was absolutely. it was fun. I like the idea behind it. 
It's fresh. It's fresh, right? That's what yeah. really yeah, it separates. Oh, it's so like you say, you can't yeah. give anything away. No, and that's the thing. The entire it's thing it's, away, it's but... like the most impossible film to talk about, but it it really is. I'll just say it's fresh. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give uh, credit where credit is due. Um, Duncan from the podcast Under the Stairs turned me on to this. He actually saw it last year because it was available in Europe last year. Mm-hmm. And then he was the one who pointed out that the UK uh, Blu-ray release from earlier this year was actually region free. So a bunch of us jumped on that. So I was able to pick up the Blu-ray, you know, the UK version, which is, like I said, region free um, for really cheap. I think it was like 15 bucks and it's probably one of my favorite purchases of the year. So yeah, great movie. Can't mm-hmm. say enough good things about it. Awesome, awesome. All right, so what are we on, number six? Seven. No, number number seven. Uh, coming in number seven is one that has been mentioned already, uh, Bliss. And nice. we, we've talked about this one a couple times. Another film that was shot on 60mm, and I think the uh, they made, Joby Ghost made a perfect and brilliant choice to shoot the movie like that. It just, it, it just fits the theme of the film. You know, it's an art house type film, and if you're going to shoot it on film, it just adds that kind of element, but... I love the narrative to this movie. I like a lot of things having to do with art. It's funny because art in real life confuses the shit out of me. I don't understand sometimes when people see a painting and they're like, you know, they're just blown away. I, I just don't get it sometimes. Like, I just don't have the eye for art. But I well, like- don't you think people are blown away when you're like, oh, I like slaughter vomit dolls. Don't yeah. you think people are like the same Does way? Does anybody like that anymore? <laughs> not pretty, it's really fucking hard no it's really hard to watch man it's really hard watch to watch ever again actually the Solska sisters are in in the in the second one in the so. second one oh. don't bring that up though yeah um, you was in it own it yeah it's oh it's vile it's fucking vile um but bliss man like you know we just we just did a feature review on this one so i won't spend a whole lot of time with it but i just absolutely love the way this thing's shot the acting the casting's great and just the narrative man i love one of my favorite things about the movie is is how when the narrative progresses and you see this painting become more to life you know it just it adds this kind of it makes everything kind of full to it you know what i'm saying and it's phenomenal you know lighting's amazing music's amazing in this but uh I can't say anything bad about this, really. It's just, it's fantastic, man. It's really, really fantastic. It's got some great titties. Can't complain about that. Um, pacing's phenomenal. But I, I really, I kind of understand why people don't dig it, I guess. You know, it's because I, th- I think people love to hate on art and art house type films. Well, some people just don't like movies that are good. <laughs> I think, but I think it's a second anything has to do with art and art house are just like, no, not for me. And I'm like, you know, like what the fuck is it man like people are saying this is this year's mandy and shit like that and i was like okay well it does have some red hues and actually does give you warnings before the film starts about if you have epilepsy do not watch this movie because you will probably fucking have an epileptic you know seizure or some shit like that i'm like okay it's not really that bad i mean there's moments this but it's not like enter the void no it's definitely not like enter the void and it's justified too there's scenes like and and actually one of the scenes where it really kind of showcases that strobe light action and shit like that is very important to the film too you know what it's an orgy scene and it's fantastic yeah 
Sorry, you cut out. Like I, didn't, I thought you were done because it cut out. But people are comparing this to Mandy and like art house films. Man, this is one of the most refreshing fucking movies of the year because it's at a fucking brisk hour and twenty minutes. It doesn't bullshit. It gets straight to the right. point. It's I crazy. It's bloody. It. The music is fucking awesome. The coloring's awesome. The acting's awesome. The cast is perfect. This movie's fucking fantastic. It's the perfect punk rock movie. It's an hour and twenty minutes. I would compare this closer to something like Return of the Living Dead over fucking Mandy. Absolutely. I mean, no, it's because of the pink cover. It probably yeah, has some like it's got colors and shit. It's like Mandy. Mandy's a slow. It's a first half an hour of love story, and then a second hour like hours revenge. I love that movie, but still, at the point, like I don't think Bliss and Mandy are anything alike, just because it has blood in it and colors. I know, and and I'm like, I swear, people have never these type of people that are judging these films like that. They've never seen you know Italian films really colored. Like this is where these things come from, right? This they is haven't the been style watching of crazy ass movies for twenty years, like it, the rest of us. It's a. It's, Did I miss? It, it's a culture. Wire had exploded. Son. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm reading. I don't know. The other cool thing about this movie, you got Jeremy Gardner in it, man. Like, Jeremy Gardner's in the movie and stuff. Graham Skipper. And then it's got the dude from George of the Jungle, one of the bad guys. He's hilarious in it. George Wentz hilarious in it. The fucking friend from um, Billy Madison. The not McDonald, but the other guy. Yeah, that's the other guy. Yeah, it's got fucking. Yeah. (laughs) When he bites, I'm sorry, when he runs in and she's painting with the loud music, he's like, ah, starts putting his arm. (laughs) I cried laughing so hard. Dude, I didn't even notice that until you pointed that out who that was. I was like, that's fucking I had, crazy. I, I looked it up and I was like, that ain't him. I was like, that motherfucker, I haven't seen him for 20 years. He I, looks like shit. I actually I just, had to look I it just up laughed too. when she went fucking mental and she killed the three trailer trash guys. <laughs> that oh, scene's awesome. That Graham seems, Scripper. It's amazing, man. The but it's got great gore, man. Like, great gore in it, too, man. Yeah. yeah the best gore of the year. Yeah, man. It's fucking like. <laughs> violent as shit man it's got a great ending like it's beautiful too, there's man. nothing it's about this movie that really is off-putting to me man i mean it's got all the elements of a great film you know kudos to joe bugo to B- joe bigos man bigos he's three for three in my opinion man he's made three completely different type of films but they've all kind of worked on different levels and his myself. next one looks very different too it looks even better than but this, this is the good sign this the, i mean we just have so many modern directors that are doing such good things and doing different things and shit like that and it's exciting it's it's exciting to you know to wait for their next films and shit and i just i'm i'm kind of disappointed in some people that don't like shit like this because they're just missing out man it's fucking this is gonna be the movie we rewatch a bunch of times 10 years from now it's gonna be bliss this is one of the movies i've watched multiple times this year but uh yeah good good shit man so bliss i'm at a nine out of ten really fantastic stuff Um, all right this is going to be very quick. I'm only going to make a couple uh, changes here. Talking with JP about it, hearing a podcast about it, re-listening to the trailer and shit. Um, uh, it's number seven, The Nightingale. I'm bumping it up to a nine. It's just a movie that I probably would revisit. Me and JP matched twice already. We should we should cross our streams. This is interesting. Yeah. This is really this interesting. This is weird. I, I thought, thought we I'd be more matched up with Boots. Well, I, I'm thinking, and I haven't I'm, matched it all yet. I'm thinking top five, top five yeah. might be a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, listeners, don't forget listeners. Yep, listeners. Oh, okay, um, listeners is number. What are we at? Seven. Hagazusa with forty nine. Wow, points. that actually made the listeners list. That's crazy. It did make the listeners yeah. list. Wow, cool. Hagazusa. The H is silent. Hagazusa. It's Hagazusa. Uh, right, thank you. Is it? I did not know that. I'm just gonna call it the witch. Oh. <laughs> 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 the, this movie wishes it was the witch. Yeah. Whoa. No. Um. Gwen wishes it was the wish. <laughs> <laughs> I think every movie from period piece wishes it was the witch. No. Yeah, yeah. Ten times fast. 
Um, who's up? Jeremy. Me. All right. Coming in at a number six, one of the few actually rare R-rated Blumhouse movies, and we have Ma. So when you think oh, about yes. Blumhouse... I had a well, feeling this really... was going to be on your list. I don't know why. Oh, I dude, thought... I fucking love this movie, dude. You did like it a lot. Oh, I loved it a lot. I was a huge, huge fan of this movie when it first came out because it's just so good. Octavia Spencer does such an amazing job in this movie, especially with her. This is such a different kind of movie that she's never really been in before. And even the director, you know, he directed movies like The Fucking Help, which is like the ultimate chick flick movie. So to see like two people... We've never really. What's so funny? It's true. No, We've never really like delved into the genre before. Make a movie like this that's actually like really good and kind of different it was actually pretty refreshing to see. Everybody and, kept saying it. Oh, this movie is. Or Sam kept saying it's predictable. It's predictable. And I'm like, no, it's no, it's like not. actually does like stuff that you wouldn't expect. I, yeah, I love this movie to be honest. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite performances of the year. Yeah, yeah. and she's like so good. And how she fucking holds her daughter hostage because of her past, oh, because she's so sad. fucking traumatized. It's, it's like, like how she doesn't want her daughter to experience the same pain and suffering that she experienced. It's like, man, that shit's fucking. Deep she just and heavy. wants to be accepted so bad. She's reliving, you know, what she was wishing her her high school. And but I, 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 I love like the revenge her. was more than than you expected, though. Like I didn't yeah. really, honestly, I thought it was more just about, you know her past and shit. I mean, it was, but I mean, there's more to it than that. And I thought that, did you like it moods? I did like it. Yeah. 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 Well, people are saying that it's just a revenge, like her getting back. It's so much more than that because that's not her intentions. Her intentions are to like be part of the group. That's what she wants to do. You know what I mean? She's not just getting revenge. But what's perfect about the movie is she was living her everyday life until she saw that kid and she recognized the van and it triggered her all those memories back because she was like, no, I don't want to buy you new alcohol. And then she saw that van and it was like, boom, it was like a trigger. Like she probably would have been fine if she never saw that van and that triggered her and it backed down that memory lane. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm not sure how she's taking care of her daughter with that. I'm not sure if it got worse after she saw that van because we do see the daughter in school before. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I love, I love it. It felt realistic too. Like some of the kids, the dialogue they say is funny. I laughed. Yeah. All the ki- side characters are quirky and hilarious. Like her boss, like I don't give a fuck. Take a horse tranquilizer, and get back to fucking work. I started laughing, and I felt bad for mom, even though she was a villain. I love mom. I love when she's recording herself and she's like, "Hey guys, it's me, Ma." And she's trying to be cool. I love it. It was, and like I said, it's like you would never expect her to play that kind of character. I think that's what makes it so interesting and and something that probably wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for Blumhouse and, you know, and giving these small budget movies a chance to shine and like I said it's they don't really release R-rated films, but a couple that they've released so far have been really really solid and I hope they take more chances with some more adult oriented movies and not, you know, PG-13 shit like Truth or Dare and black christmas and stuff like that so i gave this one an eight and a half out of ten uh you know blumhouse released some more stuff like this even though all the other movies make money and this one didn't i mean didn't make money not really this is the kind of stuff well we the, need to their budget because well, it's rated like r million dollars <laughs> yeah that's that that is why because it's rated r and pg-13 <laughs> movies make money besides black christmas what this movie had just cost more here? than a million yeah. No, it's probably four, four point five. Yeah, it's like it seems a usually little, their average. Yeah. Is his name Luke Evans or Luke? What's that guy's name in here? I can't think. He's from Nobody Lives. Yeah, I know, the dad, right? 
he was really good too. He reminds me of like a slightly classier Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I really liked him. Well, he was believable. Like, yeah, uh, he was intense. Oh, man. Too. No one lives. Him. Luke Evans fucking kills that shit, man. He's great. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. he's very good. But yeah, if you haven't seen Ma because you're like, oh, it's probably generic shit, give it a shot. Look, really, I, really I actually Ma was to be that. I actually saw the trailer for this in the theater, and you know, I don't watch trailers, and I was like, oh, that movie looks like fucking garbage. <laughs> and yeah. of course, I watched it, and I was like, whoa, it's actually pretty good. That so. is pretty good. This I movie like it actually a was a moderate success. I mean, on a $5 million budget, it grossed $45 million domestic. Jeez. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty success. good. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. $60 million worldwide. Yeah. I thought it did good. I, I want Ma too. <laughs> Bring her burn ass back. Let's call Mama. Yeah. Fred, Freddy Krueger, her off. I don't care. She's like, hey, it's me, Mama. She has a fucking Freddy claw. Buy <laughs> <laughs> you kids some more booze and pizza pockets. Mm. All right. Not- you know, I wish Juliet Lewis would do more shit, man. I like her, man. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, love her. Yeah. She was after watching Christmas right? Vacation. You know, last week I was like, man, she was in. She was in some shit. Now, do you she's think she'll like, marry me? <laughs> Her, yes. Dude, she doesn't have the 40? time. She doesn't have the time to marry man, you, man. She's like 60. She's too busy. Yeah, she probably likes younger than 40, dude. Ah, shit. She's too busy recording with her band. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Who's up? All right, well, short What'd you rate that, Jeremy? Eight and a half. Well, short and sweet, we have Ma at number six there you on go. my list as well. There you go. Yeah, uh, I, this one's honestly kind of probably the most loose in my memory because I only saw it that one time. That was whenever the movie came out, and I just don't remember it as much. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one as well, and um, I too thought it looked like it was going to be generic by the trailer and didn't really think much of it, but I thought it was a solid movie, and it actually has some dark uh, moments to it, um, you know, with the woman's daughter and just uh, certain things that she does at the end, um, I think are pretty fucked up, but it's also got a very uh, slight beats of dark comedy that I enjoyed as well, so yeah, Ma. I liked it. 8.5 out of 10. It just reminded me of my teenage years. Uh, I've told minute. I've told the story yeah. of uh, Gary. Oh, yeah, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Gary I, had Vigo. I had a guy named Vigo who did that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it totally reminded me of that. Uh, uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> uh, you're probably better for it now. Yeah. You know, you know, you know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so coming in at number six for me, probably it's funny you mentioned that Ma was probably the loosest in your mind. This is actually probably the loosest in my mind, but I do remember loving it, rating it high. Uh, and we actually did a full review of it. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go back. This is my fourth period piece in a row. It is Hagazusa or Agazusa, as Gary would say. What? Nothing. What'd you say? Jesus Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> so many period pieces. Listen, I've always said I like period pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I could know, actually, dude. I almost put another one on my list, it's my number 11. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hagazusa, or Agazusa, damn it, Jerry, why you got to be here? I just Call it whatever the hell you want, whatever. Why <laughs> uh, you got to be smarter than us? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- no, this movie was awesome, dude. I, 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 
definitely got some strong witch vibes. I mean, it's it's about that too. Um, I I read online that Agazusa, the heathen's curse in Germany, like translates to the witch, the mm-hmm. the something's curse or whatever. So yeah, um, but yeah, this is um, dude, like where this movie goes, you know, in in the final, you know, fifteen twenty minutes or whatever. I was like, holy crap, you know, um, the um the set pieces are really good um for that time period i just was really into the whole you know even at the opening with the stuff with the mother and like the boils and like the weird masturbation going on in this movie Mm -hmm. i was like dude somebody's been reading jeremy's diary um but (laughs) yeah (laughs) zing (laughs) um yeah like nice big brother reference there bro that's awesome uh, but yeah, yo, I, I don't remember a whole lot about it, honestly. I do own the Blu-ray from Doppelganger. Uh, I would, I would definitely watch it again. It's, it's right up my alley. I love that American or not American, but you know the the witch folklore, sixteen hundreds or wherever, whatever time period it is. Uh, I love that sort of uh, folklore. It, it's really cool. So I gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. I need to. I wish I'd have got to rewatch that one. I, I, after I talked about it, I do too. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot. But I, uh, we did a whole episode review on it. So that was a student film, right? Yeah, I, I watched yes, it four, it was a student four or film. five How times. How crazy is that? Student film, which is that's got to be the best made student <laughs> film of all time. Like it's crazy. Mm. The fucking cinematography is amazing. Yeah, for for being a student film, it's probably the best looking student film I've ever seen. Yeah. It makes me feel like a failure. Yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah, forty year old loser. Yeah, it was the one I four or five times this year. Bieber haircut over here. Yeah, I I bought it as soon as I saw it the first time. I mean, literally the same day I ordered the Blu-ray. I absolutely love this movie. Just the aesthetic, uh, the cinematography, spectacular score and sound design. Oh, amazing! Oh my god! And and like uh, like JP was saying that that last that final act there's multiple holy shit moments in that final act so yeah it's crazy loved it Mm -hmm. and it's another it's another really kind of psychological film though too because there's different ways to interpret what you're seeing yeah and I love you know I mean me and I know me and uh, Venom we talked about this and stuff and you know I mean a lot of people look at this film as being a straight up witch film but then you know we also look at it as them not being witches at all she's not a, she's not a witch at all yeah so, you could you could you could you could interpret it different ways for sure you become uh, what they tell it, you are after you're told well, that, that you are that for so long right when, yeah. when you when you were told something you know for your whole life and you live in isolation with that too and that's all you know it can change your mentality big yep. time yeah just and, some, and, and, and sometimes you go a little bit fucking nuts too and shit like that but the stuff with the baby is really interesting to interpret that good one yeah because i think a lot of people don't seem to realize that the you know the the scene in the water with the baby and stuff i mean you got to remember a lot of this stuff isn't linear and that that could have been a reflection of birth and the baby was dead the entire time. And but there's a lot of different ways of looking at this and it's just a fucking really, really good movie. It's mm, really yeah. good. So depending on how you interpret what's happening in the middle is how you interpret the end though too, right? I love her I love just so. the cottage and the way it looks. It's just I, I don't know. I, I know that stuff like bores Carly and Jeremy, but to me it just 
it gets me sucked into the world like so easy mm-hmm. those low tone like those type of soundtracks and, and that type of tone gives me the shivers i live for it yep mm-hmm. if you Absolutely. ever look at my list and shit they're all like all the movies that are on my list are very similar and there's a reason for that you know because i like what i like shit makes so. you grateful to be alive now right it does man <laughs> yeah does. living yeah. this fucking PC, yeah we get the pot world <laughs> another, <laughs> another the pod, theme this year yes. mental illness big big mental yeah. illness thing 100 percent. yeah yeah almost in all these movies you can look at it yeah right? sure yeah right yeah i i feel like i um well, I really want to rewatch that one now. Yeah. All right. Who's next? That uh, would be me. And uh, we are on number six, right? Yeah. All right. My number six is the second of my five wide release movies. This is a sequel to a movie that came out 39 <laughs> years previously, um, which obviously it, it's a daunting task to make a sequel almost 40 years later, especially when we're talking about one of the greatest horror films ever made. And of course that is Dr. Sleep directed by one of my favorite modern horror directors, Mike Flanagan. The man is almost untouchable. I love and just Flanagan. About- we trust. Absolutely. Oh, dude, it hurt my butthole. This movie didn't make any money. Dude, oh, I it hurt was my so butthole. mad. Yep. I was oh. like, all you horror fans fucking give me your badge. I saw it <laughs> the last day. It was in theaters. I'm still convinced that, like if they had to market it more as being a sequel to the shining it maybe would have helped I feel like but they did though yeah, I, I did you like watch the trailer yeah, the trailer was i mean people were people don't keep up on film anymore man they don't give a shit oh, like they don't even buy movies saw the shining they did it yeah it was true I it's like know. i mean they say the shining in it's just the because the people i talked yeah, yeah i know I, I talked to some people maybe there was different trailers i don't know but they're like that's a sequel to the Shining. i'm like yeah they should have sold that think about because they never seen the fucking shining probably should have been like no well i mean i don't know Fact, but yeah, if they said think, from the creators of it, they, they should like creators of mm-hmm. it and every fucking Stephen King movie that came out the last three years. People be like, I guess I'll go see it. This movie <laughs> made only a couple million dollars more than Black Christmas. Oh, I was so that's fucking sad. There I was so worried that Black Christmas says, was, was gonna blow it out. I'm so that's exactly what's wrong with the society right there, man. Oh my yeah. god, it hurt my butthole. <laughs> we're, we're judging society completely on what they see in movie theaters. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's how we have the right to do that. Damn it! And now my is going to get it punished. Is to me, damn it! If everybody watched horror movies, this country would be a better place. It'd be smarter. I'll tell you that. It would be because horror fans are often the coolest people. They're the this coolest people neat. ever or the worst people ever is what I've realized. No, no, those media. are MMA fans. No, Star Wars fans. Star, oh, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars By fans. By far the worst. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fan ownership bullshit here. No, yep. no, the worst people in the world are the home improvement fans. Fuck the <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> home improvement. They're all dead now. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to throw some hey, random. Doug, this movie a lot as well. Um, some of the best bad guys this this year, and Rose yeah. the Hat, one of the best performances, one of the best bad guys. Dude, also, one of I the was, most grueling scenes I've seen in the whole fucking movie with the oh, base kid. Oh, the, the opening is brutal. awesome. You don't eat flowers. Yes, you do. Oh my god, fucking yeah. gold, gold, dude. When I saw dude. that opening shot from The Shining, I saw the shit on IMAX. When I saw that shit on a fucking. 75 foot screen i lost my shit man did we see an imax score oh dude yeah i did this was very this was better than i expected Uh, it was better than i thought it was going to be too to be oh yeah Yeah, i thought it was gonna be good and it was better than i expected i think back on it i thought back on it often like and i was like oh man i kept there was one other one i kept thinking back on 
Yeah, it's one uh, I thought about afterwards, and like more and more, the more I thought about it. I okay. just love how Flanagan, like he did an impossible task almost. Like yeah. he made a true sequel to Kubrick's The Shining, as well as staying true to Stephen King's, you know, Doctor Sleep and The Shining. So it was yeah. just a, a perfect blend, man. Yeah. It, it really was. It was so impressed. I was so impressed. Give Flanagan anything. Like, let this man direct anything. At but time. it's not going to happen because it made no fucking money. I mean, he's, he'll still get another film. For he'll sure. get like oh, a yeah. he'll get like a Shutter or something or like a Netflix next, and then he'll make a good movie there, and then he'll pop him in another one. Mm-hmm. I hope so, man. Hopefully, he doesn't get like King Kong versus Godzilla like all the other guys. Uh, somebody said they think they're putting those directors like that, those lower kind of like new directors in those big franchises, so like producers can control them more. They're thinking they can control them. I don't know if that's the I mean, case. You know what I mean? True, but... That's why, like, they throw in those guys, like, in like a Marvel movie or some shit. So they're capable, yeah. but they can control them. <laughs> no, if you threw like a Martin Scorsese in like a, Mar- a Marvel movie or some shit, he'd be like, "No, we're not doing it." He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He do would it. never do it. But you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you throw somebody in there like that, like a, um, a Ridley Scott, and it's not gonna be what you want. But oh yeah, I fucking love Doctor Sleep, man. That's good shit. Oh yeah, um, nine out of ten once again. My last nine out of ten, finally. <laughs> wow, crazy. Okay, uh, number six, man. It's been mentioned. Um, talked about this one a couple times this year. Also, big theatrical release from Jordan Peele, and that's Us. Good shit. I, I didn't really think I would it. make it a either. Oh, because it was mainstream and it was American. <laughs> no, because oh, you're racist. Hereditary <laughs> made your fucking list number one last did year. Did someone just say because I'm racist? <laughs> yeah, Jeremy did it. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Could you imagine? I love I, wor- I have like I have literally black people tattooed <laughs> oh, on me. You know what? I, I was, <laughs> sorry. I'm sure I there are some people that just like uh, the movie because of it. Yeah, it's funny. It was, I I forgot you really liked this one. I was thinking of um. The get get out that you didn't like as much as I did. Yeah, no, I like this. I like this way more than Get Out. Um, I mean, like I got social commentary in Get Out. I just I just enjoyed this one a lot more. And I got to go back to what Dave said about you know the whole doppelganger thing. I love. I'm a big fan of that too, man. When people are playing you know sets of characters in films, so it's such a blast to watch. But when you have a whole film like that, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I mean, and it's another thinker. You know, it's another film where you can really mm-hmm. dissect and dwell into dive into this shit and just there it, it almost makes your head explode because you know you think of one thing and then you're like okay this and that and then all of a sudden but i mean what's going on here i mean jordan peele is doing some really really special things it's, it's not like i didn't care for get out mm. but i enjoyed it i well, enjoyed I it for what like- I, I just think this is a better movie and exactly, you know, especially with the social, uh, social commentary aspect too. I, I think this is really, really relevant. I'm, I mean, obviously, get get out is too, but uh, but um, classicism uh, and like, and there's so many different ways to look at this shit and stuff. But I mean, that's just a huge fucking thing right now, you know. And I think it's just really, really well done. There's a lot of fun scenes, and that's another thing I liked about this movie is that there's a lot of fun scenes. It's not just like it's not a big slow burn and shit like that. There's a lot of really fun scenes and stuff, and plays itself out well for being a two-hour film it's got pretty decent pacing for it and it just it does what it needs to do and it's fucking creepy man it's got creepy moments and uh i don't know man it's just it's a fun movie 
even though it's got a really you know strong message in, in, into it and stuff and a lot of a lot of times you can look at films like that and you're like ah fuck man whatever you know, I, I get what he's trying to say it, it usually doesn't come out that fun maybe that's what happened with get out with me this Here's one the- I, I just I interpret it different and I saw it differently but I think it was more of the setup too and stuff so yeah the the thing about what you said the the, the thing about what you said about it being better than get out um, I didn't think it was when I first walked out yeah. Uh, and I was like, uh, I was like, I liked it, but Get Out was so much better. But now I think this is the better movie, one hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. the reason why is, although Get Out had this too, it's a deeper you dig type movie. Like the deeper you dig, the more mm. you like notice, like, oh, oh, wow, that means this and this. Oh, this is a metaphor for this and all yeah. this stuff. And this is like the prime example of how you make like socially conscious horror movies and statements in your horror movies and even political statements in your horror movies. This is like exactly the, the polar opposite of black Christmas, which was the worst film I saw this year. (laughs) Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, This is like the complete opposite of well it's because this one is, it's also smart though too. I don't have to see black Christmas to know that it wasn't done smart. Right, like it it was done ridiculous. It was spoon fed. It was in your face. This is done. This is how you make films. If you want to make something with a really, really strong social commentary, you do it in a really clever way. And you know, if you have smart people out there that can actually watch a film and not take it for just face value, because a lot of people walked out of this film and they and they they didn't see what you know some of the message that we're supposed to be i saw some of it but i saw way more after hearing people talk about it oh for sure 100 percent. i mean venom i mean even in our view like he opened up my eyes like he saw it four times i saw it one time of course he's gonna have a little bit of a different perspective and and also notice shit plus he's just smarter than us well 100 right (laughs) exactly exactly right um but man i like honestly this is one that stuck with me all year and i just i i got i kind of ashamed i didn't rewatch it again but uh thought it was really I great, got the great performances man too, dude and i want to i just i want to i it's one that i definitely wanted to rewatch. uh i wish i had got a chance to and come on man that i got five on it remix dude i saw it twice <laughs> I need to well they use the original well the original looney's track in there i got five on it which i thought was just like the most bizarre thing ever in this movie and like man i tell you man yuckmouth and numbskull must be loving life right now because even though that album sold well back in 95 I mean, obviously, this shit has probably been selling like fucking crazy on digital platforms now for him, too. This shit probably went gold all these years later, fucking 25 years later, but... Uh, yeah, dude. It's crazy. I, I love just turning that song into a fucking horror score. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Like, I still have a hard time believing that it's in like a mainstream movie, for one thing. I could see it in like a more indie film, you know, but like this is a mainstream film, and it's... But that, that, come on, dude, everybody, when that song comes on, they're like, oh, that's a classic. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows that song. It's funny. <laughs> nobody knows who this by. Besides <laughs> me. <laughs> Nobody's like, yeah, nobody has a clue who, who the loonies are. I mean, the loonies are originally yeah. from Oakland. You know, Yuckmo is pretty much more down south now and stuff. But, Carly, but yeah. did I not used to play that song when we met? No. No? No, I never <laughs> heard it. I love how Carly's just blatantly obvious. That. Uh, you are fucking lying you did not play that shit no i was asking i wasn't saying like oh oh, yeah i wasn't part of the chill hip-hop playlist now i was asking if it was on the mixed cds that i gave her you know what else Uh, i really dug about this movie Mm. sorry carl it was like structurally 
how the bad guys were like throughout the movie. So like they had like these run-ins. It reminded me of kind of like almost Monster Squad because they keep in it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't all the action doesn't happen at one time. It's throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So many times do I watch a movie where there's 35 fucking minutes of jack shit and then and, and like 20 minutes of action. And that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's. Us was paced very well compared to a lot of movies. Listen, this, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many movies where I watch 50 minutes of bullshit and then the hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Us Hold was up, paced bro. very well. Yeah, it, it did a good job engaging. It did a good job engaging for myself. You know, viewing the film, I was like, oof. Mm-hmm. It's now, doing now it for see, me, man. Now I see why Rambo Raff makes all <laughs> makes all of his videos being mad because they. <laughs> Dave. Dave's really funny when he's mad at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, People love to just piss me off. Movie. All my friends make me mad on purpose and then laugh at me. <laughs> it's just, like, and I used to be a spaz. Like I get very, I get, very angry. But now I'm just like... I'm just like, all right, let's let's keep oh, it going. That, that's let's what Dave was doing earlier when I when I when I was talking about uh, close calls, and he was like, "Man, fucking acting the movie sucks." Yeah, <laughs> trying to get me like going. Like, I felt like a, such a piece of shit for disliking close calls. Like, it's an indie. Like, I feel bad. Like, when I dislike a movie like that, I'm like, "Man, I'm a fucking asshole." Why am you I went such hard a piece on of the acting, dude? Like, see, fucking ruined everything. No, but it's only I like totally two go, people, and the other people are doing so well. It's like I'm like, you guys are stinking this joint up, man. Dude, you gotta, dude. All you need to start just titling all your videos rants, because right. oh, it's fucking po- it's it's anti it's it's not good. It's just pointless. <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> Actually, not, it's a good movie. Different it's in a his good videos. Movie. He's he's different in his videos. Like you don't you don't rant a lot. Like I I can't remember. I was just watching your video the other day, and you were talking about a movie. You're like, yeah, I don't really care for this much. So I'm not going to spend a whole a whole lot of time on it. It's <laughs> like the complete opposite of Rambo Raff, right? And he's going to spend like two hours on a film I'm all ranting about, business, about it, but, baby. All about but business. yeah, you just you kind of went into it. You're like, yep, this and that. You know, kind of gave your points you liked and more that you disliked. And that was it. Well, you interact with people. It's so much easier to dive in and hopefully be convinced that you're wrong and it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, again, it, it comes on a taste though, too. Some people like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it, that's what it's it not is. objectively bad. It's just my um, subjective opinion. That exactly. basically means nothing. <laughs> yeah. None exactly. of this means anything. 100%. Um, but anyways, us, uh, nine out of 10, loved it. I think it's a great film. Um, I just, yeah, I, I wish more people would kind of try to understand it a little bit more. But hey, hey, man, it is what it is. Is anybody, uh, did anybody lose any picks yet? No. No. Me neither. Uh, I don't awkward. think so. Actually, I haven't been checking. Shit. <laughs> Lazy boy. Uh, I have not. No, I haven't. All right. Crazy. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Crazy. Um, my number six, I'm just going to be easy. Um, it's Dr. Sleep. And the rating's fucked up now because I bumped Nightingale up. It's an eight and a half. Um, the only reason it's lower, I probably rewatch it and it'll go higher, is I felt like they were driving cross country a lot. Like, you and driving like across country. He's like, I just drove across the whole fucking state and I'm not even tired, bro. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. You'd be dead tired. You wouldn't even be able to walk. And then I think that when they actually come to the bad guys, I know it's probably in the book, but I would have liked that to be, I would like the pacing more like us, where we had the, the different encounters. I thought it had been much more fun to flesh out the bad guys. But yeah. the movie does not pull its fucking punches on the characters either. Maybe it People die and it's rough. Yeah, I, I, there is a director's I, cut coming. It wouldn't be with those characters. That whole scene takes place in that one confined area. So, but I mean, like, I, it doesn't pull punches and it kills people and it's brutal as well. The same way, it just—it's a very good movie and I was very happy with it. And uh, just well shot, well made. Eight yep. and a half. Yeah. Audience group. group. 
Good shit, Jeremy. Group. I actually did remember that time. Um, it is. God damn it! This stupid page. What a um, The number six. We're on six, right? Is mm-hmm. Child's Play. Oh shit! Child's Play with uh, forty-nine points. Better than Lighthouse. Cool. <laughs> All right. At number five. So when this movie came out, I said that this film would have not have got released like it did if it wasn't for A24 because of the fact that if it wasn't for A24 showing other studios that low-budget horror movies can make money, this movie would have not have got as big as a release as it did, nor would have gotten picked up by the studio that it did. I just think that we would never have seen a movie like this come out five years ago or 10 years ago by a big studio it would never have happened. You know, we would just see it on DVD or something like that. That is ready or not. Now, Fox released this movie and Damn. I, you know, Searchlight. It's still Fox though. Fox. Is it? No, I'm saying, is it the Fox Searchlight yeah, it's thing? Fox Searchlight. They have another film coming out. Yeah. They have antlers coming out. Yeah. You would have never seen antlers fucking come out in a mainstream theater with, you know, as many theaters as they're pumping it into without A24, you know, coming into the game. You know, that's weird. You say, I don't get that vibe from this one. This one looks like a regular fucking horror movie that would come out. I don't looks, think so. looks a little cheaper to me. Like, if you compare it to, like, I, I and I keep comparing this to Knives Out because I saw them so close together <laughs> that, like, a Knives Out was huge in money-wise, yeah. so I'm like... But it looks, it, look, it looks like a low-budget horror film to me. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that, you know... A24 just showed all these studios like, hey, fuck you guys. We're going to release these movies and make a shit ton of money for no budget, and we're going to do it too. And Blumhouse, you know, same thing. But I had a blast with this movie. I thought it was so fun, and it's it's super entertaining. And I figure feel like everybody does a good job, good enough job in this movie that it it's definitely an above-average film. And as Carly said at the beginning, the fucking ending is hilarious that's the best part yeah, the i really did not expect that to go down like <laughs> the way that it does and uh, had a really really fun time with this movie uh probably my f- most entertaining mainstream film of the year and it, it just makes me happy that we're at a time in cinema history that we're able to see these kind of movies being shown to broad audiences um you know, I, I feel like that. Even like gems that just came out. You know, it's just it's just a great time to be a cinema fan with all these different weird films that we're able to go see with an audience on a big screen. So I gave Ready or Not an eight and a half out of ten. Um, pick up the Blu-ray if you get a chance. Now that Disney owns it, and uh, <laughs> have fun with it. It's Disney fun. owns this podcast. Be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they have to they own everything. They own Fox, so they technically own the movie. So uh, eight right. and a half. <clears throat> All right, my we're on number five, right? Yes. Okay, number five. I have it. Chapter two. Yeah. Um, I like this movie. I probably like the first part a little bit better but um i thought this was a solid chapter two i definitely like it better the adult part better than in the um you know original miniseries although that has grown on me um 
I think the adult casting was just like amazingly done amazingly well. Not only the looks of them, but just uh, the way they interact with each other. I think it's very spot on to how the kids interacted with each other. And um, I thought it was a very fun movie. Um, once again, this is, I guess, apparently the year of the horror comedies because uh, this had a lot of comedic moments in it as well that I really, really enjoyed. And um you know, like it was mentioned before, the bleacher scene, I think, is uh, fantastic. Probably the best, uh, as far as horror goes, the best horrifying moment in the film. So, um, yeah, overall, I liked it. Um, it's something I would definitely revisit, and I give it 8.5 out of 10. Nice. <clears throat> All right, uh, my number five, I can't imagine showing up on anyone else's list. I feel like a lot of people didn't like it as much as me. Um, but this is the funnest experience I've had in, in the theater. Um, and that is Brightburn. Uh, I absolutely loved Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn is great. I thought it was really good. I didn't yeah, I liked it. it. Yeah, it's good. I, I loved it. It was. It, it, I just loved the concept of it. Um, there's a couple scenes in it. It went to a place where I didn't expect with the gore. And I was just like, this is what I've always wanted out of superhero movies and supervillain movies. Why does it, why have they always been so tame? Like, you're dealing with people that have these uh, incredible powers, and it's so tame all the time. And it's because, you know, for kids, I guess. Uh, or that's who it was for originally. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I thought that, you know, it's basically Superman evil or whatever right and but the way that it the way that it progresses i just thought was so neat um the way that you know uh the family is and and how they are you know sort of not want you know wanting to uh you know they know that something's up with the kid a little bit because he never you know why has he never got cut or have a scrape or anything like that but you know kind of the the lack of wanting to believe that something's wrong a little bit and then uh, how, what he does to the uncle and just the, the performance is so good with this kid. Um, and, you know, the, the woman in the diner and uh, even like the, there's some like really funny comedy moments in this, too. Uh, and my favorite, like once it, you know, the very end, I just, the like final shot and scene is just like so chilling to me. I was just like, wow. And you know, it, it, there's, there's, you know, deepness there too, about like, we always hear it, right. You know, with people whose father or mother of like a murderer, like, you know, like I, you still always love your kid type thing and how, and testing that concept, uh, is, is a lot to do with this film too. Um, but overall I just, I truly just had a blast watching it. It was the big, it was it was the biggest surprise for me, um, other than one other film. But you know, I didn't expect much out of this, and it was very small scale, which I, I know a lot of people were complaining about that it could have been so much cooler if they had more money and stuff, and probably. But I, I kind of like that it's not. It didn't matter anyway. It didn't make any money anyway. I agree. We're so tired of seeing giant scale superhero movies, so why not make it small? That's yeah, personal. I, I like. I liked that it was small scale. It was like give us it what we want, more man. Of suspense and, you know, the, what was that, Moose? Just give us what we want, man. Gore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the gore was great. Yeah. <laughs> like the eyes. Man. Yeah. The glass in the yeah. eyes was like, oh, oh man. I was like, somebody's been watching Falchi. Oh shit. 
Dude, yeah, I love the that. scene when they under the mattress, like when he finds it, and they're like, "Oh, they're looking at the pit," and then it's like the guts. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> they're so confused when they find it at first. <laughs> That's um, a bad sign right there. Yeah. I gave it an eight point five at the theater. I bumped it to a nine for this list. Damn. Yeah, my number five. This is my nun. This was what, the movie where we had that fun theater experience too. Yeah, I've told that story twice. Yeah, you told it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell about how. That's all I really remember. But he yeah, knew I a guy, the and then or like somebody that he saw the movie with was yelling at a guy, and then they actually knew each other at the end. Yeah, they were like, "I thought that was you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> they were both yelling at this guy. Shut the fuck up, fam! <laughs> Trying to finish <laughs> it, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I tried to keep really it in my voice. Yeah, You're like, I yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but at the, the end of the day, they knew each other. Yeah, but they didn't know me, but they were like, yeah. oh, that's my dude. It was also on our side. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Brightburn, man. Good shit. Loved it. Yeah, I don't know why people didn't like that one. I was happy with it. Yeah, yeah it's good. Jerry. Jerry. All right. My number five is one that's already been discussed a couple of times. Probably don't have to get into it too much more, but that is Jordan Peele's Us. Um, this movie was my number one Fuck. movie for probably the first few I'm months out. of the year. <laughs> uh, I, p- I picked Us for Jerry. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like I said, for Ooh. almost half the year, this was my number one movie of the year. I had a good hunch. I actually had Jerry as us, but I changed it though. So I'm good. Bullshit. <laughs> I want to see your paper you printed out. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I mean, I swear, I swear to God. Uh, us has. As as you my... swear, wait a minute. Go. I don't believe in God. Jeez. Ah, oh, you caught me. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Us has uh, my favorite female performance of the year, Lupita Nyong'o, I thought was absolutely stellar as both um, characters in the movie. Um, I, honestly, there was not a bad performance in the movie for me. Um, after the first watch, I thought the guy from Tim and Eric was maybe a little over the top. But with the subsequent rewatches, I actually I, I ended up really enjoying his role. Both um, his normal you know, appearance and then his doppelganger were both endlessly entertaining to me uh, once I got through that first watch. But yeah, great performances, um, an amazing score. Aside from the soundtrack having some really cool songs on it, Beach Boys, NWA, stuff like that, I thought this score was very jarring. I mean, right from the start the score really grabs you you know that first shot opening shot of the movie with the rabbits in the cages and that that music just really really set the tone so Mm -hmm. i uh once again a near flawless movie for me absolutely loved it um i gave us a 9.5 out of 10 i i love the score as well dude like every time i think of this movie it plays in my head exactly it's just so Oh, I love it. Yeah, the two biggest pieces of music for me are the one I already mentioned at the beginning with the rabbits, but then when the family uh, gets away on their boat, on dad's shitty little boat, the music that's playing right there as the doppelgangers are walking uh, on the pier, I thought was just amazing. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's no bad pieces of music in this, whether it's original score or licensed songs. I, I just 
love everything about this movie. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Well, number five, I'm going to go to France and become super gay with this one. (laughs) For gay? For gay, yeah. I was wondering when this film was going to pop up. Uh, With Knife Plus Heart. Oh, man, this movie Oh, wait, you're talking about Knife Plus Heart? (laughs) What the fuck did you think I was talking about? I I don't know. You said it was pretty gay, so I thought it was, like, something else. Why is this... (laughs) Did you think this movie was like gay or something? Well, I mean, there's there's not really any gay action and stuff, no. Oh, but you know. yeah, um, it's cool. I mean, does this can, can or is this count as a period piece? Yeah, it takes yeah, place in '79. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, it takes place in 1979 uh, during uh, in the gay industry, really. So it's about this uh, this lesbian gay porn director that just breaks up with her girlfriend and stuff and. And she wants to really kind of make something to get her back. You know, she feels like she kind of maybe have left her because she sucks now. She's not doing so well. She needed to make a comeback. (laughs) A comeback film, pretty much. Yeah, she needed to make something, you know, to, you know, worth fucking creaming over. So, yeah, so she, you know, doing that type of shit. And then, of course, people start getting picked off. It's essentially a Neo Giallo film. Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed the shit out of this man like i thought it was just shot brilliantly it was acted great i like this whole idea of you know making a film within a film i know dave is a big fan of that too uh, i've always been a big yep. fan of that shit man I, I really enjoy that that type of filmmaking and shit but this one's just a lot of fun man it's got fun characters it's just like kills are cool man and it kind of goes into a place where i wasn't really expecting it to go also, at first, I, I was like, okay, is this going to be really predictable? Which sometimes, you know, it's not a big deal. I was so, worried about kinda, that, too. I was worried yeah, about that, too. Yeah, and it kind of kind of It, kinda, it, kinda it does into get an predictable area. once that scene happens in the cemetery. Well, it has to. It's it, At that point, it's not going to be a, well, a, a exactly, mystery anymore. But, yeah. Exactly. It's just going right? to play it out. Yeah, but I think it's I think it was really well done. It was it was a really tasteful film. I mean, there's a lot of social commentary that's going on too. I mean, this is a type of film, even though they set it in 1979. This is like, you know, kind of pre AIDS, AIDS, AIDS yeah, yeah, pre AIDS epidemic and stuff. So it felt like it was a lot more free and it felt fun and stuff. But it was it was really implying today, and it was about you know gay freedom and gay rights and things like that. And I, I really enjoyed this movie, man. Like I've always been very very open to that stuff. I enjoyed in fe- like gay fam- family members and stuff. And this is the type of thing i'd show them and be like hey guys this is you know they can still yeah, i can't say too many gay horror films there's not too many yeah. well that's the thing that's what i'm saying they're Cruising usually not is, right? glamorized yeah, they're almost glamorizing so. this a little bit too it's like but you just never see that type of shit right so you know this is the type of film that i would mm-hmm. show you know my cousin and stuff and be like hey guys you know check this out kind of thing it's but uh really great soundtrack watch a guy get is- a knife in his ass yeah, uh, the the soundtrack's amazing in this man. I think some of the scenes, the way it's shot, I mean, it's obviously Italian influence, yeah, uh, which really sells it for me. But I mean, just the way it just kind of flows on, I loved it. It was only, the French, it was, only the French would make this kind 35 of thirty-five and sixteen shot on both. Yes, that's right. And uh, yeah, this is like looking. the third film that shot on uh, sixteen millimeter slash oh, thirty-five. Yeah, for this thirty-five. And, it's great. It's great that it's shot on film. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. There really is. There's there's a lot of uh, social commentary. There's a lot yeah. of things you can kind of break down in this movie for sure. This would be a fun film to actually do a full length review with a bunch of just 
it's very spoiler, funny. You know, too. it's like spoiler shit out of it. Just talking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. funny. It's, it's and, uh, it would funny. be really, really, really good. Really, really good. The soundtrack was, I thought was amazing, but I mean, shooting on film made sense, you know, shot night or, you know, going back to 1979. I mean, uh-huh. only had you got to shoot it on film, right? If you're yeah, going to make a movie about 1979, you shoot it on film. And there's just something about film. Let's be honest. I know as much as the, pe- the old new filmmakers are like digital, digital. And the old filmmakers are like film, film. We all fucking know films better. Okay. We know it. For the most part, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, for not to make, it's way harder to use it. Obviously, for, like, yeah, more the, way it's look, the visual look, I think, for me is mm. better. Oh, I also, man. I also feel like Knife Plus Heart had one of the coolest killer weapons of the year. <laughs> a knife, a knife I loved his knife. I thought it was hysterical. You think you can buy what, those anywhere? Which has actually kind of been done before. I won't mention the movie, but I have seen this in another film before. Nice. Well, so, let's hear the movie moods. <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it. Just, I think I've no, but uh, is no. It it is it a gay porno? No, it's, it's not a gay porno. It, it's actually a really vile film, too, man. It's it's crazy, but uh, yeah, oh, man. This yeah. this is this is definitely one that I highly highly recommend, man. I mean, I, I just lost so many people this year. Unfortunately, say they couldn't finish because they're was, homophobes. Because dude, it was that's so gay, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude! This movie." Honestly, I got in I was a long conversation I was with Marco about this on the page. Like, I was expecting this thing to be more gay, and there's, I have there's no, no there's no dong in it. No, really, but it, I mean, you got to realize some people are a little bit more sensitive to certain things. I mean, like on the horror cast, we have a co-host who won't watch a movie if an animal dies in it. Which knocks out about a quarter of the horror movies yeah. that come out every Somebody but would. It's the same thing. Some people can handle Crazy. certain things better. And in this case, some people just, you know, they have such a problem with homosexuality that they don't want to look at it. So, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're homophobes. I'm just going to say they're uncomfortable <laughs> watching. What and, a bunch of facts. Somebody <laughs> in the night field, they would, oh, this, they would this watch the opening. Yeah, I see, like, I'm sorry. It's definitely something that isn't exploited enough. Like, I, I think that there should be a little bit more films like this. And, and I felt like it was a little under gay for what yeah, the movie was about. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, did too. I was expecting Dong. I was expecting a little bit more explicitness in it. You know, it's a giallo, man. I mean, you get a lot of sleaziness in giallos, right? And you, they have no problem showing that in, you know, the films back in the day and stuff. But. It, it did. It seemed a little bit more reserved. They tried to be a little bit more classy with it. I which almost is think fine. it hurts the film because it didn't seem realistic in a way. But it is a movie. When well, no, I'm just saying. It well, the thing is, they're not actually it, it showing actual... you a porno. They're not actually showing know, you they're, know, they're, they're, know, a movie well, inside just, a movie. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying that, like. I mean, they showed a guy come on his face. <laughs> that was done for laughs, though, the way they did that. Yeah, that was a comedic effect, right? So I mean, they show you guys coming in their face, and like, there's something about Mary coming in his hair. So, and don't they don't they show fucking? Um, I know it's fake, but in Boogie Nights, don't they show Mark? Um, oh yeah, Marky Mark's day, shining star. Yeah, I saw, I actually, I saw Mark Wahlberg on. A, I think it was on Letterman one time, and he asked him. He's like, "Yo, man, no, it was on Jade Leno." And he goes, "He goes, didn't you? Uh, have you ever kept any prop from a movie before?" <laughs> he's like. Had to keep the Boogie Nights prop. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's ashamed of that movie now. Oh, dude, that movie <laughs> well, back in the day, it was your best fucking movie. Yeah, right. I, uh, 
I actually really like this movie too. Um, yeah, and I didn't good. expect to. Like, well, I kept hearing everybody talk about it. Oh, this throwback Giallo like thing. And I'm not the hugest fan of Giallos, honestly. Like, some of them I like, some of them I don't like, but I just don't like everyone. Um, it's Giallo, actually. <laughs> That's still hard. Okay, People Sam. argue that sometimes. Yeah. The only reason I said Gialli. it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really dug this one. I was like, I, I like the aesthetic i thought that you know the story was actually very good because that's you often with a lot of jolly get the <laughs> half-assed stories but i thought this one was really good and made sense, they and don't stuff. Make any fucking sense. i thought maybe going yeah. into this shit man it was going to be a little bit more pretentious and they were going to shove this you know this this gayness down your throat and just and just be like ridiculous <laughs> right like like what they're doing with like you know black christmas and shit like that and and you know it, it goes for everything. I hate when things are just shoved down your face. It doesn't matter if it's gay or not. It doesn't matter. Any type of social commentary that's yeah. just like ridiculous in your face. it's done, it's garbage. Yeah, you're just like, fuck off. It has nothing to do with it. But I was like, I've been thinking, oh, this could be one of those situations. No, totally not. Really, really enjoyed the shit out of this one. Nine out of ten. Check it out. Um, it's just normal to them. So it's like they don't really bring it up or anything. That's just their normal life. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine. Like, it, it drives me nuts. Like, how many people I read on facebook and other you know social platforms and stuff about this movie how they couldn't watch it they turned it off because it was so gay i, I, I had like, a harder time watching bohemian rhapsody honestly i'm like can <laughs> you imagine a lot of close-up gross to me it's so ridiculous like you know you got these straight people saying i couldn't watch knifeless heart because it was so fucking it was so because they're in, immature and i'm yeah. like can you imagine like gay yes people it's saying, funny i know but it's true <laughs> Can you imagine gay people saying I, I turned off this movie because it was too hetero? <laughs> it's just I mean yeah, it, see yeah, how ridiculous that sounds? It yeah. sounds it sounds so ridiculous. I did see gay people complaining it. that there wasn't enough gay in this movie. Like they're like, we wanted to see like Wanda just go full fucking with it. We just yeah, heard JP, I, a straight said. person, said yeah. it wasn't gay enough. They called the Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting it to be a little bit more explicit too, because it was a French film. You know, Europeans are definitely <laughs> a little bit more free than we are over here in North America. So I was expecting a little bit more dong and and more sleaziness, but you know, Here's, they just did it differently. That's the one thing about horror fans is like a lot of them. There's some of them like we're all film fans. I imagine in this podcast, like I'm not sure. I love all film. I'll watch anything. Yeah. Me too. And that's yeah. the one problem is I don't want to be a dick about horror fans or ridicule horror fans because I'm a huge horror fan, but they will not watch certain things. And even, yeah, but even are, independent horror filmmakers, ones. Those are lame. even even independent filmmakers won't watch any other movies, but in but horror movies, they don't even watch other independent movies. So they make the same shitty independent movie a million times because they have no other influences. Is You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like a yeah. fucking it's cannibalizing itself. If you just watch the same shit over and over again and you keep your mind so closed, it's like, are you even a, it's film a bunch of insecure fags? Dude, do you know what That's I watched this are. morning before I went out this morning? I watched It's a Wonderful World. Like, or it's a wonderful is. life. I mean, not in a wonderful world. It's a wonderful life. Before yeah. I went out and did my shit today, it's like... Did you just say you don't know what it's a wonderful When he life. said it was a wonderful world, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> that's what actually a Louis Armstrong? What's going on? That, that's actually a different movie? movie. There's actually a movie called... And I think it has Gene Stewart in, too, which is weird. But, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful life, which I, I love that movie, 4K. man. I Honestly, that movie makes me think every single time I watch it. It's so in, it's so incredible because just the possibility, right? If you wish yourself that you're never born and then an angel shows you what life would be like if you were never born. It's like, it's really fucking, it gets me every time, dude. I was I was literally crying this morning again. It gets me every time. I didn't watch it in years. I, I haven't watched it in years and it gets me every fucking time. And I was so 
bummed out before I went out today. I was like, I got to record this podcast. I'm all emotional now and shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck does happen? Yeah, you don't like it kills me man. for some I'm, reason. Yeah, right. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I guess it's the dozen Christmas films I watched recently. But I did make stuff. I was watching. I didn't you know, get to watch regular as many and horror. As I wanted to. Yeah, like I watched Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which I hadn't seen in a while from you know the black and white one, and just. Good stuff, man. Good I don't watch movies, no 2019 man. movies because of you guys. I didn't watch no Christmas movies. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That, it exactly. ruins my I life every year. year because I always <laughs> want to watch Christmas movies I and I always Christmas have to do this at the time. I'm sitting here watching this poor lady get raped in Nightingale, trying not to cry over there. From some, <laughs> and, and fucking Gwen, when the lady can't sell her vegetables, you guys are watching all this cheery Christmas shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did sneak Jesus. in a Christmas story like I do every year. Oh, you gotta! Yeah, it's hard not to sneak in. Yeah, I, I it's on TBS twenty four seven. Yeah, it was playing. And I leave it on. Oh, to answer the question, I watched it with the kid actually. On, on I've been doing it since ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it. so ninth plus heart nine <laughs> out of ten. You even born in ninety seven? Yeah, I was born in ninety seven. Oh, Jeez. gotcha. Jerry was like, what, what were you 40? doing? 40? 7? <laughs> Whatever. Talk I think Jerry's the same age as my parents, actually. Hey. Thank Call you for that, Carly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hashtag Jerry. I was older than you, though, Jerry. It's cool. I guarantee I got more tattoos than your father. Ooh. Oh, I bet you have a lot more good going for you than my father. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kurt. Mm-hmm. I, oh Jesus! Carly's dad helped us move furniture one time, and like then he disappeared, and we were still <laughs> moving furniture. <laughs> he started off strong, and I was like, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> where he hashtag go? Kurt. Yeah, hashtag freaking Kurt. He went to go All get right. cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, you're up. Oh, this is gonna be quick, short, and sweet. My number five is Midsummer at a nine. I That's a problem with doing that. Damn it, I lost. But you you actually mispronounced that. It's mid Lamar. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Good one. Agnesnuza. <laughs> I've been using Most it nonstop, man. I literally have it written yeah. down as mid Lamar everywhere on my notes. <laughs> I'm, used, I'm the only one I can see that. I think That's all right. Go, go, Dave. I'm glad you had it. Yeah. I, you're out, Jeremy? Yeah. So, I, I'm not surprised to see it on the list, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I saw it in theaters. That opening blew my mind. I was like, while I was watching that opening, I literally was like, "Is this motherfucker trying to kill me two years in a row? What's what's he doing?" <laughs> Dude, same, bro. Like, I literally, like, my eyes were so wide. Me and I was too. just like, I was like, I, like I, I, it was just it, the way the camera moves and her, scr- her the way that her performance is, the way she. St- cries is like one of the most realistic things I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I gave uh, yeah, that is disrespectful. That is disfucking. <laughs> I was watching it with someone at theaters and I gave him the Cannibal Holocaust. You know what that is? Do you remember at the very end of Cannibal Holocaust when they bring all that footage in and make the executive watches it, watch it, yeah. and the two are embarrassed for making him watch it and they look over at each other like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, they give Dude, that, like my friend stuff. walked out of this movie three times. Really? Dude, I swear to God, my, my, Carly, you know Martin. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, you. Told yeah, me. what yeah, made him go in there three times? That scene, he was like, "I can't do it, dude." And I was like, uh, "I went and got him." I was like, "Just come back in. It gets. It's all right. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be it's all right. It's sunny now. 
It's all yeah, right. You're just going to watch somebody again. jump off a cliff and it, it, never gets, it never gets worse than that beginning. That beginning is so nah. much worse. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. he's yeah. he's very. You, you should have been like, Carly walked out too when somebody was on fire burning in a giant fucking. <laughs> Carly didn't break out of the He left before that. Oh. Wow. Yeah. What a he, pussy. He didn't come back the third time. I never stop a movie. Even, unless he just would probably balls. absolutely kill you, Jeremy. Not probably. Oh Most people God, would kill yeah. me. <laughs> how, how, how do you live through life? <laughs> hey, Jeremy. When you're getting you just young, like hope that the world lets you live. Hey, I'm just saying he sounds a bit like a pussy. Jeremy, when you're getting beat on, be like, at least I watched the movie. I could watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> just play it on the background so he'll start crying and you can take cheap shots. Bah! One to the gut. There you go. Hit him right in his dog. Yeah, he'll be like, that didn't feel like anything. And then you get in your car and drive away. Touch me <laughs> and sue. All right. Hi, baby. Group number five. Uh, what was your rating on that, Dave? Nine. 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 Uh, group number five is Dr. Sleep. Good shit. Dr. Sleep. Cool. All right. Jeremy. Number four with a 9.0 out of 10. There's no uh, O. Shut up. It's a film that we already <laughs> talked about from Japan, and it's a record of sweet murder. Ah, I see. I almost guessed that one for you, but I changed. I changed my mind. Oh, this movie is fantastic, bro. I don't know what you're messing, JP, by not checking this movie out. Um, this is one I had nothing about. I just saw it on Moods Letterbox. I was like, I was going to check this one out. And uh, this is a very simplistic film, as we talked about, but it's done so well. Uh, it's found footage, and it's done all in one shot, and. The performances are just are just so well done. The main, you know, crazy guy. You just you you feel for him because he really does believe in what he's saying. You know, even though we think he's crazy, you can tell that he truly believes this crazy thing that if he kills twenty seven people, they're all going to get reincarnated and all this other crazy shit. And the 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 interactions he has with the other two Japanese couples or the one japanese couple that comes later on in the film their their interactions are fucking batshit crazy too and the fact that it's all done with no cuts it just makes it no cuts and parentheses it makes it flow so much better and uh oh such a great film i i highly recommend it and the ending is batshit fucking crazy too um i'm trying to think of what it it kind of feels like what's that Bruno Matai movie we watch where they travel back in time in that giant oh uh shocking dark yeah it's kind of has like a sucks. like a shocking dark kind of ending but way way better than that movie um I give it a like I said a 9 out of 10 uh pick up the blu-ray from unearthed films don't watch the shitty rental version on Fudu because the subtitles are fucked up and I paid 4 bucks for that shit so I give it a uh 9 out of 10 Good stuff. Cool. And for once, a Japanese movie that isn't four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's a weird movie, like, too. It's like, it's spoken in Japanese and Chinese, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I think it's both. Yeah. I think some of the characters are Chinese, some are Japanese. 
I, that's one I no, really isn't, wish I got to rewatch, is right? It or I, thought, I thought the guy was Korean or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Korean. He's Korean. He's Korean. Yeah. No, he's Japanese because he's like, I want you to get a yeah, camera. The other one's Korean. Japanese. No, the other guy's Korean. He's Korean. The two, the two the punk two are people, Japanese. So they're Japanese. Yeah. Yep. yeah there's yeah. two languages because there was a language yeah. barrier between the characters, I believe, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And those characters are excellent, too. Oh, they're oh, crazy. The movie's fucking bonkers. Yeah. It is, man. When he's like, I want you to fuck my girlfriend. It's like, <laughs> man, that guy's hardcore. Man. <laughs> it's great shit. Wish I. Yeah. All Probably. right. I regret not watching that movie, by the way. That's like yeah, that was the really one that was on my short list. Probably the next one I would have watched. Yeah, I might check that one out afterwards. But, um... Anyway, yeah, my number four is Harpoon. Um, <laughs> good Canadian stuff. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, JP I'm... claims he was raving about this movie, but Jeremy's the one who actually like told me to check it out, so I give the credit to him on that. Um, but Dude, that's bullshit. I said it before him. Uh, you never told me about the... You put it like on the list, yeah, <laughs> but like you didn't tell me, oh, this is great, you need to watch this. But... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, there's a lot of great uh, aspects going on in it. Um, it is a horror comedy, and this is like kind is of one horror? of those. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. You think? It's definitely horror. Yeah, really. What, is horror, what do you think? Are you serious? But right the now? comedy's done so the well in it, though. Like, it's actually what, funny. Like I like, laughed really hard. Is the horror this. the, the fact funny. that they're stranded? The horror is. It's on a, it's on a like boat. The, it's on a boat. Me? Enough said. Dude, like, the way they're acting with each other, not just them being Uh, stranded, but... Listen, I'm just... Other people have said that it wasn't horror. That's a, I'm, I'm just saying. For a guy who says, for a guy who claims else. that you have a loose interpretation of what's no, horror, no, I, I'm not saying that, that it's not. And this is here. I, this was this is <laughs> Jerry's tearing JP a new one. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just angry inside. That no, that's I'm saying just saying like horror. what, like th- no, I've had these conversations. Like Watson was one of the people who was like, "Is it really horror though?" Because. What, what the the la- the ending makes it horror, but does is like the rest of the movie? What's is what's it horror? A, the about? over the top violence possibly fits into that horror genre. So the over the top violence, like survival horror. It's not okay. only survival horror, but it's like the characters, the way the fact that they have all this tension between each other makes it horror as well. And then like you know what the two characters do to the one character at the beginning. I don't want to give away the whole movie, but yeah, it's definitely horror. You know how hard it is to have three characters that make a fucking narrative that interesting, that funny, that many good twists. Like they did a great job with that movie, man. That is fucking hard. It was there was suspense. Like it's great. They set everything up perfect too, and it pays off. Everything pays off, and it blew my mind at the end. I was like, oh my god, I know, right? The perfect ending because these people are such pieces of shit. I love them. What happens? I love all of them. It is, man. It's so great, man. I didn't realize, but that. The the actor the um you know the Turbo friend kid. he is from fucking Degrassi. Oh, that guy. Yep. The yeah. other one's Turbo Kid. Yep. And the other one's yeah, Turbo, like kid, Turbo yeah. kid. too. Oh fuck! I said I like Turbo Kid too. What fuck are you saying? <laughs> oh, I thought you said I don't like Turbo Kid either. <laughs> no, I like Turbo Kid too. <laughs> I don't love Turbo Kid. I like it. I love, I love Turbo. Love kid. it, man. Tur- the opening the opening scene in Turbo Kid with the fucking total rad. Homage mm-hmm. is amazing. 
Because Rad is like, it was my Bible because I used to actually raise. Only on Laserdisc, very expensive. Yeah, I know. That's that just about 150 needs... to $200. Wait, I have it's it on release. Blu-ray. Rad? Laserdisc. Oh, Rad, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got, yeah. Yeah, Rad. Oof. Rad, I have a bootleg DVD of it. Because <laughs> I saw that in theaters. I, I think it has. I think DVD it has music right. It has I've music rights. I've never watched it. It's just... So, what were you yeah. saying about Harpoon Carly? Oh yes, um, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but, I, I feel um, like I no, it's okay. Uh, one thing I was gonna say was like I do think the comedy works well in it, but I almost feel like for this movie, I almost wish there wasn't comedy. Like I feel like that could have made it go even higher up for me a little bit because um, it just seems like it could have done well without the comedy. But I do like the comedy; it's not a major complaint. Um, there's also some pretty gross moments in this movie that, like, just kind of got under <laughs> my skin. So, um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. It's definitely horror. Um, it's, uh, I, I know there's plots like this that have been oh, done fuck before. You, JP. Just... What? Going, He's so oh. broad on his horror no, definition, though, man. You have to remember like, that, guys. It's definitely horror to me is just like to where nobody even questions it a little bit. I it just I Dude, find you, that kind of not... surprising. But everyone on here is in agreement, and you're the only one. Does that not? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm surprised. (sighs) I'm not even saying it's not horror. That's what I'm saying. It's just that, like, I expected this to be more of the one of the debated titles. Eh. I did. Like, I don't know. I didn't think twice about it. Really. I I put it in my horror section because the way it's executed. But plot is like a thriller. But the way it's executed, it plays like a horror comedy. Yeah. It it focuses on the gags and the gross shit. Huh? Oh yeah. Did you get a physical? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I this is what this by the way, this is my I number 13 one. of the year. Like I love this movie. And I'm not even saying it's not horror. Why are you spoiling it, bro? Yeah. Well, bro. because you guys were <laughs> well, caught, like hating on me for some reason. Because you, Well, you came at me a little twisted like I didn't though. I was down. genuinely curious if I do thought, I do like, see his point because there's no but I would just it, for some reason it just feels like a horror movie to me. I'm like it trying does. to justify like, it, but it just feels talk right. About what's happening in the movie? There's nothing horror. There's no horror in it to me. It's executed like a except horror movie. Except for though. except for once you find the reveal, then it's did, like, oh, okay, that that kind of makes it. Other than that, like it's just movie? a survival film that's a comedy too. What? What? Did you like it? I, it's, it's my number thirteen. I love y'all. It's my number twelve. I'm saying it too. Then <laughs> I fought yeah, so it was, hard with it myself. was one of the. It was one of the. It's my number fourteen. I was <laughs> we all fought so. I fought so hard to put this on my list. I was mad. There's like five titles. I almost. I was like, I want this on. I can't have. I know this I is like the had one to, that I, I wanted on more, more than any of them. I had to click back to it. I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm in the same range as them. Yeah, it's number fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy. You wanted? It, did you not put it on because you didn't think it was horror, or you just it? No, I wanted it. I, the other the bliss overpowered it, but I'm saying okay. out of the four that were competing for the number ten spot, the four or five, I the other the, the other ones, I just it's the one that I probably was the next, you know, closest. But then there was it yeah. as well, so you know. But yeah, I, no, I I I did like I didn't think about it not being horror until Watson was talking to me me about it the other like couple weeks ago and he was just oh, like well, what is, what yeah, is ho- what horror happens in it and i was like i don't know not it's just like they're yeah i guess it's a survival 
Comedy. Him and Taiji and Kyle could get together and talk about it. Jesus. So Kyle Watson is the definition Watson. of horror now? He's the definition of horror? <laughs> What's that? So whatever Watson says, it, it fucking goes now or what? No, like, but I don't have any questions. Okay. So I was like, I fuck, you're right. It's not horror. Dude, I don't I give a like good goddamn if it's not here, horror or not. Like, it's on the list. What is the horror? Well, the whole, like, I don't like, want to give away the whole movie. It's, it's the situation, man. That's the horror. Situation? They're on a boat. They, they're not going anywhere. There's tension. There's fucking. Okay, but you could say that about, like, Deliverance. They're in the yeah. woods. It's tension. It's, well, and Deliverance, they don't and... drink the guy's blood to survive. <laughs> but like, that's my point. There's also horror elements in it, though, too. I, I, like I said, it's executed like a horror comedy, almost like over the top splatter, like something like a, um, uh, Peter Jackson or Sam Raimi yeah. at times. So I mean, like it fits more into that genre than just a typical thriller, which would be something like um, it, it's definitely horror adjacent, and I think it belongs more with horror than thriller. I think it does yeah. too, but I'm just saying, like I, I just w- was surprised that it was like nobody. Like that when I said like is it horror everybody was like what is I it horror see. jeez I what's wrong with you like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta I do understand the thriller like it does have thriller aspects too definitely I'm actually surprised Harley oh stop concaving stop what stop what? reforming stop reforming what the those are pretty big words what's going on Christ, Jeremy. concaving start being Jeremy, bad. do you have do you have a dictionary out and you're just like reading out words right now. He's got like a dictionary, like the guy in Murder Party. He's like sitting there reading <laughs> yeah. it. Like, hold on, wait. <laughs> you write down words to say them to us later. Yeah. I love Murder Party. <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's so funny. But, I give the movie yeah. eight point five, though. So did I. Oh yeah. Yep. Cool, buddy. Very cool. Yeah, right. it's a good movie, Piece man. Good shit. movie. I have it enough list now. Um, my number four is a film that was brought up twice, I think, now. Uh, it is Dr. Sleep. Um, I might like, like this more than The Shining. I know that's crazy. Oh, uh, this okay, seriously, dude. I'm not okay. saying that it's better, Jerry, can you but chime I just in think and, that I like rip it. Him on, rip him more. Rip him more. Rip him more. <laughs> Wait, this just is been a getting great pounded. movie. He's been damn getting it. pounded. All he needs to get pounded for that one. This is a more great than movie. the original. I'm gonna you come chat on you. I know, objectively, whatever. Subjectively, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. But really, what you don't, don't think this is a great movie? Yes. No, I thought Doctor Sleep was a, a good movie. movie. I mean, it's yeah. not better than Doctor Sleep. I never said it was better. I never said it was better. I said I like it. You like it better? Yeah. I got you. Um. Yeah, no, I think The Shining is better, but I like this one more. Um, <laughs> I still have a hard time with that. I, I don't understand how anybody could like this movie more than The Shining. It's just Crazy. The Shining like bores me sometimes, man. It's just like long and fucking. You need to stop watching that movie at four thirty in the morning <laughs> in a bad mood. No, it's just it, I don't know that movie. It and just, just like gives me a headache. Combo crumbs. It's like, like fucking. It's driving you crazy, JP. That's what it's combo it crumbs and flat Mountain Dew. That's that's how you yeah. watch that movie every single time. You have to get a fresh bag of combos. I need code a red. bottle of bitch. I've Mountain seen this Dew. in the theater. I've you seen this. Say bitch. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> this <laughs> in the theater, man. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, Doctor Sleep, dude. I, I love the sequel aspect of it. It is so cool to re, and not only did it's a sequel, that it's so long. I was getting like uh, psycho vibes, you know what I mean? Psycho two, just like revisiting this familiar stuff after so much time had passed. 
you know, seeing seeing the the tunnel that they're going through and the way the shot is, and you know the 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 walls and the and the you know the just the the hotel. It's just something amazing about seeing that all so long after, and the way that the character is so the emotions that come back through like Danny Torrance when he remembers the place or he's like thinking about the place or when he eventually gets to the place, like the amount, like the amount of emotion that you would have to be back in that place after that, the most horrific thing of existence happened to you there, you know, it's just, it's so powerful. And, um, I actually loved the, fucking space vampire fucking or whatever the fuck shining <laughs> vampire things they are force vampires I, I actually really dug that see that was the one aspect of the movie i i wasn't like the hugely fond of was the actual you know narrative with the it, it to me it yeah. felt like this really kind of bizarre sh- scanners type thing it was weird i just it wish almost they had feels a, like kind of like you know superpower ish like almost like it uh, did. It did. It, it, it felt like it a is. really big spectrum, and I, I don't know. I just I was hoping a little bit more. I mean, the, the third act is like, but definitely my favorite, man. When they get mm-hmm. to the Overlook Hotel and stuff. Oh my god! And, when they when they like do when they're first going to the hotel and it does that zoom in. Of, I already said that earlier. Oh, oh it's no. so good. The yeah. cinematography so what, is dude? it's so good. Who cares if you already said it? We already all. Yeah, let me have shit. my moment. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, I I agree. Well, I it's really really it, good. Because I've been doing this for twelve hours. Yeah, and I didn't remember when you said it because nobody knows anything you say. Because <laughs> I said I saw it on an IMAX screen and I got chills. You dipshit. I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't I think you were now. talking about that part though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like the part where they zoom in on the mountains. Yeah. And they basically stuff. emulate the exact same shot. It yeah, the and they explain the music. It's literally the like, same shot. I, was I like, looked Whoa. at my friend and just smiled at him when they did that. I was like, <laughs> I know. I actually got goosebumps <laughs> when I saw that too. Yeah. And it's the music too. And I was like, oh man, so cool. I'm like, yeah, that worked. That's where I, I had wished this would have been successful so much because people always say studios, people. You know, interviews you hear like we were afraid to make a sequel after so much time had passed because people wouldn't care or remember. And I'm I hate that I hate when that's proven right because it may I once I would much rather have a sequel and not a remake. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like they should have just exploited the you know the Stephen King a little bit more. Yeah. I just think that they did. I just don't think that anybody knew. I don't know why. Maybe, no, maybe I don't think people. I don't think you that, caught like, it, but. I felt like so many people around here didn't. They just didn't even realize it. I think the title, too. It doesn't really scream out, you know what I mean? And I mean, I know a lot of... There's so much shots of The Shining. Like, half the trailer is every shot from The Shining in this movie. Well, I was going to say, like, a lot of people my age, like, I know have not seen The Shining. That's what I... totally. Yeah, like, my friends I know don't know about it. I've shown a few of my friends the movie, but, like... Besides me showing them that they would not have known about that. Do movie. you think it would have been a better thing to call it like Doctor Sleep, The Shining Two? No, The Shining. No, that is no. worse. I, I know it's a bad title, but just to they get people into into the theater, though. Kids don't go to video stores. They don't go down the aisles and see shit. Just rent random movies anymore. If it doesn't pop up on their streaming service, they don't fucking pay attention. So it's the Shining. Just, right it, but there's also people right. that you know click on. Oh, what's playing at the cinema? It, say, it, oh, Doctor yeah. Sleep. Well, that sounds stupid. Uh, next. Oh, fucking. No, no, no. You know. The, yeah. the, Happy the Death kids, Day too. That sounds more reasonable. The kids, <laughs> yeah, the kids exactly. of today, dude. Either so, people in the you know under thirty demographic, um, you know, let's just say like fifteen to thirty or something like that, like Carly's generation, like a little bit of mine. 
like even people my age don't know what The Shining is. You know I got what I the mean? Bad like, brains. In, unless they're a film fan, they don't know what The Shining is. See, it's crazy to me. I always thought The Shining was one of those kind of staple films, in no matter what genre of film you watch. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I, I just I, felt like everybody yeah. knew what The Shining was. Film fans know it. It's old, man. It's it's pretty old now. That one came out er, like eighty, right? Like Fuck. Yeah. that was yeah. the year I was born. You're making me feel like I'm fucking ancient. People yeah. know about it, but they don't watch you it. And then I yet, feel like Rhodes. it's boring to. People. I'm not forty yet. No, <laughs> I got you beat there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and I know, definitely I, can't I, compete with the Justin Bieber hair, man, because I'm bald. So. I just think that <laughs> the people. You know, the, it was. It doesn't. The Doctor Sleep does not look like a film for teens either, and I just think that it's not people, supposed to be for teens yep. either, though. No, and you're right, but I, I, yeah. I think that what we're seeing is like that is a a large market for why films make money is teenagers. And, well, the, the thing and I found interesting when we, were, when we were talking about you know the promoting this film mm-hmm. and stuff, and and Jerry had mentioned that when he saw it. You know, he's sitting in the cinema and all he saw was gray hairs and shit. He saw people that Me knew too. what it yeah. was. And I was like, did it get promoted differently there or something? Because how the fuck is everybody in that cinema the right people for that, that you know, for this movie, for the sequel? And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm watching it with seven other people and not one person knows this is a fucking sequel and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is fucked. Uh, my, my entire theater was, you know, probably 30 plus. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so n- not many. I mean, there was there. there was probably thirty to fifty people in mind. It, it was it, actually busier than we thought it was going to be. Considering they should have released it in October, where nothing was coming out. It's true. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. How they many theatrical films we had last year because they were expecting more stuff to come out for October. Yeah, but yeah. They, these studios know mm-hmm. what's coming out so far ahead. October is the most underutilized tool to horror that is available. There should be a. There shouldn't be a film every week in fucking January. There should be one in October. Why yeah. is there only one horror film, or maybe two sometimes, that come out in October these days? It's not fucking run by solemn paranormal activity anymore. Like, why? It it boggles my mind, man. It truly does. It's like one of the most annoying things. I would love to go see a new horror film every weekend in October. Mm-hmm. It I think should. I did, <laughs> but I'm in LA, so that's different. Yeah, that's. Uh, anyway, I gave Doctor Sleep eight nine out of ten. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. My number four is one that's already been discussed a couple of times, so we can go by really quick. That is Agazuza. Um, absolutely fell in love with this movie. Bought it as I mentioned earlier. I bought it right away. I've watched it multiple times since then. It. The performances in this blow me away more and more every time I watch it. Even even the subtleties of the rape scene are so brilliantly done that oh, it makes absolutely. the scene watchable. You know, like I, I I can't stand rape. I abhor rape on on cinema. You know, in film. Um, but this one, for whatever reason, just how it was shot, um, just absolutely loved it the fact that there was no score playing it's it's very bleak yet very beautiful and not the rape of course just the visuals of the scene but yeah absolutely love the movie we've already discussed it the third act really makes the movie um and yeah you can make an argument that these are not witches that this is just another mental health issue but whatever interpretation you go with 
I think most people are still going to enjoy the artistic elements of this film. So, yeah, awesome movie, 9.5 out of 10. Cool, cool, man. Cool. Shit. Okay, so coming in at number four for myself, coming from India. Good shit. Tim Bad. I knew that shit was on your list when you were talking to me about it, when or when I was talking about it, oh, and you were fuck. being kind of not super... It, talking about it, but I could tell you, like, I, I knew that motherfucker was on your list. Yeah, I can tell too. I love these mythological stories, man, and I think this one is executed so awesomely. I mean, it, it has these perfect stages. It has like this, you know, stage one, stage two, stage three. It's just amazing. I, I think the effects are fantastic in this. I think it's just there's so much more going on in this film again that you can dissect. It's it's fantastic man this is one of the best indian films i've seen in a long time i don't even remember last time i seen one this great but uh i don't just the a, last time i seen one just a blast and again you know this is another movie that's just running under two hours but i felt the pacing was fantastic because again it's broken up into different different times right and i think that's really good but the acting is on point man the wardrobes are fantastic cinematography like it's just really fucking well put together this one surprised the shit out of me i had this one on a list to watch for a little bit because i knew things about it and then i finally checked it out and uh pleasantly surprised man pleasantly surprised with this one um yeah i i don't really want to say a whole lot more about it i mean it might get brought up again i don't know but uh nine out of ten thumb bad thumb bad thumb bad how do you say it properly? Thumb dad. Thumb dad. I don't know. Uh, but definitely worth your time. And if you're into like, you know, fantasy mythological type stuff. And I, I think this one just really has a really great narrative. It has a really great core story. It's got such great chemistry with the, the son and the father and stuff. And it's just all around phenomenal. I, I, I really think this is one that uh, does anybody, is this one coming on physical or do we I know saw anything it about on the prime? Oh, me too. I wish it was physical. I'd buy a Blu-ray happily. Yeah, I would love to see this on Blu-ray and, you know, a really great transfer of it. But uh, maybe I a, think I, w- I watched it on Prime. But I always feel like the movies on Prime look like shit sometimes. I don't know what the fuck is Mine look great but. when I got the Amazon Firebox thing <clears throat> that hooks into the TV. Before that, they look like dog shit. After I got that, they look fucking phenomenal. Weird. Yeah, okay, weird. Because yeah. some of them look good, like great to me and others don't. It's, it's like the They all thing, look but. good for me usually. But um, one thing that also I'll add to that movie is – Whenever you have a high concept, like mythological, like idea, and you put it to screen, I feel like it doesn't. It's it's gonna look shoddy. Like the way they did the basically the womb, it looks so good, and it you don't feel like this movie had like fucking millions of dollars. I at least I assume, like they the the whole thing that they did with like the actual, you know, monster and and the cave thing that they're in it looks amazing it does well yeah it's the the huge womb and stuff but i love i love the whole like, curse aspect of it you know like with the granny and shit like you come oh, back all these years later still fucking sitting there alive is like kill yeah. me fuck yeah. like, because <laughs> it's an eternity curse and it's like fuck mm-hmm. man like she's grown into this whole thing and it's like yeah oh, they're could worrying you imagine about feeding like grandma they didn't need to feed her for a couple couple decades no <laughs> she because wakes up hungry and she's gonna eat you yeah, exactly. so that was creepy, man. Yeah, it's, it was I, a fucking awesome movie. The mythology yeah. is amazing, and it really is well explained. And you know, I can see, I can see people missing maybe kind of plot points and stuff because it is subtitled and shit like that. But I felt like it wasn't really that hard to follow, to be honest. But is that um, this on me? Of course it is. Yeah, you're a Mexican, <laughs> so because um, I had to read the fucking wiki. 
<laughs> I actually forgot about that. That mood's right. <laughs> that, that I mean, it takes wrote, place yeah. over a super long time, so rechecking up on a wiki is probably good after watching well, not seeing it for like fucking six months. Yeah, and but that's what I respect about the film, you know, because it does take place in different, you know, different time zone. I was gonna say time zones, but you know, different times and stuff, and and everything kind of changes, you know. And mm-hmm. fuck, man, I, I thought the wardrobe just—they did such a great job with this, man. Yeah, dope. everyone needs to see it, man. If you like fantasy horror, man, like fuck, check out this one. Definitely worth your time. Um, also, just throw this out there: uh, Hagazusa actually, or Agazusa, uh actually made our Hall of Fame with a nine point five from Jerry. Derek actually raced, rated it on episode one sixty at nine point five, and I gave it a nine. Nice. So cool. first cool. induction of the night. Hopefully, there would be more, but I haven't been keeping a ton of track. Really, us hasn't been. There hasn't been three people that had us. Uh, fans, but I don't think nines. they made it. I guess it was three nines, right? I got an eight point five, nine five oh, yeah. for me. No oh, shit, man. So that's not even. Wow, cool. So we would need a nine five to get it in. So there's been one inductee right now. Wow, I'm I'm blown away by this. Okay. Yeah, there's. I I rate low on my first time watch. I, I fucking feel like I should have bumped some of these up, but that's just the way I am. On revisit, they might go up to ten. Well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm up then? Yep. yep. All right, number four. This was my second. Is this a horror movie on my list? But uh, <laughs> fuck y'all. I didn't get a chance to rewatch this one in full. I did want to rewatch it, but I didn't. I rewatched. I already talked about that one. Yeah, you dumb fuck. Jesus um, Christ. Dude. But it is Gaspar Noe's climax. <laughs> I love the cinematography fuck. in this movie. But that's another one where I was qu- I was questioning if it yeah, was Yeah, exactly. Horror. I mean, it has like these elements okay. where everybody goes nuts. There's dread. There's horror. There's insanity. Killings. There's killings. It's violent. But I love the opening of this movie. They set everybody up when they're introduced and then they're interviewed. So you know them a little bit. And then you yeah. learn who they are through their dance movements and where they are on the fucking th- – um, where they're dancing at and how they're interacting with other people. Oh, and that then, then basically scene, all of it's set up. It's the best fucking shot scene this whole year probably. Oh, it's a wonder. The cinematography is excellent. And I was trying to explain to Jeremy while I was watching it. He's like, you said this was like 25 minutes long. It's like, what? I'm like, dude, you know how fucking hard that is when you're on the set on a cheap <laughs> Low budget movie. I you never said up like eight that. times walking. No, not no, talking about it's, you, did, I, you did this Jeremy's voice though. Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> how, have the same that other Jeremy like he's the same voice. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, like you could just fuck up. He's so like, much. I never said that. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> But it just blew my fucking mind, and I like I don't know shit about dancing. I don't know anything about like, this time frame of this music is not my style. But I caught myself doing the stupid fucking hand movements of the people by myself. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? Oh, I, I feel that man. I tried not, to do so you had a revelation about yourself, like yeah, I'm not even into this year. What is it? Is it drum and bass or is it? It's not like I don't fuck no, but it was excellent, and I was hooked in there. <laughs> Um, and the last it, girl who goes in is the one anyways, that did it all. To it's, add to that, I'm fucking out because I picked Climaxes as number one. Really? Oh, yeah. JP, fuck you. I'm out because I picked Dr. Sleep for you, number one. Really? Yeah. Oh, did y'all, wait, did, Dave, did you already mention Nightingale, you said? Me? Yeah. yeah. He did. I was already on. I, I'm complete. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, out I'm only out for Jerry so far. Suck it. I'm just, I'm just out for Dave. I haven't. I'm, I'm not Dave out too, for anybody, so believe it or not. I'm usually actually like, Jerry. I'm pretty bad at this. <laughs> so, so so bad. No, man, it, it's fucking fantastic. Best uh, cinematography of the year, best co- lighting, and just like wonders. It just, it's a nightmare. I love his other movies too, like Enter the Void. Just um, fantastic. That's, that's his best film, in my opinion. 
yeah, Enter the Void is like goddamn fucking so it touches you the way he edits that stuff. I but Climax has really cool moments. And I love that, like, the videotapes on the side, you see, like, zombie and fucking Sallow and shit like that. You're like, you just and know that all of those tapes influence or, or influences oh, yeah. in this. He wears his fucking his influences on his. Sleep. I like how he doesn't even try to hide that. He's just like, here, this is exactly what influenced me to make this movie, and I'm going to show you that in the first shot of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, bet, I bet a lot. I, of I think that's ballsy, man. I yeah, think that's really I agree. cool. Again, why not? Why hide it? Eight twenty four, man. So everybody can call your ass out. Well, like that's what I like about Gasper. No, he doesn't. Dude, a lot of people films. didn't like this movie. A I lot know. of people. Dude, I heard people yeah. say this is the worst shit they've seen all year. Dude, I was oh, hypnotized. I was fucking yeah. hypnotized by this, man. So was I. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was good. I really enjoyed it too. Yeah. Pick up the arrow. It's awesome. Hey, I there's got one it. film Nine. that me and Dylan defer- <laughs> we uh, disagreed on. He hated it, <laughs> yeah, and he loved Midsummer. So there you go. There you go. Not out of ten. That's two then. Yeah. All right, the listeners. So I was ahead of you. Uh, their number four yep. yeah. was actually a little surprising to me, but Bliss. Nice. Wow. It surprised me because I didn't think enough people would see it to make it to number four. That's Usually those are the films yeah, that don't make the list. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you see what was below it, Dr. Sleep, Child's Play, It Too, you know what I mean? Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. Good Americans. Every one of them. <laughs> God bless 22 shots of moods of horror. Because previously I was talking shit about horror fans, so God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the homophobic ones. Anyway. Jeez. As long as they're not hateful. Exactly. Alright. Top three boys and Carly. Alright. We have with a nine out of ten, we have the Canadian film Harpoon. Mm. Hmm. Shit. I had a blast with this movie. Oh, no, is I this think... movie horror or isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it horror? How come everybody, uh, all, all the other films are allowed to ask, but this one, if I ask, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Of yeah, what the horror. fuck is wrong with you, JP? Come on, man. Jeez. I'm just I mean, asking. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, bro. When it comes to the, the, the most worst horrible people of the year it comes to these three motherfuckers man these people are just all into it for themselves they don't care about each other and uh they're just douchebag people well and oh, I, I know, man nightingale is the worst person i've ever seen in a film yeah yeah you i saw be sad. <laughs> these these people you as, as dave said earlier you just you love to hate them like they're so likable but they're, they're just fun. such they're just such douchebags at the same they're just time. Really fun. They're funny. That's why. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just had a blast <clears> with this movie. As as we talked about before, I think the ending is just so entertaining and exactly what these kind of characters deserve. And uh, it made me laugh when that fucking boat pulled away. Man, I was just laughing so goddamn hard. Um, if you want a really good indie, pretty low budget film. You gotta check this one out. Oh yeah, and the narrator kicks ass. I don't think we talked about the narrator oh, yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, the narrator is hilarious, and uh, highly, highly recommend you pick up Harpoon. Uh, Dread, Dread put it out on Blu-ray a little while I ago. That actually, well, I yeah. thought it only had a DVD. Fuck uh, it has a grab. Blu-ray from Dread. Uh, I recommend. Yeah, Dread Central Epic Pictures releasing put it out. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they put like you guys collect that out. whole line. I got the whole the line. Dread. Yeah. I haven't seen them all though. I've seen a big chunk. No, I collect uh, every other line except for that one. Apparently, so I only have Terrifier. 
<laughs> but the one thing I didn't really like about Harpoon was I felt like this um, that it wasn't hard. The survival thing, yeah, the survival <laughs> aspect was a little bit poorly designed. Like the fact that they're like worrying about water, like days after you like you need water like right away you know what i mean so i felt like they kind of fucked that up a little bit maybe you should did a little bit more research but other than that i really loved it yeah me too all right garlic all right number three it's been mentioned many a times but it is mid samar Otherwise Fuck. known as midsummer by the americans oh my god everyone's Fuck. so bad at pronouncing it. it's mid lamer <laughs> Harley. Um, oh, that's what I have. Oh man. I'm yeah, fine. I finally am out for one. Carly fucked it up. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, real piece of shit. Nice. Really, Back for the lead. <laughs> real piece of shit. Yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, JP, I think got the impression that I hated this movie, um, but it really just disturbed me, and it was one of those movies that I kind of just thought about for multiple days and I just kept getting in a bad mood over it but not in a bad way it was just one of those films that really left a big impact on me to where I was like holy shit um, it just really depressed me especially with the ending portion of it and um, I thought it was fantastic um, I was really into it uh, I did not get to see the other cuts uh, you know JP obviously went with a different person for that but um what i did see i really dug the pussy guy yeah the pussy guy um who couldn't handle it um i could handle it but uh it's you know not one i would run dude, back you can't to. even fucking handle the gargantuan dude i handled the fuck out of the gargant shut up don't tell people <laughs> what's the gargantuan what's going none on none of your business that's <laughs> That's, a that's his name for yeah, 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 yeah. My wiener is named the gargantuan. Yeah, right. Debate <laughs> <laughs> that in a second. It's missing. But um. Though. But yeah, uh, I I think it's a great film. I mean, um, I I would say I probably like Hereditary a bit more, and uh, as far as rewatch value, I would rewatch Hereditary. A bit more, but uh, I thought this movie was really good. I usually don't like long movies, but I was really uh, enthralled with this one. And um, yeah, like I said, left a big impact on me. So I give it a 9 out of 10. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, my turn. Number three. Uh, this is was one of the best theatrical experiences I had this year. Another film that I liked a lot when I seen it. And the more I thought about it, the more I just liked it. And the more that I thought about it, the more I liked it. The more I defended it, the more I liked it. Because I've defended this film a lot this year. Uh, And I've even, like, begged other people to watch it who are like, no, I'm not going to watch it because, you know, I I trust these other people who say that it's not so good. And I'm like, God, Christmas. No. Return to High Volume 2? What? You think you lost, Jeremy? What do you think it is then? Well, it's not Midsummer because people have been defending that movie forever. So, and it's not Brightburn because you already talked about that movie. It's a Ma. No, it's Climax. Good Damn shit. It. Ew. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, an amazing movie, dude. Like, I, I like when I found out what was happening in this movie. Th- this is a perfect movie to go and blind, by the way. I was like, what the fuck am I watching for like the longest time? You know, just dance sequence. Like, I'm just like conversations, dialogue. I'm like, is anything going to happen in this movie? You know what I mean? And it just goes 
like it's just crazy after that it's a fucking ride man i'm like holy shit like everything i'm seeing is nuts and the cinematography is amazing and the way that the 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 pacing and storytelling through camera work and through time is top notch like this is this is masterfully crafted um and just like when you start realizing like earlier conversations you heard are like subconsciously like coming out of people that was really cool too and uh yeah just some very fucked up stuff in this movie as well uh loved it from beginning to end um period piece as well um the fucking bullying man on that one chicken oh yeah i wanted to kill people that one it's like brutal kids. man it's like fucking brutal i felt so bad for some of the characters especially the too, like i don't drink i don't drink i was like man he got he was the nicest yeah. guy in the whole fucking place too yeah 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 just a super cool super cool dance sequences i, I was like cat like even though i was like what the fuck is going on i was still captivated by watching them dance i was like wow this is just really cool man it's just like this cinematography and just like the time that the choreography with like how long that would have took and just like everybody nailed it and yeah i gave it a nine and a half out of ten i bumped it up a half point for this show shit who else had that did anyone else have that one besides me and uh jp so far maybe me and you are actually lining up very well with our picks yeah i think think so far we got thumb bad um uh us did you call us yet? No, I didn't have us. I, Doctor Gale, Sleep, Doctor Climax. Sleep, mid, I don't know if you called Midsummer yet. Climax and Bliss, right? Nightingale and Bliss, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Did you call the Lighthouse? Which one? The Lighthouse? No, he hasn't. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Jerry. All right, well, it's funny that JP mentions The Lighthouse because that is my number three film of the year. Uh, We've already discussed it. I feel like this movie is pretty much perfect. Every frame of this movie is a work of art, in my opinion. I mean, even just random shots of them sitting at the dining room table there that they have. um, Just absolutely love it. Every frame looks like a Norman Rockwell, you know, seafaring type uh, picture. Love the setup, love the performances. I agree, Willem Dafoe deserves an Oscar, at the very least a nomination for this one. But, I mean, from what I've seen this year, if it's not Joaquin Phoenix, then it has to be Willem Dafoe. But well, Willem yeah. Dafoe's not leading, he's supporting. Oh, they're both leading. They're both kind of yeah, leading. Yeah, they're leading. Yeah. There's only two people in the whole damn thing. I don't know how you can even say <laughs> either one was not the lead. They're the both movie. fucking leading. There could be two leading actors in a Absolutely, movie. Absolutely, yeah. But William Defoe's character technically smoking? actually is technically the lead in the narrative, right? Because he's the guy that's introducing him. Right. Uh, yeah, Patterson but might be a little bit more with... screen time. Yeah. yeah. Patterson, I, I guess it's from his perspective, too. Mm, true. I mean, because yeah. who's the lead in a Harold and Kumar movie? They're both leads. Uh, Kumar is the Kumar. Lead. <laughs> the marijuana. I, you know, Bill Maybe they're always think about it. I'm just saying that the if they can't the lead in Cheech and Chong, damn it. I bet uh, you the marijuana. I, I guarantee you would get nominated for supporting actor. Are they I, not bet co- you. I do not guarantee that. Well, I guess we're not co leading we'll stars though? Like you have two people in a narrative? Like how do you there, you can have more than one lead in a movie. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. But there's two people that have to be co-leads. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we both have the same amount of screen time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. Even though the story more evolved, like what it turns into is not Defoe's character. Sure, it's definitely yeah, from Pattinson's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely watching the movie through Pattinson's POV. So, yeah. Uh, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, perfect, uh, nearly a perfect movie. I find nothing wrong with it. Um, I actually am a fan of Greek mythology, and um, I, I pretty much caught the I, I caught the Prometheus references a lot yeah, earlier. Yeah. But, you know, because obviously Prometheus wanting to steal fire from the gods and give it to humans, yeah. that that jumped what out at me right nice away. Guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was definitely thinking about people more than the gods. Um, but then the Proteus angle, I didn't quite catch until the very end of the movie when Willem Dafoe, for a brief second, actually looks exactly like Proteus. He's got yeah, the yeah. crown, he's got yeah. the tentacles, so yeah. Um, but like I said, being a fan of Greek mythology, you know, I just elevated this movie even more for me. Um, like I said, I can't nit- nitpick a single thing about this movie. Ten out of ten. Whoa! Well, how many yeah. lighthouses did we have? Uh, only two so far, I think. Me yeah. and you. Me and you. That's it. No yeah. shit. Okay. Okay. So, uh, coming in number three. It's a film that has been mentioned once, and I was actually shocked it was even mentioned. From Brazil. Good shit, Moods. Hmm. Amata Negra, a.k.a. The Black Forest. I fucking loved this movie. This is some good-ass shit, man. I, I'm watching this movie, and like you don't really see a whole lot of films from Brazil. And every time I think of Brazil, I mean, or what do you guys think about when you think about Brazil. Anderson Silva. This guy's movies. Anderson Silva's legs. <laughs> I've seen all of them. <laughs> Giant a, cop, a guy that I wear a shirt all the time. For the rainforest. Getting coffin Joe. The rainforest. Shaved pussy. Rainforest. I was going to yeah, say that. Big butts. <laughs> oh my God. Brazilian farts? Someone said that? Favelas. So. Big butts. <laughs> no, Coffin Joe, man. Coffin Joe is like oh, the pioneer. That was my sixteenth guess. Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian films, man. Coffin Political Joe is. Unrest. But it's funny because almost everything that comes after Coffin Joe, um, they really try to mimic the same type of social commentaries and all that type of stuff. And you see it right away in this film that you know they're exploiting the hypocrisies of religion and stuff. And guys, we did a whole show on Coffin Joe. It's like Joe. Fulci, isn't it? It, it really is, yeah, and it, it's crazy, man. Because yeah, this one definitely has incorporates, you know, his ideologies and you know exploitations of religion, hypocrisies, and things like that. And it takes Italian, but then it goes like you said, and I was fascinated that you even brought up the the whole um, the whole uh, fucking um, <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, at the end, like little, yeah, like a little goofy. It, Dude, it's that is so to... fucking weird. I literally just turned Army of Darkness on on my TV just now. It's, right it when is... you said it, like I literally just clicked it. That's it's so, so weird. Doing a podcast right now. Wow. I have to have bad background stuff on. Dude, you are so wasting fun. electricity. But um, I have like yeah, seventeen no, it... lights on right now, Carly. You <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's a story. It's a story. It's one of those types. It's like, it's like a. You know, in a sense, like a good versus evil type story. You know, it's about a girl that discovers this book and, you know, uh, 
it can give her it can give her wealth but at the same time there's consequences because she essentially summons a demon and then you know kind of starts changing everything and it takes place in this forest and stuff and it's just it's really well executed i so many great effects so many great characters and performances our lead actress is fantastic in this i think the um dave the chicken farmer in this man i think this guy knocks it out the park man like all those scenes are just phenomenal man i i love this whole good versus evil type shit i mean we've seen these type of stories but it's it's the execution that really sells this a lot and it's so entertaining again it's about an hour and 40 minutes again the year of the long movie because every movie on my list is literally an hour 40 should be like an hour 20 usually yeah but this one just it, it flies by and there's so much shit that's going on so much craziness and awesome effects and stuff and then by the end of the movie i was like I was smiling from King to come, man, because this shit was like, where did this just go? And then when it ends, don't you just want to watch the second part of the movie? Yeah, it becomes <laughs> like, like it does become like this giant, like epic battle about to happen. Also, I was like, it has yeah. like, I like I saw this so early in the year. I can't I'm having trouble recalling it. I just remember that this one blew my blew my fucking socks off early in the year. And I was like, this is fucking yeah. awesome. But yeah. like uh, in the beginning, like you feel so bad for her too, like her family, because it's like, again, she's poor. She's trying to sell fucking fruit and shit. And somebody yeah. like steals a bunch of stuff from her again. That's another thing. <laughs> she I felt gets like robbed. It, Poor people again getting fucked, and this might be a period piece too, is it? I feel like it is. Um, you know or, what? I actually don't know when this takes place. Maybe it, it Brazil's se- that bad. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, I'm starting to think. I think it may be a period piece actually, because it, yeah. they actually never specified. But it's because they live like in the isolated fucking forest kind of thing, right? And they all those dudes the movies town. are like that. They're all isolated forest. Have you seen any of his other stuff? Yeah, yeah. Do you um, see Blood Zombies yeah. or Night of the Chupacabras or Night Black Sea? Uh, chupacabra that one's really good it's like a hatfields and mccoys with the chupacabra in it and it's yeah i know awesome it's monster really, really good stuff and um dude that sounds awesome hatfields and mccoys with the chupacabra it's, it is that it literally is like two families <laughs> fighting to the death there's a chupacabra in the middle i'm a sucker for hatfields and McCoy's oh it's so, it, i like it's pumpkinhead fun. blood wings damn it or oh, <laughs> blood feud i don't hate that movie. i don't hate it blood wings <laughs> no uh, blood should, feud I it's the i don't know that one, one. <laughs> it's the fourth one. It's the um, less shitty of the shitty ones. I don't finish franchises when they're that bad. <laughs> hey, you I think the uh, what was it? Is what is it? The fourth one? I don't know, man. One of them is actually I like. I think I like a little bit. It's more Hatfield's and McCoy. It's, blood, it's blood, blood Feud. You like that yeah. one? Yeah, I'm so right. glad That's you had right, man. Blood Feud, exactly. Yeah, I knew. I knew if somebody had this, this is totally up your alley. And I knew I'd like. Oh man, this is awesome. So I'm glad you had it on your list. Honestly, like, yeah, that was. I've been talking day. about this one. That was one I haven't day. heard anybody talk about it all year. And then I checked it out and I was like, okay, I'm like, I need to check out maybe a Brazilian film. Like, no, I, I, I came across it and I was like, oh, it's Brazilian. Okay, whatever. And first thing I thought of is like, I love Coffin. Coffin Joe's like, love them, love them. Yeah. yeah. yeah Didn't good. realizing that they were going to be having the same elements of the shit in the film. I'm like, that's fucking crazy, man. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it, it was really, really damn good. I, I just like everything that was going on in this, man. It's saying a lot of stuff. I mean, it's really a, like a cultural type film, man, because, you know, Brazil doesn't put a lot of films that we get to see, no. you know, and when they do, you know, like they turn out like this and shit, They all man. feel European to me and I love it. Like they all feel it's, like Italian horse and I'm like, yes. They do. It's an Italian film with Brazilian ideologies in it and stuff and with great practical effects and just so much fun stuff that's going on, man. Like I love the shit with burying the fucking boyfriend and like just all that shit the that goes on. The little kids and shit throwing the rocks at him. Yeah, dude. Like there's so many good scenes in this film. It's such a shame that probably nobody saw this movie but me and you through the whole year. I, no, I, uh, I think that... Um, 
Brandon actually recommended this one to me, I think. Did he? Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. They're completely, like, I feel like this director or this, like, all the Brazilian movies I see are completely free from, like, people like us as ridicule. So they never know, like, to the change it. Like, they, like, are making these movies completely earnestly like they were made in the 70s and 80s in Italy. Yeah. I feel like it's like nowadays when somebody makes it, it's like so self-aware that it somehow hurts it a little bit. But these just feel completely earnest. His movies do. It does. It feels like where they film this is actually where it's coming from the heart too. Is like yeah. they have no ideas, right? But it's working for us that know these type of films and these ideologies and stuff. And it's like it really is just everything that we're looking for in movies, right? Yeah. So this one sounds them. the coolest out of the ones that I haven't seen. Yeah, it's, it's fun, low man. budget, and I love my shit cheap. Everybody knows that. But it, but the thing is, like you say, it is low budget, but it's not like it's, it's not, not shot on video cheap. No, not, no, but it's not good junk. It's 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 well made. Mm-hmm. All right, nine and a half out of ten. Loved it. Dang, I fucked up and slipped on my next one, and I accidentally told JP I had it on my list, but it's Bliss, number three. Oh, <laughs> I, I like, love this fucking movie, man. Like like I said, I just rewatched this one today again. The, her dancing in front of the fucking painting is just amazing the flashes and everything like that How, like at the end like the drug and the blood is like her skin tone like it looks fucking fantastic um, she's probably my favorite performance of the year when she's like zoned out and she's like fuck that dude man she's a pizza I'm like dude yeah junkies I've heard talk like that but she's like a, it's not even like junkies she's just like you know like I've heard heroin acts kind of like go off like that but i absolutely i I absolutely love this scene man i love the fucking scene where the fan comes up to her he's like you so-and-so and and she's like (laughs) no fuck you she just disses the fucking shit fuck you yeah when she's flipping out about like oh just tell me what i need to fucking you know get off it or whatever i I love that part (laughs) and it's got a great sex scene too yeah yeah it does man really really good man i like sexy man fucking sexy no, I mean, like, it's just, like, there's one negative on this movie for me. At the very end, the the bad um, girl, the blonde one, like, mm-hmm. her acting's good until the very end. When she tries to, like, come in at the apartment at the end, I'm like, what's she doing? Why She she just doesn't see menacing very well. But besides that, no complaints. Loved how it looked. Um, it's short, brisk. Um, one of my favorites of the year. And, like, I already talked a lot about it. So I'll just keep it going. 9.5 out of 10. Cool, man. Cool. All right. Group one. Group on. Uh, group one. We have number three is Climax. Me matching up with the listeners. Cold I'm actually spot. surprised. Shocked. Climax yeah. was yeah. at my three until I rewatched Bliss. <laughs> nice. I can't believe it's on there. I can't believe it made the listeners list. Yeah. Yeah. At number Crazy. four. Three. Number three, you dumbass. Bliss? No, bliss. Yeah, bliss. Talking oh, about bliss. bliss. Oh, I bet Bliss and Climax, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's for exactly where Bliss and Climax are for me, man. I'm I'm a little bit surprised by Climax. Bliss, eh, there, but... 22 Shots listeners are good, man. Yeah, I know. They are. We have the best listeners. Oh, that Exploding Heads list would be fucking... Oh. Well, because Peter would be on there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Black Christmas would be, like would be somewhere Hellraiser on that list. Six. <laughs> no. I it shouldn't be, do something like that. It, it, but. It's going to be on there. I bet that list is somewhat similar, but I bet they don't have... They do have different fans, though. They definitely have different fans. They have a lot sure. of the same fans, though. Like, I bet. Tons. I bet. I feel Dozens. like more slashers would be on their list. Because I feel when they did that big slasher episode, it probably brought every slasher fan from like a 20 million mile radius to their show. Yeah, that was a pretty, pretty uh, big show for them. But, uh, okay. 
Yep. All right. Number two, we have Climax. Good Fuck. shit, Jeremy. Ah! Jeremy, I love I it. I picked that as your number one. I knew you weren't going to do it just to fucking spite me, honestly. Yeah, dick face. Not really. Yeah, I, it'll probably be fucking assassination fucking fake. I know what his number one is. Still I guess on, on right. Jeremy. I guess Still on Jeremy. One, right? I, I must be right on Jeremy's, too. Jeremy so. likes art films. I got his number one. This I is think an I art do film, too. damn it. Yeah, but... I think I'm right on this one. I still don't know what it could be. So, Mr. No is probably one of my favorite directors. I mean, I love every single one of his films, even I Stand Alone, which understandably is is one of his weakest films because it's his first film. I've I've only seen Love once. That one actually grew on me tremendously when I I covered it on Duncan's show. That's the one I haven't seen as I Stand Alone. Yeah, I've only seen Love once, so I really... Don't remember it too much. I have to revisit that because Alchemy, unfortunately, had to fucking go bankrupt before they were able to release it here. So you have to import it. But I mean, what what could be said about this movie? It it definitely has the best cinematography and camera work of the year. I mean, the way that they move this camera upside down, sideways, in all different directions. You know, bird eye views above the act, the dancers and shit like that is amazing. And all these people are real dancers; they're not actors. So I think That's that just right. shows you how strong even the DJs are, real are DJ you know, too. Yeah. they're not actors; they're just fucking dancers. So, and the way that they're they're you know believable because that's what they are. And it's just it's just an amazing, amazing film. And uh, as JP says, it just starts off with so much dialogue, and then it just turns into a dirty, nasty, evil Nightmare. kind of movie. You know, it's it's just amazing. And when they fucking locked that kid in the closet, I was like, God damn. That motherfucker's gonna die. A lot of violence towards children and, and babies in this year. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I good. just loved it because in the opening that, That's a really good thing. In yes, the opening is. dance number better than animals. You see him fucking dancing in the background and shit. I was like, that that kid's badass. But yeah, that, that opening dance number is definitely the greatest thing put on film this year. Hands down, definitely. I mean it's just it's just amazing. You go on YouTube and watch it, it's just it's breathtaking stuff. Uh I really, really like this movie a lot. I feel like and, this film benefits so much from seeing it in the theater too. Like normally, yeah. I'm not huge with that. Like, oh, I could see it anywhere and it'd be good. This one just was amazing. But again, eight twenty four, man. Never would have seen this anywhere, anytime, besides art house cinemas. It got pretty wide too because we got it. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, A twenty four, for releasing this fucking weird ass goddamn movie but i love it so i gave it a nine out of ten another hit from no even though he only makes one movie every four or five years you know you're gonna get quality whenever it comes out so he's the tarantino of uh french indie, indie film hey, hey jerry yeah. yes it's gaspar noe right back me up on this i believe so yes but it's noe it's noe i think it's noe no. i don't I know no. that's why i, I asked it was jerry no. He's the. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not as. You don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. Man, I don't know anything. <laughs> no, but I've heard it pronounced both ways, and I've always said Noe. So. Yeah. I like No better. I like. I've heard more No's than No A's. No, it's good shit. Pick up the Arrow release. It's awesome. Has a nice thick ass booklet. It's uh, way do better you, than. Let, let me, do, does any of you guys actually fucking? read or care about the booklets ever i never I read it once. you know what i actually I did them. i actually read the entire booklet after i watched the movie 
Hmm. I read I'm them. Not even, I'm not even going to joke. Not even going to lie. I have and so you know many what, And you know what, GP? Like, well, what? fucking read them then, man. I know. There's I know, always I a lot of good info in those things. I just, I don't know. That's where I learned a lot of the shit that I knew about Climax. Yeah, read bro. Yeah. But hey... That's uh, why I got special features. Speaking of reading, man, watch, fuck, I got a lot of yeah. books for Christmas, man. I listen that's to audiobooks, bitch. <laughs> that, I ain't got stuff. time to read. I'm like Jesse the Body, but I, I got, got myself some read. Nightmare USA. I got time to read. So Deadly Soap Verse 2 and 3. Human Beast, the fucking Paul Nashy book. Fuck yeah, man. Got who's, lots of reading. Who's next? Me. Harley. All right, my number two. Um, I actually had two different things for number two that I was debating on going with because both, like, I was like, I don't know if they're going to fit into this, but I'm just going to go with this because I really freaking love this movie, and I think it's the most... It's definitely not horror. It's more psychological thriller. I'm just going to put that out there, and I think Dave's the only other person who even watched it, but it is Knives and Skin. Um, what? Yeah. It's a cool movie. Wow. Yeah. I thought I I I like when you were talking about it it sounded like you didn't give off the impression that you loved it. <laughs> Are you I literally said in the group, "Fuck, I like that movie a lot." Yeah. Hey, do you have a what? film on here I don't That's even know. Like, what the What is this called? Knives, Knives and Foreskin? Skin. Oh, I, I heard Foreskin. I heard it brought up like a few times by different people, so I watched it and i don't know i really enjoyed it it's more of like a teen contemporary film it's um basically about a girl who goes missing and you see what happens to her at the beginning pretty much it's not like a big huge secret or anything like that and you even see like the person who's kind of in a way sort of indirectly involved with it um so it's not like it's a big uh, mystery but the whole movie is pretty much about um the high school after that and the psychological effects on uh different teenage girls in particular uh dealing with this and not necessarily dealing with it but just um it's like oh a girl from our school went missing and then they start kind of like acting out in different ways and um i really enjoyed the movie i mean it had um the beautiful it reminded me of kind of like of this color scheme you see in bliss and uh films like that had those beautiful like purple and pink color schemes going on throughout that i really dug the dialogue in the film is extremely strange you would have to see it to see what i'm talking about but just everything they say is just really we bizarre it's not really how people talk but i was really that's what really kept me um interested in the film um like I said, it's definitely more psychological thriller than horror. Um, I was even debating on if it was psychological thriller to begin with, if I'm being completely honest. But um, yeah, I just went with it. I think it's a movie people need to check out. Um, the soundtrack in the film is amazing as well. There's like a choir in the movie and they keep singing these songs. And it's not just like basic songs you would hear in a choir. It's like really good music that I enjoy. So um shit. What's that? It's like pop songs. Like they'll sing yeah. like uh, Blue Monday. Like, how does it feel? They'll sing it like yeah, a choir. And yeah. it's actually, they so do it with all the, the New Order stream. track. They find a, nice. Yeah, they, um, they find a mixtape, which is one of the people had. And like all the songs on there are the ones they sing throughout the movie. And it, it's all pop songs. And they sing them like that. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, nice. I just thought this movie was awesome. Um, like I said, it's probably, it's definitely the least horror movie on my list and I wouldn't, I would totally understand people think, like debating on whether it should be on the list, but I just felt like it needed talked about, so I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's cool, yeah. like um, 
it's it's a lot like did you ever see um uh fire um hmm. twin peaks fire walk with me uh, by david lynch it reminds me of that and also more like greg anarchy like nowhere or something batshit crazy or even like todd salons it's just weird it's like a weird mixture of all these kind of things How and it's in like the hell did i miss this it's not it's i wouldn't call it a horror movie but it, no. it, it's it's a movie that's not going to fit anywhere else it feels like a real quirky weird movie and like but if you're going to compare it, it to twin peaks and shit man I'm well, it's like, not as dark I'm as a, twin peaks i'm a if massive can, lynch fan like it's not as dark and as as like it doesn't do any of the real weird shit but it has like a lot okay. of the character moments and the idea basically all these people kind of looking into this one person you know yeah. I would compare if I can compare it to something like stuff more recently. I would compare it to kind of in a way super dark times, just like with the what? teenage ass. Shut up, dude. Love that movie. And also, what are you <laughs> why, why is everybody being mean to me? Because you were mean. You were like, what? Like I'm like what? Because I love super dark times. <laughs> I didn't see this. You it was. It's not in the same ass. It's not. I as know. Dark but I'm, so, I'm like, you're, you're, I'm <laughs> I think like, that was a serious. I setup, literally dude. said, "Fuck, I love the movie." You're coming at me twisted. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude. I literally came in the chat and was like, "Wow, I fucking love that movie." I well, just don't know if it's boring, motherfucker. I talked to you on the phone and you're like, uh, "I started watching this Bro. movie." like really weird so i fell asleep the, the, yeah they gave me a great impression of it you know what you do this is bullshit whenever i see something really good i'm like hey buddy you gotta check this out before the end of the year when you see something really good you hold it close to your chest and then you reveal it on the end of the year show and make me look dumb. i know i say and everyone just reads the message and doesn't reply to me like story off. of my fucking life like dude i definitely yeah i fell asleep but then i finished it the next day i am sorry you didn't tell me about harpoon though so like anything i did motherfucker <laughs> you did not tell me about that until after yes, the fact I did. i'm like buddy i really like thumb dad you should check it out even though i know you won't you watch something good <laughs> notice how you didn't message me and say hey you might want to check i'm sitting there watching yeah, hole in okay, the ground well, and like- shit like that and you're not telling me about knives that you're number two that's some bullshit <laughs> Bro, it's the thing is, it's not like like I said, it's not all that much horror. So I just felt like just wanted to be cool and have like, something nobody else had. Fuck off. I'm not yeah, sure if you would have it on your list, though, JP. To be honest, oh, okay. yeah. And Brandon mentioned it in the Fresh Cuts chat as well, and you even said, "What's that?" And he said, "A movie I want to check out." And you were just Brandon like, mentions 800 movies a day, dude. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Okay, There's but you acknowledged it. <laughs> There's three movies with fucking knives in the title. Knives yeah, Out, Knives, knives and Skin, and, and Knives Plus in. Heart. It's like, Whatever. <laughs> I stand by my part two. Number, also, whatever. Number two. Okay. Everybody move on. Next beer. How you quit? I'm done drinking. Remember, remember in Harpoon Dude, it's, where it's they holidays, keep calling man. it a Harpoon, but it's a spear gun? That was funny. No, I really haven't drank any beer all holidays. Oh. I thought maybe I thought maybe you know for the year top end. ten show whatever man now a, a harpoon's the one you actually throw right yes yeah no 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 a harpoon something else no you shoot that you shoot that that's a spear shoot a harpoon gun. with a spear gun right or do you throw a harpoon no. because if you shoot a harpoon a shoot a harpoon with a spear gun oh yeah maybe maybe that is what it is hey Jerry. Yeah. You can uh, harpoons can both be thrown or shot from okay. a stationary cannon on okay. the edge of the boat. You're right. You're right. That's Not a spear I was gun. Thinking then, yeah. like Jaws. So you're right, JP. Exactly. It's stupid. <laughs> no, they say it in the movie that he's like the fucking harp. You shot me with a harpoon or something. He's like it's a spear gun or oh, something. Okay. You know, it's like yeah. the joke. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> yeah. I guess the joke in that. 
I just thought it was funny. I wonder what harpoon. It, it's definitely got to have a double meaning harpoon. It's got to be. I'm looking up harpoon. Yeah, harpoon's more of like a stick. Oh, can Jer- Jeremy's this thing harpoon tang? No, no but harpoon's <laughs> got to. It's got to have a double meaning there. It can't just mean the weapon, or they wouldn't have chose the weapon because it doesn't really match exactly. They wouldn't choose. Well, maybe the weapon. they wanted to do it for the joke. Maybe, yeah, but the joke. But there's got to be something else with it. I think. Boom. <laughs> I don't know. Harpoon. <laughs> Tang. Poon tang. Poon tang. Poon tang. Poon. Now we don't diss the woo like that by saying poon tang. Poon tang. Poon. I never answer them. It's kind of funny. Dude, that's fun. Whose turn is yours, dumbass? Why? Fuck everybody. Um, Dave's the only one being nice to me tonight. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. I'm not being mean to nobody. Besides the actors, I, that d- one I, I disagree. Actually, you, <laughs> yeah, you just I shat on my fucking. Yeah, you did <laughs> I shit didn't on shit on you. I shit. I, it was a good movie. I it was. It, you shit on. He gave pick, a full dude. length review no. of it. He's like, <laughs> like I really negative like, review. You I basically like told me why I shouldn't have like, that movie on my list. Fucking acting sucks so bad. You said something. You asked if anybody else seen it. But you He's basically like, yeah, told me why I shouldn't you know have it what on I my think list. About it? <laughs> I didn't do that. It wasn't me. That was Jeremy. That's kind of what I remember. Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Throw me under the bus again, Dave. That was the hardest JP I think has ever laughed on this podcast because you obviously were dissing the shit at me because JP doesn't laugh that hard ever. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It wasn't you, man. It was the movie. It was that guy. <laughs> but he was laughing at the me. fact that you were making fun of something I liked. That was the funny part. <laughs> it's funny that I'll love something like Deadly Spawn with pretty much dog shit acting, but then I'll Dude, get mad Deadly at Cold Spawn kicks ass. It's one of my favorite movies ever, but I mean, the acting's not great. I saw it at the drive-in last year, two years ago. Dude, I fucking... have to remember when you did the, the DVD comparison to that first Blu-ray that came out on your channel it way does... back in the day. Well, it just that looks was... like they brightened up the Blu-ray. That's all they did was took it up and turned it It was up. the worst transfer ever, dude. They like, just brightened I knew it people up. got rid of that Blu-ray. I heard it looks worse than the fucking Synapse DVD. No, it's kind of look worse just because they brightened it up. DVD is way better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's right. um, your number two? Jim? My number two uh, is Mid Slumber. God damn it! How about? Is that what you're calling it? Mid Slumber. Mid Lamer. Mid Lamer. I thought Mid Slumber would be Mid Lamor. Lamor. Mid Slumber because it makes you go to sleep. Carly, did you say us? No. Oh, shit. Wait, did, did somebody pick Mid some more for me? I did. No, I was I me. Did, That's did. why I picked for Is There Number One. And I, 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 I get dumb fucks. I'm out on Dave and oh, you now. Oh, fuck so I got, you, I got three. I got three still in the go here. I'm, I'm I still got excited. moods. I, still I got can't believe I have Jerry. I can't I believe I have Jerry. Moods. Jerry's gonna, Jerry said something weird in the beginning. Like, he's got some oddball fucking movie nobody's no, seen. Oh, it's not that odd. I just remember him talking about one specific film earlier in the year. It's gonna be like Horror Noir or something. Maybe it's not even in the top. I don't know. If I'm wrong, it's not even in the top ten, obviously. But. It's return to return to Nukem High. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so Midsommar, uh Yeah, to me, th- this movie is all about the emotion that I went through while watching it. Felt like a little bitch. Just, just super emotional. I was like, damn, man. Yeah, uh, this is fucked up, man. And then uh, also like the nod to Chainsaw, which nobody's mentioned. Nice little good nod to Chainsaw there. It's like I the exact it. same thing. I, I like this chainsaw thing that nobody mentioned. Like I said, I did it. good, good uh, point, JP. Is that what you like? It because it got 
It's got that point. lame chainsaw mentioned in there. <clears throat> you didn't like the chainsaw thing? Fuck, whatever, man. <laughs> Put it into a good film and I would have loved it. It would have been great. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> I, th- I think that the performance of our lead is like fucking so good in this movie, dude. Like her, uh, her emotions with grief are, is just fucking great. It's just it's so well done. Like if you if you've ever lost someone or I guess not necessarily me, but I've seen other people lose someone and look like her. Um, so it's more of like it actually works for me looking at her like that and me looking at other people in real life that I've seen have that happen to. And, um, you know, the, the trust and love of, you know, companions and, you know, possibly that being false and not wanting to believe it and stuff. It just all worked for me. And when I seen the director's cut, it was even more clear because uh, there's the, the entire extra half hour is relationship stuff pretty much um, or 20 minutes, whatever it was. It's like all rela- did you guys all see the director's cut? No. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the, the director's cut was just all added character development that made. Am this I still film. alive right now? Why? Because that, no. that means I didn't fucking see that shit, man. Killed myself. Oh, the I, saw that shit. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't see the director's cut. That was actually, that was actually a pretty good joke there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. Did anybody, who else had it and what did they write? I don't think it? I've I ever been so opposite in a film ever I had a name. on a list. How am I the only person, man? That actually doesn't surprise me. Who else had it? Me. I had it as an eight. What did you have to ask, Carly? Carly, it's number three. Jerry, what'd you have? She's too busy drinking red apple sale. I haven't Jerry. said it. Oh, you didn't have Midsommar? I haven't said it. <laughs> still got two more, right? Yeah, yeah, we're still on number two. Jerry's next, though, right? Yep. Probably a good idea to figure out, uh, you know, Hall of Famers before or maybe after we finish. Yeah, That's yeah. stupid. So you don't... I'm yeah. just kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean like. I, I'm oh, like, did you like? I'm not saying like, did it? What did it make your list? I'm just saying like, did you did you have it on your list yet? I know, but it, no. it's alluding to spoilers and. <laughs> it's not okay. really though. Our, it, it doesn't matter because uh, we're on my number two, which is the same as JP Midsummer. Ah, oh, goddamn um, it! Yeah, lo- I mean, I can't Ooh, say I'm enough. Still alive on Jerry about this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, her, everything worked for me. I absolutely love Florence Pugh's um, performance here. I bought every single emotion that she displayed on screen. Um, people, people were talking so much shit about, you know, what an and to quote one podcaster, uh, what an annoying bitch that she was. And it's like, <laughs> and I bring up the point of how the fuck would you feel if your entire fucking family died in one fail swoop? We're not talking about just mom or just dad. We're talking about literally her entire fucking family. Now you tragically me, too, like yeah, unnecessary. That's yeah. what I mean. So not like well, of old age. Exactly. Yeah. So and it was call, unexpected, too. Well, that's right. I one fail swoop. I mean, literally. And she was paranoid about that, like, her sister to begin with. And, like, that makes it even worse when you then you start questioning, like, could I have stopped this? Yep, if I would you know, that's bad, dude. It's a great opening scene. I agree, man. If you would have just said one different thing, you could have stopped The next it. 
17 hours were <laughs> were actually well constructed and great. Oh, and, and Moose, I actually wanted to say biggest swerve ever mid s'more number one. <laughs> he just he does that on purpose. Uh, last week, a week ago tonight, Moods and I uh, were on a Skype call. And we were actually talking about a lot of the problems that he had with Midsommar. Well, Moods, I actually wrote all that shit down. I wrote down everything, every character issue that you had, the wow. lack of mystery. like, And, and then I rewatched the movie yesterday with your notes in front of me. Just because mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted to be as objective as possible. I wanted to watch it, or at least try to watch it through your eyes. And Jeremy, you, Jeremy, you are officially fired. This guy is a way better cause. <laughs> this is some <laughs> real dedication to this shit, man. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I watched it last night along with my number one, and I ultimately I love your moods, but I, I just can't agree with almost any of your criticism. I mean, the lack of mystery, who cares? Well, you definitely agree with one thing. What's that? Uh, they should have got the fuck out of it. But that but that's but that's for me though. Yeah. That's what it made that what that's what would would have made the movie better for myself. I just, I just feel like it's so hollow to me, man. It's 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 overly predictable. It's just there's not I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking atmospheric guy, man. Like I like I mean, the cinematography, everything is kind of good in the film, but like it, it, it just feels so empty in that aspect, man. I mean, a little bit of mystery and shit would have worked. I, I I don't know, man. I just, I was really fucking, it's the biggest disappointment I've had in a long time. I don't even remember last time I was this disappointed in a movie, man. Um, Blair Witch. <laughs> well, so I had no he expectations. Didn't have high hopes for that. I didn't have really. expectations for that because going from Hereditary to this and I'm like, okay, I have pretty big expectations for this type of movie. I expected him to do some pretty big well, things. Well, 31. I bet you that was your biggest disappointment. <laughs> mm, that was that was definitely up there. That was definitely up there. Part of the part of the way that I watch horror movies is I I don't do expectations. That's part of the reason why I don't I mean, watch I trailers. Well, I, the I, thing I, is I usually don't either, but I'm just going off of the film that was my favorite film from last year. I wasn't like I wasn't comparing it to that film either. I'm just thinking well, yeah. you got to think that your fucking favorite film director is going to do Yeah, he's going to do something good. I'm I, I if I don't yeah, have see, any expectations, I mean, I feel like I'm, it's I'm, impossible. I'm kind of You can't not have expectations. It is, no. I know it is absolutely not impossible. I go into every single fucking movie that I watch with zero expectations. You didn't think that Midsommar was going to be good. I I didn't think about it. I I don't I don't sit down and go, oh, I think Midsummer is going to be good. Oh, I think the lighthouse is going to be good. Oh, I think Ma's going to suck. I don't watch trailers. I don't read reviews. I don't even read synopses before I go watch the movie. All I know is. Ari Aster has a new movie coming out. That's all I need. I'm going to see it. Now, I don't, like I said, um, when I go to see a movie, I expect it to be garbage. Every single movie that I watch starts from a zero out of 10. That's the I way start from my brain go down. Yeah. See, yeah. I go up. I, yeah, I start I at zero and the movie earns points for me. Um, and this movie, once again, I feel like this is an almost perfect film for me. It worked for me. I understand it's not going to work for everybody. I'm actually surprised as many people like this movie as they do because it's so over-the-top artistic and you know a lot of subtle subtext throughout. Not Maybe not as much as something like Us, but still a lot. So... I, I, I'm sorry, you know. Like I said, moods. I I wanted to give you every benefit of the doubt. I watched, I rewatched the movie yesterday with your notes in front of me, and I literally have X's next to each point because I just <laughs> so, couldn't. 
Right. No, that that's fine, and it, and it's you know to me it's shocking also because considering what my even what my next two films are uh, combined with the other eight, it's kind of shocking to myself. But the the thing is though, man, I am one hundred percent motherfucking true to myself, and that shit I hated the narrative. I it was the most boring movie I've yeah. watched of all year. Like I just I got I, nothing out of it. It was horrible to me. And that's fine. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to change your mind. Ultimately, I mean, no, if no, somebody no, doesn't sure. like something I like, hey, God bless you. That's that's fine. Uh, I, in fact, I'm a lot like Dave in the sense that when somebody likes something that I didn't, I get jealous. I'm like, God, I wish I liked this more so that I can talk more positively about it Mm. because ultimately even though I'm a podcaster and even though I'm on 47 different fucking shows I hate shitting on people's art I don't enjoy it like it it hurts doesn't it yeah Yeah. Yeah. like a piece of shit I mean I I mean to be honest uh, a review that we just did I didn't enjoy doing that it was very cathartic and and definitely cleansing but I some people deserve it doing it so. Like Bill's Bob. I mean, I don't take I don't take pleasure in <laughs> shitting on people's movies either. But you know, I mean, this is one thing that that people really respected for me when I got a lot of screeners from companies and shit. When I got a lot of screeners from companies, I would do an honest review, and the majority of the time, I would absolutely shit on movies, and it got me kicked off screener group. And people and I would talk about that. I'm like, you know, this is who I am. If I don't like your film, I'm going to tell you. I've literally had directors even contact me and say, thank you for the kind, <laughs> thank you for the honest words. I wouldn't say kind words, but, <laughs> you know, thank you for being honest about shit because you just don't fucking get it. And that's all I have. That's all I have in this world is just my word. Sound like, sound like Tony Montana right there. No, that's really, valid. it, it, it's honest to God. Like that, I praise everything. When I say something about a movie, whether it's positive or negative, you know, I'm being honest. Yeah, right? yeah. So Same. I mean, and and that's the thing, and that that's all I have, and I don't give a fuck if people like the same movies as me, and and if they, you know, if they dislike the ones, it doesn't matter to me. It, it, at the end of the day, it's it's about it's selfish, but it's about what you know what I think of things, and it is what it is. I don't really care. Yeah, I think we so, all feel that way. Yeah, and I mean it, that's I mean that's what makes I think our podcast generally very you know authentic because I mean we have minds on here that that's the way we think. You know, I mean, and that's the way we always put things. We always put things, you know, we have different views on shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're, we're still being super, super honest with what we're doing. And, you know, I mean, I don't think the show would have worked as long as it has, if we weren't being honest. And I think people, like I said, I've seen it. I've listened to podcasts and this is actually one of the reasons why I stopped listening to podcasts because (laughs) the the transparency (laughs) is so pathetic and I'm not going to mention names, but we know some of these people and they're pathetic. It's absolutely mind fucking blowing how transparent some of these podcasters are with their fucking their bullshit. They they get they get re- they get screeners, they get reviews, and they they bullshit through it. And yeah, it's not even what? that. Sometimes they just watch films because they know their friends like this shit. I'm like, fuck off, man! Like that's I can tell you're bullshitting. And sometimes I do say some shit, and sometimes I'm just like, I I don't feel like it anymore. I'm so tired of fucking fighting I, with people. But I think that for me like i don't listen to any of the people that if i'm listening to your show and you start coming off as like fake Uh, or yeah like phony with your opinions then i just stop listening i I don't listen to those Mm. shows honestly i feel like in the beginning when i started reviewing i was i was like less likely to be like you know more opinionated because you're starting out and you're not really sure where you're finding your footing 
But mm-hmm. later on, I always review honestly, but I always do it from a, uh, as kindly as I can. I never come in and say, fuck, this guy's a piece of shit. He made a piece of garbage. I'll say, <laughs> I don't know. like this. This isn't for me. I don't think this works. I don't know, dude. You were pretty hard on those actors earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what, Dave? I, I'm the same way too, man. I don't just go into a film and, give, and do a, a nine-minute negative review. I always yeah. point out the yeah, odd we, thing or whatever. We've never really I never do things like yeah, that. Yeah, you guys aren't rude. I mean, positive no, shit. I never make a point to say, you're a piece of shit for making this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, always make besides you know, mutantes objective yeah. well i see i like mutantes yeah. mutantes he's talking about me <laughs> i even have a frame poster in my room <laughs> i actually <laughs> like mutantes too i don't know if it's great but it's fun but that's you know that's the thing and i don't know man i mean there's just certain i mean it's shocking to some people it's like you know you get the odd person where you know you really respect him and they're like man you know like i really like the dawn of the dead remake more than the original i'm like okay Watson, Watson said that I think, right? And so, and, and, yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't get that. Um, at you all. gotta I watch like, it if you if you watch it a couple of times. It gets, that movie gets worse every time. It's good, but it's it doesn't hold up and it's dated. It's not. It's not. But it doesn't offend we're me. Talking, like, to me like, we're talking to me. We're talking like fucking Rio Bravo versus the Western that came out last fucking year. It's not the. It's like Dawn of the Dead is a classic. There's so much in there. It's just held up mm-hmm. for the last fucking forty years, and the Dawn of the Dead remake will be fucking a paperweight in five. Still and, entertaining, and it turned, still and good, it turned but into that too, man. Because hard. that was one of those movies that got worse with every viewing, and I'm like, man. But I like, that are you offended by now that? I like and I'm it. like, because Dawn of the Dead is my favorite movie, and I'm like, I don't, second favorite. I don't, I, I don't care when people diss the movie; it doesn't bother me one bit. But it, you know, that's that's look, the point. So you got to look at it this way: you've seen Dawn of the Dead eight thousand times, so have I. We see things that other people don't see, and that's the same thing with maybe they saw that movie eight thousand times and see things we don't see. So oh, that's what's seen fun that about films. Thousand times. The Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah, or the original, the the, the uh, remake. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I've seen the yeah. remake probably half a dozen a dozen times. Uh, probably like five, four for four or five for me. I'm not gonna lie. This is actually really funny because I actually bought the. I actually upgraded to the Screen Factory. You know, Dawn of the Dead remake special edition. Yeah. I never even opened it. It's still sealed. I haven't opened mind. mine either. But I watched. I DVD couldn't like bring myself times. to watch it again. It was the weirdest thing. So. Um, yeah. Who? What? What was Jerry? That was Jerry. Moods. Jerry. What did Jerry rate it? Yeah. Oh, ten out of ten. So that makes Hall it, of Fame. It? Yeah. Got, That's uh, what ten. This was my biggest fucking fear, and it happened, man. So, <laughs> that's I think that's the second or third film in our Hall of Fame that I'm not part of, and it drives me nuts. No, there's more than that. Who else put Midsummer? I at don't think so. I gave it nine. I gave it nine too, and so did. Uh, well, what are the other ones? I gave one it a nine point five, so I'm yeah. definitely included. Because one of them is, um... oh fuck, it's not the craft, is it, or some bullshit? No, <laughs> craft. The craft is definitely know. not in our Hall of Fame. No, I know. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> I can't remember the fucking. It's something that I'm just like not too fond of. But, anyways, I digress. If someone nicely pointed out that I say that a lot. Um... Number two. For you. Yeah. Th- this is one of those movies that... Where the fuck do I have it here? That, man, I f- fell in love with. Absolutely fell in love with this movie. I think it's phenomenal. It's from 2019. <laughs> the Lighthouse. Good shit. Nice. Well, oh, I, th- I think I, I, I got that it. I got moves for sure. Yep. Oh, so do I, I, got, I got Jeremy, too, I'm sure. Second... That- this movie started i knew i was it, it had me it had me fucking hooked right away man i 
absolute love it. So I was like, wow, this is going to be the most symbolic type movie, you know, and it, it just on every level just fucking just did it for me, man. The, the performances are amazing. Obviously, it's just that horror feel, you know, that shot in black and white, full screen. Everything just added to the feel, man. Best performance I've seen all year in this movie by both leads. Um, But I love these, th- this type of mysterious mythological type, you know, basis and shit. And I think there is multiple ways to interpret this. You know, I've heard people actually talk about how, you know, maybe that, you know, it was, it's kind of like a cycle, you know, it's kind of like a cycle of, um, you know, you know, the characters are the same person, same fucking person. It's like this kind of weird kind of cycle and shit. I'm like, well, that's an interesting way of looking at it actually. Um, but depending on how you look at it and, but the thing is I've even heard, I saw an interview with Edgar's and even, he even talked about the, the mythological purpose of this and stuff. So. You know, it kind of, you gotta, you have to kind of lean that way. So, um, but what a phenomenal fucking movie, man. Like the yep. performance, it's so intense all around. And like the way this shit ends, it's just, I live for these type of movies, man. I really like these movies to make you kind of think. And it's, it's so beyond dark. It's a little bit unique. And anytime you can pull off a movie with two characters and keep it that interesting, this is what you get, man. You get a 10 out of 10 movie in the lighthouse. Yep. This is one of the most phenomenal mil- f- movies I've seen in the last 10 years. Maybe the last new- since the millennium. You had a nine the- on Letterbox. I know I'm, I'm up on this one. Um, I think it's perfect because I've been thinking so absolutely fucking perfect movie to me. Um, but Jeremy, I do that all the time. I know. Yeah, I do, yeah, that, I all do that all the time. time too. Yeah, and I'll think about films and I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> But phenomenal shit, man. I, you know, just people not liking this movie is like, it's blowing my fucking mind right now. It's crazy. Some people got brain damage, bro. I see a lot more people like it than not, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, I I saw one person say that, you know, the movie was, was pointless. You know, it was completely pointless. There's, there's no substance to this at all. It's about two guys that are fucking drinking. And I was like, okay, if you're, if you're watching the film at face value like that, I mean, that's what you're seeing. You're not lying about what you're seeing though. Yeah. Well, it's not everybody's fault also that they don't know fucking mythology and stuff too. Well, so the, the there's more for, there's more to it than that though too. Just as a psychological yeah, aspect, yeah, it's right. highly interesting to watch mm-hmm. these two crack and see their past kind of come through and this the idea that maybe they're both mad and maybe they both have this kind of dark history or maybe there's nothing. Yeah. You know, that's all, there's so much shit going on. And and but I see differently. Like I see the mythological aspect of this, and I also see the the whole psychological of them, you know, and their psyche breaking down and shit like that. Or even you know the cycle of one person. It's it's one person, and it's like it's crazy. Like if you look at it from so many different angles. But that's the thing I and the beauty I love about these movies is that you can watch them, and then watch them over again, and interpret it a different way. And it doesn't. At the end of the day, it's you know it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you enjoy it or not. I mean, it's phenomenal, man. I think it's beautiful who all had that one um so far me and you oh so that Uh, was already in the hall of fame wasn't it i don't know no it wasn't what did you have it at jerry 10 had a 10 oh then yeah with a 28.5 with my 8.5 don't get don't get too worried about it because that's my number two at a 9.5 so lighthouse okay so the only person i have left is carly I mean, also, I, Dave, I, we had a few of the same, man. We had the yeah. Black Forest, we had the Lighthouse, we yeah, had, had Thumbad. So we're gonna, bad. 
bliss. Tell bad. So we're we gonna guess before climax? we go. Climax is actually my number eleven. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Lighthouse, man, it's it's perfect too because the mythology starts to leak into their psychology when they're losing their shit. So like the mermaid on the beach and stuff. It's so it's cool. It's cool stuff. That, I need that's why I think it. it's so brilliantly done, man. Because that that is so true. That is so true, man. I like this whole forbidden thing. I mean. I think one of the most brutal scenes of the, the year I've seen is that seagull beating man. That was mm-hmm. I said it was it's, it's, not like, it's not it's like just, he doesn't hit it once or twice. He fucking they show well, it like three times. It, he's <laughs> mad at that seagull. But I think he's I also sorry for the not seagull, only mad about the seagull annoying him. He's mad that he can't kill it because of this stupid fucking thing he doesn't believe in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's just super smart because like in the very beginning he pulls out he the was mermaid. A he never believed in that shit anyways. Which is the mermaid statue, right? Right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So after yeah. that, he starts seeing that shit. It's mm-hmm. not before he sees it. After he pulls mm-hmm. that out, he sees it. Then after he breaks it, I'm sure something else happens too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's fucking awesome. So. Number ones. Yeah, uh, I guess. Listener's choice. Listeners. Listener's oh, choice. A few moments later. All right, so the listener's number two is us with 98 points. So quite a big difference from Climax, which had 65 points. Wow. Wow. Are we going to guess the number ones before we start? Yeah, I had guessed Dave the Lighthouse, Moods the Lighthouse, Jeremy Climax, and Venom Us. And then I had Carly with Climax. I had uh, Carly, Jerry, both with Midsommar. I had Jeremy with the lighthouse. I had JP with Doctor Sleep, and I had Moods with Agazuga. I can't say it without the H now. <laughs> Fuck me up. Um, the only two I've gotten wrong so far is Carly and JP. I had Midsummer for both of them. Uh, Moods. I got Agazuza. Jeremy. Daniel isn't real. David. Tigers are not afraid. How uh, Daniel isn't real? Sucks. Moods, Moods had Agazuza. Wow. Already, right? Um, Bunch of haters in here, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had JP and Dave wrong. I don't remember what I had for him, but uh, I had Jeremy for Dr. Sleep, Carly for us, and Jerry for Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah, I don't know. I JP. Had... But J- JP, I did have Midsummer and Dave, I think I. Oh, I had Dave, I had Climax. <laughs> I had Climax for Dave. <laughs> I deleted him as I was. Did Carly go? No. It's not. I had Jeremy as Climax. I had Moods as the Lighthouse. I had Jerry as Midsummer. I had Dave as Nightingale, and I also had JP as Midsummer. You don't even know me. <laughs> Whatever. You don't know me. Hey, either. hey, you don't. Why? Know. I know this is pretty damn close. All right, JP and Dave, Midsummer, Carly, Climax, Moods, Hagusawa, or Deadly Reunion, but I guess I'll go with Hagusawa and Jerry, us. Hagusawa, you put that on a hot dog? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or Deadly Reunion. I threw everybody off at that Deadly Reunion on my fucking letterbox. I can't even say Hagusawa right now. I knew though. that was a troll fucking, just like a, uh, this was really fun, I'm giving it a five thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that hey, you shit sold out, Moods. T- James Colin Bressett gave you money or some shit. Oh man, that shit was fun. It was fun as hell. James Colin Bressick makes a lot. I'd of even films. watch that shit again he if I get a what? physical of it. I'd watch a lot it of films. Yeah, he made a lot. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, my number one is 
Doctor Sleep. Fuck, oh, damn right. it. I was right. I should. I didn't really consider that one, but I do remember you saying like it's the best film of the year. So I should have fucking, <laughs> I should have fucking thought of that a little deeper. But you also said that with climax earlier in the year, so I yeah. kind of just fixated on that it, one. That's a weird way to say doc, uh, lighthouse, Jeremy. Doctor Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie is so goddamn well made. I mean, everything about it is is so well done. The acting is amazing. Even McGregor does an amazing job as Danny Torrance. I mean, even the even the actors who replaced the uh, Wendy and Little Jack does well does a great job. And uh, you know, I thought the the third act with the Overlook it's definitely so well done in the way that he blends the as JP said earlier the novel and Kubrick's film is just amazing. And because in you know, in the book, the Overlook burns down like it does in this movie. So it's just, it's super, super well done the way he's able to combine. And I, and you know, and I dug the vampire suckers of souls, kids' souls people. You know, they were really, really, really interesting group of people. You know, you could just have a whole fucking movie with them. But as Dave said earlier, you don't really spend too much time with them. But I just... Really, really, really like this movie. It's just so, so goddamn good. So I gave it a nine and a half out of ten. Not even a ten, right? Wow. Did it make it? So, what, so what, what's the half point off? I got eight and a half on uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I said nine. You know who has a great performance in the movie? It. Man is is actually Maybe. Daniel Lloyd. Yeah, as the as the baseball, yeah. the baseball spectator. <laughs> I love that man. I, I got that. I was like, wait, that's amazing. How, how, you said it made it. Uh, I thought it would. Never mind. We'll see. I only gave one movie a ten out of ten this year. It's not even a horror movie, so it doesn't matter. I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> you haven't mentioned it, and it wasn't your number one. It's so number twelve, bro. Number it would be my number one if it was a horror movie. You're talking Joker, right? No, I'm talking about Parasite. Oh fuck. Yeah, oh, fucking Joker's bonafide ten out of ten, man. Ridiculous. Guy. I agree, but I also agree with Jeremy. Parasite was the best movie I saw this year. Damn, it's that good, huh? Yeah, I, 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 I saw see, that I, on I, I didn't see Parasite. I saw it on horror list. It's not a horror. Film. I don't. I, it's got elements, but I wouldn't call it horror now. Especially after the reveal, but. That's a whole other story. I, yeah, this is. I, I got to say, man, for the seven hundred movies I watched this year, I didn't really watch a lot of non-horror films. It's kind of John Wick three, John Wick across concrete. Awesome. I could actually probably got, make a top ten non-horror with. I, I probably, probably, I definitely could. Oh, I could absolutely. I never yeah, see I that many. <laughs> um, but anyway, cool, man. I, I dig Doctor Sleep. Uh, Carly. All right, my number one is Climax. Fuck, I got it right. Seriously? See, you don't know me and I know you. This is a fucking one-way street relationship. It's bullshit. I had her as us. Like, what the fuck? Dude, I'm just just saying. I I do know you. So us wasn't even in your top ten? No, it wasn't. Yeah, that's one. Us is one of those. I'll get into it later. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, climax. Um, yeah, I thought this movie was fantastic. Um, I think I think JP said like seeing in the theater definitely benefits the movie. Um, the two that walked out. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> they walked out. My shitter is out. blown out right now. I'm so blown away right now by this climax. I'm so one. happy that's your number one. Good. That's yes. crazy. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm like actually like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, blowing I... my shitter out is a good thing. That's a good thing. Good. Yeah. Climax. That's I... why I keep her around, man. <laughs> Dude, don't. Whatever. He's so fucking rude. I keep you around, barely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Barely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm, I've All right. Remember that you. next time you want to have. Hey, a someone's got to finish moving the furniture, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was just too good to pass up because she said it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, um, it's already been said. I mean, the movie has fantastic dance sequences, and um, just if you pay attention to the dialogue at the beginning, you do learn a lot about the characters. I can see how some people would be taken out of the film, especially the general audience. I could see them and fucking Watson. And Troyer, yeah. who gave yeah, Black Schroer. Christmas a raving review when he gave this movie a shit review. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, um, I just think it's brilliant. Um, I, I watched the dance scene about a million times on YouTube afterwards, and it's just one of those movies that I thought about not for days after, but for weeks after I seeing still it. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, like it was just amazing to me. It, like a nightmare is the best way to describe it. Um, cinematography is fantastic uh even the music that plays during the dance scene is mesmerizing and throughout the entire film the music is really really good so um yeah i give it a nine out of ten um you know what i wouldn't give it a 10 just because it is a little bit slow and i'm not it's one of those movies i'm kind of afraid to rewatch because yeah i'm afraid i will not feel the same way as i did that first time but uh as a one-time watch, uh, I thought it was great. So nine yeah, out of ten. Sometimes with those, mm-hmm. like films, like It Comes at Night is another one. Yeah. I never want to see them again. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I love the experience so much that I know that it's not going to be anywhere near as good. So I just don't want to see it again. I actually liked it better on the rewatch, and I loved it after the cool. first watch. Nice. Well, it comes at nice. night or yes, climax. sir. No, no, it comes at night. I thought really? it comes at night was awesome. I that was my number one last year. And yeah, deservedly so. Two years ago. Two years, two years ago. Two years ago. That wasn't last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was the on, that movie. It comes that was at night was the only ten I've ever given in these modern years. I've never wow. given a ten before or after. Yeah, yeah. those are all funny ratings. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, my number one. We're is, so authentic, but I this don't guy's think funny as shit. I don't think anybody did anybody guess this for me. I don't think so. Nope. Um, uh, my number one is us. What? Nice. What is shit. Yeah, definitely my favorite film of the year, man. Like I've, when I first seen it, I, like I said, I was like, Oh, I like to get out better, but get out was my number two. So, you know what I mean? But depending on how strong this year is versus that, it, it still could have made my number one, but after listening to the fresh cuts as well as you know doing my own digging deep and just like looking up i like i watched videos on youtube of people like breaking it down and stuff like that and it's just like i am a sucker for movies that have shit in them that i don't understand or get and then 
you know, after research, learn more and get more. And it just makes me like stuff so much better. It's like when you hear like a, like a hip hop song or something with like clever lyrics. And then like, you heard that song a bunch of times, but you never knew there was like some kind of cool play on words, like double entendre until like the 18th time of hearing it. And then you're like, Holy shit. I never realized that before. And that, that's the feeling I get with like, you know, these type of films. And I'm, I'm anytime there's a movie that, you know, has like that much depth to it. I just, I love it. I eat that stuff up. I, I love the idea of a writer sitting there and thinking about how much stuff they can squeeze into their films that people aren't going to get right away. Like even with get out with the, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, everybody was wearing red and he was wearing blue and stuff like that. And then the like cheery, the, the fucking fruit loops, like with the separating the colored from the white milk and stuff. I like, I dig that shit up, man. It's so cool. And there's so much of that in us. And especially even like with ref, like references to like stuff in the eighties and, and shit like that. I just thought it was perfect. It, it's, 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 it's a very good movie. Very perfect. And for the second time ever, I'm given a 10 for a modern movie. So that is us. 10 out of 10. What nice. the hell? Yeah, does that uh, make the Hall of Fame? I got an 8.5 on it. I got a 9.5. So yeah. yes. Makes Good the shit. Hall of Fame. So that's three. three. Three Hall of Famers. Nice. What, the Lighthouse, Us, and... Hagazusa. What about Dr. Sleep? Oh. Definitely not a Hall nine. of Famer. I no. gave it a 9. I gave it an 8.5. Yeah, 9 for me. What was it Climax at? It. it does make it then. Why? I gave it a 9.5. Venom gave it. What did you give it, Jerry? A 9. A 9. And what did you give it, JP? A 9. It doesn't that make it. I gave it a 9, too. Doctor makes it. No, it needs two 9.5s and a 9 to make it. What about Climax? Climax, I, I gave it nine, nine and it. a half. I got nine I gave on it. it nine. No, it doesn't make it. Fuck, you fuckers. <laughs> All right, Jerry. All right, well, my number one is not a surprise to at least one of the co-hosts here today. Moods picked it correctly. It is written and directed by Isa Lopez, who, by the way, if you're interested, her next film that she's writing and directing is going to be a werewolf western. And and Guillermo del Toro is attached to produce. Damn, I'm in. So amazing. I'm sold on that. And this movie that I'm about to talk about reminds me very much of Guillermo's style, his kind of fantasy horror take on, you know, real world uh, atrocities, much like Pan's Labyrinth. And so, yeah, my number one, not a big surprise to moods is Tigers Are Not Afraid. I just remember hearing Very you talk movie. about That's, like this movie in like such yeah. an elevated way earlier, and I don't know why I, I thought of it, but this wow. is this is the only it's movie crazy. that made me shed a tear. This I almost year. cried during it too. Oh, I absolutely! I, I a bunch made, of pussies. I, hey, <laughs> JP, just—it's not so. a horror movie. It's not good. It's I like good. I like when movies make me feel like shit. It's my me thing. too. This didn't do it. Yeah, well, go ahead. Have your moment. Have your praise. Yeah, like I said, I mean, absolute shock to me. I was not expecting to. What? What? When I had, when someone kind of spoiled the synopsis for me, I didn't think 
that it was really it sounded more like sicaria <laughs> than uh, a horror movie but um i'm so glad that i went into it anyway uh i was lucky enough to see it in theaters out here in la absolutely fell in love with it and i mean it's you know this is now the third 10 out of 10 that i've given which by the way i've never given three 10 out of 10s in a single year before so again that kind of speaks to uh, you know the upper echelon of horror in 2019 uh definitely uh improved on quality but yeah i mean what can i say about this movie it's emotional it's brutal it's gorgeous it's disgusting i mean any adjective that you could think of in a positive light can you know describe this movie i the performances are spectacular the the end of the movie is absolutely crushing uh you know especially the way that you the way that they develop the characters specifically the kids in this movie you grow attached to them instantly but then you end up spending an hour hour and 20 minutes with them you know just to have you know a certain one you know obviously not make it to the end and it was just an absolute crushing moment for me this cutest one too yeah kind of yeah oh oh you're thinking of i also agree with that Uh, i was talking about the one at the end yeah um, yeah but you're right i mean even Mm -hmm. even when he when that happened i was like why you gotta do that to me exactly and yeah as soon as soon as the main character agreed to grant shine his witch I absolutely knew something was going to happen. Something bad is about to happen, and I, I, I called it, and it sucked. And even though I saw it coming, it still didn't buffer the effect for me. I, I was a blithering idiot at the end of that movie. Um, and and I've watched it three times since, and I've shed a tear every single time. Uh, I love movies that make that bring out different emotions. It's great to be scared. Obviously, it's probably one of our favorite things as horror movie viewers. But when something makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you cringe, makes you curl up in a ball, and it, it just... Th- this movie ran the gambit of emotions for me, and it is by a mile my number one movie of the year even though like i said i handed out three 10 out of 10s this year because ultimately all three of those movies i can't find anything wrong with them what, what were your three tens again uh lighthouse midsummer and tigers so yeah i mean like i said i could blow this movie for an hour but i kind of already did on fresh cuts <laughs> as moves remembers so yeah mm-hmm. tigers are not afraid easily my favorite horror film of 2019 <clears throat> wow cool man cool and i can't believe i'm the first one to actually yeah like, i'm actually I'm shocked that yeah didn't make <laughs> no it's it's in my it's in my after list part <laughs> i really <laughs> I I really enjoyed it too yeah. well like i said though man like you know my 11 to 15 i think were films that i could have actually put into my top 10 it was just a matter of when i did the list kind of thing you know my 11 to 20 are all excellent movies too to be honest oh, yeah. Like I'm not. I know they're all like eights, to be honest. Or I made I made to a top. I made read to a top twenty-five list. I have a top like twelve. It's my number thirty-five. I usually always do a top twenty-five or top thirty list, and then I just kind of work from there. But yeah, Um, my go number one of the year is probably not a big surprise to anybody, considering (laughs) how much I've talked about this movie, and it's. uh, Agazuza. The only one I, I got right. You know what? That was I was 
consider that was the other one I was considering. Oh and, lordy, when I first seen this movie earlier in the year, because I, I I picked up the German release before the Region One came out, and I watched this movie like five times. I love it. I love it so much. It has everything I want, man. It's it's a period piece set in the fourteen hundreds. You know, it deals with you know witches, you know paranoia, isolation. I love uh, it's paranoia just got, in movies. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it it deals with you know the plague. Like, there's so many things in this movie that it deals with that are it's it's like amazing. I love the storytelling and I, to learn that this was like a student film was mind fucking mm-hmm. to me. This is insane because this does not portray what you would think of as a student film because like <laughs> cinematography is phenomenal the, the the wardrobes are amazing the acting is really good but you know the subtleties in it too are so amazing it's you know it deals with psychological shit too and i like it because there is different interpretations to this movie i've never found any information on exactly what the full explanation is to it so, which is good which is good because you know you can go either way with with a couple different things and mm-hmm. I have my own thoughts on it. We've talked about it before, and um, I, I just think it works on all levels, man. I think this is re- what what they were trying to convey here is really working. You know, it's just it's it's a haunting horror film, man. It really fucking is, man. That that score, that cinematography, you know, oh, it's brutal. It's got nasty, nasty scenes. There's a great scene with. I don't really want to spoil the shit, but yeah. with a with a baby, yeah. <laughs> we'll just put it that mm. way. It's it's really great because Maybe it's just sick. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I have a actually, baby scene that might rival it. Yeah, it's oh man, this I think we all do. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's real nasty, but man, I this is one of those movies where I can watch over and over again and get so much pleasure out of it every mm-hmm. single time. It's it's crazy to me. It's crazy, you know. So I mean. For me, it is a 10 out of 10. I love this movie. Cool. It's by far my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Dave. I really want to make you happy, uh, Venom, but it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> this movie uh, affected me in a way, and it just it really did. I, I love movies that are shot on film. I love movies about movies when they're done right. And the idea, the psychology of the killer really touched me and it fucked with me and the idea that this character was affected by art to do something and then the character within the movie the protagonist was affected by what this person did and made their art so it was insane it's knife plus heart um i I love this thing man and the ending how it comes together with the actual um the killer and you find the mystery about it and the whole like monologue at the end the narration and everything how it it just it tore me apart how it was said how it came through and how how they said that they they had forgotten everything because like the birds and the supernatural aspect but in the dreams it was still there and then they wandered into the 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 theater screen and boom it all came back and that's what triggered it and not to mention that the music's great. They're, this movie is basically two love stories in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And they're both completely fucked up. And they're both tragic. And it, I don't know. I love this damn thing. And I watched it twice. And it just affected me like a lot of other movies didn't. And I almost thought about switching it with Bliss. Because both those movies just rocked my world. But I went with a more, um, I guess, sentimental movie. And uh, this is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, horror movie. Uh, Knife Plus Heart. Nine and a half. So, dude, did we did have, you have eight a... of fucking ten of the same films? Uh, we did have. Um, you didn't have Black Forest or um, 
Wait, what's the other one? We might have. Uh, I think we knife had plus nine. heart. I think we had nine. No, we had. I didn't have knife plus heart either. Yeah, we had I think ni- we, had we had fucking eight, eight out of we ten. Had eight. That's fucking insane. Do we have similar? Dave, you I've didn't have Agazusa. I didn't. Mm. I no, only saw Agazusa and Bright Burner. The only difference is with your knife plus heart and Agazusa. I um, almost. I, I watched when I saw it, and I had it at eight. And there was just one thing that bothered me about it. And I can't even remember. I think it was something with the psychology of the character. But the more I heard about it, it, it made me realize that that didn't matter as much as I thought it did. No, I, Dude, I I've think never had eight out of ten with anybody. What? You know, considering I thought the mean Dave had very similar to. Wow, crazy. We got a couple. We had Black Forest, Thumbbad. Um, what did what'd you have? Did you have us? Yeah. So we had three. Did you have Doctor Sleep? No. Yeah, you didn't have Midsummer. You had Climax. No, I had, had Bliss. Bliss and Lighthouse. We had one, two, three. Five. We had five. Yeah, yeah it's actually, funny because cli- climax crossover than I anticipated, honestly. Between everyone, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Who had knife plus heart? Did <clears throat> Moods have that too? Yeah, he had that. We had one. six yeah. actually. Moods. Six. It's six. I think I think it was just me and you. See, normally just six would be like, wow, that's really high. Me and JP had eight. <laughs> That's that fucking nightingale that did it. We it's should, so crazy. Yeah. I would have never Arguably. thought in the world you guys would have the highest, you know, corresponding list. Yeah, because... dude, me, I fucking would have guessed like three other people before. Dave. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that, I mean, if if G, or if Dave had a fucking you know like the acting in uh, Close Calls, man, it probably would have been there. Too. <laughs> See, Close Calls deserves more recognition than a lot of the other movies because it was made on such a budget. You know what I mean? Like it deserves more accolades than so much of this shit. Uh, if you badly. watch the movie, you would never believe that movie was was made for nothing. It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The dude seems so really cool too. Like I see him on social media, and he's just like a cool yeah. ass dude. So it's like, fuck. Yeah. I wanted to like this, but I didn't. And I, yeah. they actually yeah, sent me was... Screen Factory. The Screen Team releasing sent me a bunch of screeners, and I watched no them way. all. And I only liked one movie, and I was like, oh no, man. Oh, and I had to did deliver. You, did you not like the? Um... Uh, the one that's all set in the the dinner party one. The um, I didn't watch Agatha Christie. Murder, no, you didn't watch he, it. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Murder something. So I watched that one, and the director shared the shit out of that video yeah. and social media. It was all it was on Instagram. I can't, everywhere I clicked, I was like, my video was everywhere. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. That's awesome. But he was like, I watched your intro for the you know the um, the Halloween Thirty One Days of, uh, of Horror, and he's like, I I was terrified you were gonna hate this movie because <laughs> it was all gore and shit. And there's no gore in the movie. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, I like that type of stuff. So, <clears throat> anyways, categories. Um, no, we got the number one listeners. Oh, uh, yeah, number one listeners was actually Midsummer with a landslide victory. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. One bit. <laughs> Are we doing any honorable mentions real quick? Yeah, I, I, I got to say that we'll go super... in the same order. What's what's that mood? Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Midsummer. Yeah, actually, it doesn't surprise me at all either. Me either. All right, Jeremy, uh, uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, Satanic Panic, uh, a movie called Them That Follows, which is really good. Nobody really talked about. And uh, Escape Room, surprisingly, not that bad. Oh, really did not. Not that good. <clears throat> it's good, but I don't know. Carly. Carly. The fucker gave it a seven and a half. What the hell are you talking about? Gave it like six and a half, I think. Um, for me, I would say Doctor Sleep, um, Bliss, 
and Haunt. Wow, Doctor Sleep didn't make your list. Hmm. No, it did not. It was, was it almost it almost did. It was like on there for a little bit, and then I changed it out. Haunt was pretty good. Haunt was. was under. Haunt was very fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, for me, my number eleven was Lords of Chaos. Dude, yes. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> hmm. That was so wow. good. I really Macaulay did not Culkin's think you ever like that movie. Fucking Rory Culkin's performance was so good, dude. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. suicide was fucking t- terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. They played it pretty, pretty real to the story, you know. Yeah. It, was, um, it chapter two. Uh, it was on my list for the longest time. I decided to take it off in favor of the other films, which I'm happy about. I did really like everything on my list, and um, then Harpoon right there, and then <laughs> Headhunter. I loved. I loved Headhunter, man. I just, I almost just needed a little bit more for it to make the list. Uh, and then Zombieland Two. <laughs> I know Muzi. I forgot. I forgot to bring that up, man. Like, yeah, you, it didn't too. make my list, but it was in my top ten for a very long time. What do you lie I'm to me sure about the making... fanatic being on your list? Uh, yeah, no, I that's, set that's you up. Nobody's. Yeah, on you list. made me feel like I wasn't going to look dumb. <laughs> you let me down. I'm Welcome so glad you had on our list so we could talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so when we were at like number two, were you like? Wow, he really likes the fanatic. It's no, I forgot. Fanatic. I actually forgot all about it until just now, and then you just said honorable mention mentions, and it wasn't even a part of that. So, my like, gosh, you really lied to me. It's, it's my. It's like my number, like twenty five. Oh my god! Okay, whatever. Right behind, get my gun. <laughs> all right. Uh, Venom. All right. Honorable mentions, uh, Daniel Isn't Real, which uh, is another movie I'm actually surprised no one other than the listeners had in their I'm top ten. so many people had it. I, I thought it was a yeah. great yeah. concept, just not as good execution in my opinion. Oh, see, I, you know what? I loved it. I, I thought the I execution actually, was great. Go ahead. I never agree with JP like this, but I 100% agree, man. I thought it was a great premise. The execution sucked. And wow. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Uh, Crawl, one that uh, another one that hasn't been talked about today. Um, yeah, loved Fun. Crawl. Absolutely loved Crawl. Um, oh. I liked it too a lot. Yeah. Um, not usually a big fan of alligator movies, but yeah, this one definitely did it for me. And it was more about the human element than the alligators, obviously. Um, great um, performances from Barry Pepper and whoever the woman was that plays oh, that's his daughter. Performances. Oh, yes. That's a performance. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ma is uh, an honorable mention for me. Almost gave it a 9 out of 10, but backed off a little bit after my rewatch. Still really, really loved it. Thought it was uh, just, you know, a, a, an amazing performance from Octavia Spencer. Definitely never saw her being in, you know, a horror film like that. But, you know, at, at the same time, it does make sense because the, this director, the director of uh, Ma, is the same director of The Help, and uh, Octavia Spencer and Allison Janney were in, were both in that movie as well. So I'm sure this was kind of a uh, doing the director a favor more than anything. But for whatever it's worth, both of their performances, even though Allison Janney only has a couple of lines in the movie, I still loved her in it. I thought she was great. Uh, another one that hasn't been mentioned, and it's probably because it's more of a family horror film, and that's uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah, that was good. I, yeah, I, I really I, liked I, that, man. That shit was yeah. awesome. 
I thought the creature design was so faithful to the Gamel drawings from the original books. Absolutely loved oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, the Pale Woman was spectacular. And uh, Jangly Man was great. But, yeah, I mean, the set pieces in that movie I thought were really good for, you know, what most people would consider a more family-oriented uh, horror movie. Um, it had some tense moments. Um, you know, the whole Sarah Bellows kind of wraparound story that they added to it eh, was okay. Probably the, the thing I like the least about yeah, the movie. Yeah, me too. But the individual stories I thought were really well done. And, also, uh, um, really quickly, I totally forgot. Uh, horror Noir. If if I had included documentaries, that would be up there because <laughs> I loved Horror Noir. That was a great. Uh, funny that you mentioned it. Was it was good. It was really good. <clears throat> Yeah, it's funny you mention it because that's my next honorable mention. <laughs> that's awesome. My next two are going to be documentaries. My two favorite documentaries of the year. You already mentioned Horror Noir from Shudder. It dropped in February during uh, Black History Month and uh, absolutely loved it. I've watched it multiple times since. And then the other one is a four and a half hour documentary about 80s horror. It's called In Search of Darkness and uh, a journey into 80s iconic horror. Uh, I love the way they put it together where they actually broke it down year by year going over every major horror release from that year. And then in between some of the years, they would do like little theme discussions like, you know, the rise of the final girl or nudity and horror, things like that. So uh, what the fuck? That I not know about this. I I tried to get a fucking screener of it, which they uh, they told they set like they were sending out screeners. And then like I just didn't. You know, it was one of those titles in Search of Darkness. I just didn't look into it. Then I heard people talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can I get one of those? And, like, never got a response. Yeah, mm. I, I was lucky enough to mm. see the uh, the American premiere out here in L.A. at the Egyptian Theater. Um, Corey Taylor from Slipknot was there. Caroline Williams. Barbara Crampton. Brian Usna. Uh, a couple other lesser-known um, actors that are slipping my mind right now. But, yeah. I, oh, Tom Atkins was there, too. Um uh, so yeah, th- th- it was a great experience. Watching it in the theater was awesome. They had an intermission halfway through because I don't know who the hell can sit in a theater seat for four and a half hours. I do it for twenty four. Jeremy hours. can. Awesome. But yeah, I-, I definitely wanted to point out those two documentaries as well. So yeah, that's my honorable mentions. Ah, oh, it's cool, man. I gotta fucking check that out. That shit totally just missed me, yet. man. Yeah, I want to. I want to check it out too. They actually I heard, I heard it for thirty days. Um, oh, I forget what month. It, it might have actually been October, um, but they actually released it for thirty days, and they claim that they're not taking any more orders after that. And I've checked the website multiple times because um, it is expensive too. It's like depending on the edition that you get, it's anywhere from forty to sixty bucks. For they the launched. A, I think they launched a second fucking Kickstarter though, dude. Oh, did they? All right. Well, I didn't know about that. But yeah, I do remember at the premiere, they were talking about, you know, we're going to take orders for 30 days. So if you're interested, let us know. And they had different special editions. They had like a Corey Taylor special edition, a Barbara Crampton special edition. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure like what the differences were necessarily. I didn't actually see the list of content, but um, either way, man, probably (laughs) – for a four and a half hour long movie, I was never bored. I, I absolutely, and especially if you lived through the eighties, like I did, like you know, a few of us did. Um, yeah, watching it, it's an absolute time <laughs> capsule. It's so great. You're born in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah. 
That's sweet, man. That, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, 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 got it. I can't it. wait to see that. If you can afford it, I, I recommend it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll see it someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, honorable mentions for myself, man. Number eleven was climax. I loved oh, it. Just missed it. Was great. It, it was in there. It was in the top ten. You know, until I kind of shuffled things around, but you know, missed the cut. Uh, number twelve was uh, Lem Place's Demon from Italy. I thought that movie was fucking great, man. It was really, really good. Uh, number thirteen was Video Man from Sweden. That, was that good. shit was was really good. It was really Loved good. Loved it. Definitely one of those movies that would have sparked conversation. Is it horror or not? I mean, it's horror not, moments, but... but but there was a lot of great. I mean, you have to admit it's the Argento Fulci conversation was absolutely. Oh yeah, like, on like the whole year. I I almost <laughs> cried. Is. That whole it's scene the is the best. That's the funniest scene in the whole fucking movie. In I just thought time. when he went to put in the movie in the DVD player, and he's like, "You don't have an all region player. <laughs> this is region one." I like when he argued with the the thrift store lady about the price of the VHS being too yeah. low that they were trying to sell. He's like, "This is an X rental. It's a big box. You could at least get two hundred <laughs> for it." Yeah, he's telling her it's worth more than what she's charged him. <laughs> It's definitely one dude, of those Dude, this movies. movie sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. No, it's, dude, it's made, this, it's made for horror fans. It really is, man. It's, it's super it's niche. I don't... Right. Yeah, it's really good. Number 14 was Harpoon uh, from Canada. It was really good. Tigers Are Not Afraid from Mexico, which was I thought was fantastic, man. Really good stuff. So, Dr. Sleep had to be in there. One Cut of the Dead, Brightburn, Headhunter, Godzilla. Um, Child's Play, I loved. I love Child's Play. Um, Piercing. No one brought up Piercing, yeah, which was interesting. That was cool. I thought that was a really, really good film. I think that um, was on Elric's list from Shockwaves. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Not this oh, it year. wasn't? Maybe last year. Maybe yeah, I'm surprised maybe we hear more year. about it because I maybe thought I'm Piercing wrong. was It was good. Uh, Braid. Yeah. I thought Braid was really Braid cool, was cool, man. Braid was yeah, cool. Braid was cool. Um, yeah, I might be the only one to mention this, man. Number 24 was Three from Hell. I actually enjoyed <laughs> Three from Hell. <laughs> I didn't right. hate it. I, I like it. I I actually did, and it's crazy that people were saying it was the worst movie of the year because it is shit. It really is not. What it? What is it? Three from Hell. Oh no, I like Three from Hell. It was awesome. It was fun. It was it was fun. And then number twenty five, I had scary stories from the dark or in the dark. So yeah, that rounds out. I'll make this real quick, guys, because most of these have been mentioned. I'll only talk about them if they have not been, and I'll go through 10 real quick. Video Man, I loved it. Very funny. Harpoon, felt really bad taking it off the list. Laughed a lot. Loved the hell out of it. Tigers Are Not Afraid, I thought was super touching. Felt like shit for taking it off the list. A Record for Sweet Murder, I absolutely thought was great, but I hadn't rewatched it, so I couldn't remember everything. Ma, I had the most fun with. I remember being so excited and surprised by Ma. Purgatory Road, which was a great Southern Gothic uh, movie. It was really cool. I 100% agree with that, man. That movie movie was fantastic i I, I wish i could have put it on the list because it deserves recognition it's really great it did on earth films too it's uh, and uh surprisingly this one blew me away and i didn't expect it everybody's like it's pretentious it's like it's making fun of pretentious people there's a difference velvet buzzsaw thought was really fun um i thought it's what it fabric should have been i know people love in fabric but i thought that movie was way too mean-spirited for its own good for how stupid it was um one cut of the dead um come on super endearing border which was kind of borderline horror very interesting very touching as well and hagazusa which i thought was super well made none of you fucks like headhunter i, I loved it. headhunter i just <laughs> i mentioned headhunter i like it it's on my out. it's on my awards oh, okay. yeah it was my worst headhunter's great man yeah i, I 
Hagazusa was your last one. It was my number one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I had to include. Like I said, I Hagazusa. wish I would have rewatched it. Yeah, it's great, man. It's great. All right, cue categories, cue awards, awards. Yes, uh, Jeremy, that's you, man. Am I just reading them down the list? No, you just uh, biggest surprise. Then you say yours, and then everybody else goes. All right, biggest surprise: The Prodigy, Carly. Biggest surprise, Dr. Sleep. Hmm. Mine is Zombieland 2, because I fucking didn't like the first one. Wow. Also, Countdown. Pretty big surprise, because that looked like shit. It was shit. I liked it. <laughs> no, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, my surprise of the year, Child's Play. Good one. Uh, one of my biggest surprises of the year was Ready or Not, man. Because nice. I expected to hate that shit, and I liked it. I'm going to try to go with movies that I didn't mention in my honorable mentions, so they get some love. <laughs> nice. So. You're even going the extra mile. Um, biggest surprise, Tone Deaf. I like Ricky Bates, but this was really funny for me. Mm. Tone Deaf actually was decent, man. I actually forgot about it. I, I love Robert Patrick. He killed it. Yeah. Well, Patrick was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Most disappointing. Of course, Three from Hell. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. For me, it was us, but I really need to give it another shot. Damn. Yeah. Wait, my you had number one. Oh, well, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my most disappointing, honestly, was fucking Glass, dude. Um, oh, yeah. If you count that as horror, if not Pet Cemetery. Just because Glass, I was really hype after Unbreakable or after uh, Split. And it just, I was like, man, that just wasn't what I wanted. <clears throat> okay. Oh, uh, me. I'm sorry. Most disappointing. <laughs> Happy Death Day to you. Um, I, it, it's not a bad movie. It's just that they took the the first movie, which was a solid horror comedy with slasher elements, and they turned it into a comedy sci-fi movie. Like, there's almost yeah. no horror. No horror. Scene. There's very little horror. Yeah, I that's agree. why. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I liked the characters um, in the movie, so it was nice to revisit them. Um, I still liked them in the second movie. Like I said, I just didn't like that they turned it into a sci-fi movie. So, yeah, disappointing. Uh, most disappointing film of the year. I do have a tie with Mid Lamer and It Too. Those <laughs> ones were that was real fucking tough on me this year. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> I I trapped the devil, man. It, it looked great. It was shot great. Ooh. And it was a five-minute story stretched out into eighty fucking minutes. Did you guys Thank have you, trouble agree. with the fucking? I actually liked it. I, hated it. <laughs> I, I thought the dialogue uh, was way too low compared to the score. I uh, loved that movie. Yeah, the I absolutely movie, loved. Dude. They have a moment where the lead actor is supposed it. to have a dramatic scene, and they fucking shadow his face. What the fuck? <laughs> I have to watch. Yeah, I didn't like shit. it either. Dude, I hate the fucking movie. I, I hate it. I, I thought it was uh, okay, but I, I think it's it. well made. Yeah. I'll buy the director's next movie because it's a script. It was a t- Twilight Zone episode. It should be twenty minutes long, and then at the very end, mm-hmm. the twist. They're like, "Aren't we clever?" I'm like, "This is a second graders fucking twist." <laughs> dude, it's bad, dude. I don't. Like, I'm sorry. I just was really bored. Well, I'm gonna I, shoot myself in the face. Oh. and he says he's nice. <laughs> It's one of the rare movies, man. I did not care for it. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it was poorly made. I just hated the script. Like it's like yeah, if you, no, it, it looks awesome in the atmosphere. Is and good. the director's great. He did a great fucking job. The script just sucks. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. Some of the dialogue was painful, but I, I enjoyed the story for whatever it's worth. Just an hour too long. 
<laughs> for me, at least. I agree. For it's an definitely a glorified for an 80-minute movie. Episode, that's insane. <laughs> All right. That's... Most original, uh, definitely Braid, hands down. I have the same thing, Braid. I have the Headhunter. Ooh, me and JP are the same. I have the Headhunter. Uh, the Laplace is Demon. Me and Very, that's actually... Me and Moose are right. Pick. Laplace Demon. Laplace is Demon. <laughs> yeah. me, we, we hit the same. I actually wrote this list before I seen Laplace Demon, which I watched today. That's so. definitely the most original made. Yeah, yeah, it was in my top ten. Though. I would have <laughs> set a record for Sweet Murder, but I already mentioned that. Yeah. All right, most overhyped. Uh, definitely the Banana Splits movie. <laughs> no, that movie. <laughs> Tra la 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 la. Dude, if you if you saw those when you were a kid and you you saw that this is a horror film, you love, love it, Jeremy. Love it. Love, love it. 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 It was so much fun. I, liked, so much fun. I, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put Daniel wasn't real. I mean, it was a good movie, but like people. It's a good pick. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, oh, oh, you're next. Go ahead. Well, plug your ears. Um, Tigers are not afraid. It's the most overhyped fucking movie. <laughs> How are we defining overhyped? I think I everybody think, loved it, and I did it. But that's not overhyped. Well, that's no, by definition, that's not overhyped. It's over like over advertised, right? Yeah, like everybody kept telling me to check this out. It's so good. Check this out. It's so good. Check this out. It's so good. Right. I mean, again. And then I, I checked it out, and I was like, "That was not so good." Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> I did I a, a full length review on it and I was and I explained some of the bullshit in there. Uh, there is no bullshit in there, but let's let's move on. <laughs> Most overhyped for me was Pet Cemetery. Hyped? Yes, because I didn't I hear anybody say they liked it. That trailer. It was fucking everywhere. It was on my fucking video games. Literally. Yeah, that trailer sucked. Oh, it was everywhere. I couldn't get away from it. And it's the one trailer of the year that you shouldn't watch because it spoiled the best fucking part of it. So, yeah, no, that's overhyped to me. I couldn't get away from that trailer even when I was trying. Yeah. Okay, so your overhyped is a little different than what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Overhyped film of the year. I'm going back with lip mid lamer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> that has to be. The fucking I mean, if you hated it me. and it's everyone's yeah, it's gotta number be. one, it's yeah. gotta be the most ever hyped. Um, All right. This one had mixed uh, reactions, so I don't know if it's technically overhyped, but I scary stories to tell in the dark. I thought the scares were great. I thought that them trying to capture 1960s, 70s America was one of the worst attempts at ever recreating America ever. And none of the characters talk like they're from the 60s or 70s. Very poor period piece. Very great scares, though. So hmm. the scares were almost nice. too scary for a kid's movie, which I loved because kids are going to be horrified. But also, I thought that the period piece shit was terrible. The characters were flat. I mean, I agree mm. that the period piece didn't really match. But it was like a, um, I wasn't guy, really was, around in the 60s, so I don't give a fuck. Well, you've seen a lots of documentaries. You know how it is. It felt like some guy regurgitating Stephen King. Like he didn't actually live that childhood. He's like, I saw Stephen King's childhood, and I'm just going to regurgitate that on the screen. And it, felt like I, it felt like, you know, when that Simpsons joke, when he opens the book and he sees Family Guy uh, copying, and then the, they open it up and they see the um, American Dad copying Family Guy. That was like that. That was like them copying America like seven times. It's like photocopying America like 12 times and got it all wrong. 
keep going. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Worst of the year. Now I had to be, I had to be honest. I'm not going to say three from hell because technically it's not the worst movie of the year. <laughs> the worst movie of the year is hands down definitely Clownado. <laughs> what? You take that no back. Way. That's funny. Um. Yeah, my worst of the year, I would say, is this movie called Night that was emailed to me by some random director dude, and <laughs> he was like, "Can you review this on you your YouTube?" An email? <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Can you review this on your YouTube channel?" I was like, "Yeah, sure," and it was like the worst, like do-it-yourself movie I'd ever seen. There was like no attempt to it at all. Did you review it? I did, and I, I was like, honest in the review. Uh, okay. Um, but broke his heart. Yeah, yeah, broke his heart. He tried to send me another one then, like, a few months You're later. like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No response. Uh, for me, the worst film of the year, hands down, was Black Christmas. Like, now, shot-wise, no. You know, it's it shot fine. It, it looks like a real film. But just content-wise, it was fucking awful. And then Clownado. And then the fucking pull, damn it. The pull. The, did anybody see the pull? The pull? Nope. Yeah. The, the pool, pool with the killer alligator. No. no, nope. And the final wish sucked too. I had to. Yeah, I was gonna mention that as well. That was the worst theatrical one I saw. Yeah. Never even heard of it. When it Jan- only played for one night in theaters. Yeah. yeah, one yeah. Night in January. Somebody yep. got their wish that it'd be taken out. Boom. There you go. Uh, let's see. My worst movie, hands down, is Maniac Farmer. Dude. It is the. Me too. It, it's the only one. It's the only one out of ten that I gave all year. There is literally nothing redeeming about this movie. Bad dialogue, bad audio, bad writing, bad cinematography, bad acting, bad green there, screen, and bad green screen. Yeah, uh, all the kills are off screen. What few kills there are in the movie. The maniac farmer isn't really much of a maniac <laughs> at all. Damn, uh, the, I can't believe a movie called Maniac Farmer wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, go figure. It got sent uh, to the review in that batch uh, of Scream Team. Exactly. Dude, that I, was give that, I give that shit like an 8 out of 10. That was one of my Bloody Bits reviews. And yeah, I, I, I remember it. hearing it. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> an 8 out of 10? I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Moods. Uh, worst of the year, man. I got to go with Scare Attraction, man. That was a piece <laughs> of fucking garbage, man. Like. That's the benefit of watching 134 movies in a year. You're going to have some real bad ones that no one's watched. But this was like a UK film that was, like, it was fucking bad. Like, I think I gave this like a .5 or 1 out of 10. It was bad. Bad. It's self-explanatory. It's about a scare attraction, and it's shit. Sounds good. It. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's fucking bad. <laughs> Maniac Farmers. I got a couple, but Maniac Farmer. The more I thought about it, like I think I rated it one out of one point five, and I like I literally want to go back and give it like a, a half a one. It was so bad, it was so poor. There's no kills on screen, and they show gore, like you said, and and then they don't even fucking capitalize on it ever again. I hate the lead actor; he sucks. It's a terrible movie. There's a bunch of it's it's trash. It's fucking shit. I'm sorry. The other movie it was paired up with was was better and at heart, but it was not great either. But it was a fucking masterpiece compared to Maniac Farmer. That was a it felt lazy. Um, <laughs> I speed on your grave deja vu. This motherfucker's two hours and 10 minutes. And it would show like one moment of good acting from somebody <laughs> where I was like, Oh, she's doing really good. Like Maria Olsen would do really good. And then there would be like a terrible scene next to it. I mean, 
it started making me question the director's first movie, Mir, um, whatever you say his fucking name. I was like, maybe he just got lucky with that because this one was so poorly constructed. And, and some of the acting is not even bad. It's just like, it's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. Um, and the Ouija's. Fuck you, JP. That was a piece of shit. <laughs> the Ouija's, man. Dude, hey. it's like ghoulies with weed. It's fucking not like Ghoulies with weed. There's no good sp- – it fucking sucks. The Ghoulies look good, and it's a lazy <laughs> movie. And um, fucking – basically, Jeremy put um, – Jeremy Ryan, who does reviews with me, basically sums up Charles Band in a fucking second. At, at Wasteland, one time he walked in acting – because I said he looked like Charles Band because he was dressed like him. He walked in the room and said, hey, you kids got any money? That's Charles Band. <laughs> <laughs> and Ouija's is fucking trash. All right. Soulless. Hey, That's, look, that was that was next up on my list. Dolls and then Ouija's. <laughs> best, <laughs> you made me watch it. All right, best foreign film. Uh, Knife plus heart, definitely. I had one cut of the dead. I have knife plus heart. Jerry. I was on mute. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, My best foreign film of the year is The Cannibal Club out of Brazil. Good movie. Loved it. Moods. Moods dead. Oh, we lost Moods. I hope not. He's the one recording. (laughs) He's still still on. Unless he's muted. You're muted, Moods. Maybe he went pee. All right. Mine, uh, I'll just do my best foreign, which I actually said earlier. Tigers are not afraid and Harpoon. I thought we're both great. Okay. Oh, shit. Did you guys already pass me on that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> best best foreign, man. Best foreign, which, you know, I already said, which was my number 11, so it's Climax. So. Okay. All right. Best indie film. Uh, Laws, for sure. Um, I think this is an indie film. I put the hole in the ground. Okay, I went with uh, Get My Gun, which I think is a true indie. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm not saying yours isn't. I'm just saying, like, there's other films that I had higher that I just didn't feel like were indie enough. Uh-huh. Like, Get My Gun, I could see, like, someone that I know being in it, like a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my best indie film is Bliss. Good one. Um, I guess mine is going to be, uh, the place is demon. Nice. Um, I got two, um, both Southern Gothic movies, Tennessee Gothic, which I thought was very funny and very cool. And purgatory road again, both uh, those, both those really good and indie movies for sure. All right. Best studio film. I have us. I have Dr. Sleep. I have it chapter two. I have crawl. I also have Doctor Sleep. Whoa! Bright burn, baby. Nice. All right. Love. Best remake. Well, I didn't have too many choices, so unfortunately, I had to go with Pet Cemetery. <laughs> really? Over Rabbit? I didn't see Rabbit. Damn. Yeah, honestly, I went with Pet Cemetery as well because I've never seen the original Rabbit, so I felt like I couldn't really compare. And Black Christmas was horrible, so Pet Cemetery by default. Child's Play. Uh, once again, me and JP match Child's Play for me. Child's Play. Child's Play. I loved it. 
Yeah. All right. Best sequel. Again, not too many choices, but I went with It Chapter Two. Uh, I put forty-seven meters down. Oh, blah, 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 come whatever. on. <laughs> She liked it. What is, I, I, I did. didn't think it was Fuck bad. You. It's like 67 minutes long. <laughs> good. That's we good need thing. more of that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why is that yeah. bad? Yeah. Cancel out those 18-hour movies I watch for 50 minutes <laughs> to them like not doing nothing. And I don't mind slow burns. <laughs> but it's theatrical. It's like the shortest fucking theatrical. Um, I did play in China. Mine is uh, It Chapter 2 um, for sure. Or, or I could have went with Zombieland too. <laughs> Fuck, uh, shut up, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, chapter 2 is a great sequel. Fuck Zombieland. Fuck. Can't believe you don't Double like crap. It Chapter 2 as a sequel. <laughs> Alright, my best sequel of the year is Hell House LLC 3 Lake of Fire. I actually forgot wow. that. Yeah, I didn't even really think of that. Actually, my sequel of the year is probably something that wasn't really thought of too much either, which is The Car, Road to Revenge. <laughs> yeah, nobody really was. It was I saw fun that as so fuck. early in the year, I forgot it completely. Like, I-, I couldn't name one scene. It was fun, man. It was so much better than it should have been. It chapter two. It's crazy. I dug it. It was fun. That's- All right. Dave, did you see the, ro- did you see the car sequel? Absolutely not. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I, I saw one real lie. bad review. Somebody put it as their worst of the year, but you know how motherfuckers are. Yeah. Oh god, it's not even. It's not that. It ain't fucking Maniac Farmer. I'll tell you what. That's the worst. <laughs> it definitely is not it's the worst. All right, most they, likely to start a sequel. A franchise. Unfor- <laughs> franchise. Unfortunately, it's Banana Splits. Oh, what? Really? I, I think that's a one. That would done, be fun buddy. as hell to do that, man. I, I would love, love it, but movie. I think it's a one and done. Can we get a wacky races horror movie? <laughs> I'm down. Let's do all the Hanna Barberas. Fuck it, let's do it. Oh, Captain Caveman all day. Yeah, Beating people with that club and shit. Yeah, yeah. Jabba Jaw. Nice, nice. We can set the Pearls of Penelope pit stop at a fucking gas station. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's next? Um, I put escape room. Oh, that's a cop out. Okay, but t- t- why is it a cop out? It's already going to become a franchise. We already know. It's, it's banana announced as a sequel, but I haven't seen a single fucking thing filmed on it. It's like coming out in February or something. It's, it's uh, coming out in in April. Got pushed. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, I put scary stories. I totally think this can become a franchise. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's stupid. All right, JP, get the get the fuck out of my head. Most likely to start a franchise. Scary stories. Really? What the fuck? It's it's anthology. How many anthology? Fucking. There's three books in the series though, and they only covered five of the stories. Yeah, and there's like a shit ton of stories in yeah, the first. Exactly. Uh, I guess, but then it, I mean, to me, that's gonna work out to like a trilogy instead of franchise. No, I'd like to see him not do it in the sixties or seventies and modern time. I think <laughs> yeah. it'd be cool. No, I'd, I'd be into it for sure. <laughs> Come on. That, that, uh, the season of the witch song, man, that was awesome. Yeah, it was actually parts. I don't remember that part though. Is that the opening? Yep. Very beginning. I like them better when they used it in sightseers. Eh, I'll go with that. Oh God. Sightseers is so good. I love it. That movie is fucking amazing um trick i think it honestly could spawn a franchise mm. and it probably and it probably will <laughs> daniel isn't real 
Nice. I think that's, I liked it. I don't care what you guys say. I wasn't sure on Patrick Schwarzenegger's acting, but the movie hit a certain point where it had one or two ways to go, and it went the right way, and it, it got it. But I think the I think the ending was a little bit. I don't think the ending was great in it, though, man. To be honest, oh, it wasn't great, but it was serviceable. So I'll I, take it. I think it just they, for the concept, it just should have been way fucking better. I mean, yeah. uh, well, maybe the sequel will be better. Concept, man. I like want the fucking, franchise. Like they rush past like mm. the whole childhood. Like there should have been more times. Yeah. There's that. definitely moments where I was like, "There's problems here," but it was okay. I want something like Freddy Krueger now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Best cinematography. Well, hands down, the lighthouse. That's stupid. Climax, man. That shit didn't make your top ten, motherfucker. It's ridiculous. Uh, Carly. I also have the lighthouse. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. But mine is, uh, I didn't really ha- know what to pick for this one because all the best cinematography films are in my top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like me too, man. Yeah. So I went with Lords of Chaos because there's some great shots in that oh, movie. You're right. I forgot about that. That's true. Uh, let's see. Best cinematography for me that's not in my top 10 is The Hole in the Ground. Wow. Yeah, there's some good cinematography. That movie is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely it's gorgeous. I didn't finish it, but I watched like <laughs> that was the one I was watching before <laughs> before <laughs> the show started before I could guy. finish it, damn it. <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh cinematography headhunter. Nice. Great oh, man. Yeah, that's uh that Luz and Close Calls. Nice. All right. Best FX. So best effects, uh, the the Furies. That's, that's, not, that's not bad. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, that face peel was great. Totally yeah. forgot mm-hmm. about that one. Yeah, that I said that that face peel was like one of the best things. I've Even ever though seen. it's CG at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, they mixed it right. Harley. I had scary stories to tell in the dark. Hmm. Good call. That's a good one too. Good FX. I I didn't really I half-assed this one. I went with uh, Child's Play. Um, yep. I'm, I'm the same as Carly. Scary stories. Yeah. Uh, I went with um, Crawl actually. See, I think there's some spotty CG in there. I do too. I don't think so. I couldn't think of anything for it, man. Honestly, like all the best films. I- I don't know. Yeah, and the, I, what's triumphant about the cinematography in that, or not the cinematography, the effects in that movie isn't the alligators; it's the fucking storm. That storm is yeah. 100% yeah. I do like. CG. I do like. Well, I was kind of thinking of the whole thing too, man, because you know that movie is straight effects, right? So. set design, I would have went yeah. with crawl. Set design had a great set design, the house and everything, and the surrounding, the gas station. That shit oh. looked gold. Yeah. That looked great. Phenomenal. Good. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. My best FX are Headhunter. I, I love the. Uh, it's more like sometimes set design, but the monsters when you got to see of them look great, and the house yeah. and all this. But you know, my, that shit was awesome. What the, the, end, movie, the, the end scene looks pretty damn killing. fucking sweet, though. The movie looks good, dude. He made Thanks Killing, and then he made this. Well, the end scene looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, Headhunter and that final shot, like it's a good movie. It mm. is a good movie, man. I mean, considering where he came from. Thanks, killing that 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 shit is like ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. All right. And I like Thanks, killing. I knew he had chops when I watched Thanks, killing. I was like, <laughs> you uh, this guy's gonna make a real great period piece one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Best soundtrack. And in the apocalypse. Good call. I had That's actually us. pretty good. We're calling that 2019? According to yeah. Hmm. Okay. It was limited last year. Carly? I said I had us. Oh. Yeah, you good were talking one. over me. Yep, that's, that's a mm-hmm. good choice. Uh, uh, I went with Lords. Oh, I was so close to going with Lords, but I ended up going with Climax. Yeah, I was close to that, but I went with uh, Three from Hell. <clears throat> I went with Knives and Skin. Mm. And I liked Video Man. All right. Yeah. Best horror comedy. Uh, hands down, Satanic Panic. <laughs> there wasn't much funny in that. Yeah, that movie was not me. funny at all. It's I terrible. liked the movie. It's yeah, okay. I enjoyed it. I just it's all right. Yeah, um, I had the Dead Don't Die. That's a good. That's a fun one. Yeah, I like that, that one. movie. That movie was fun as hell. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had a good time seeing that in the theater. Uh, mine's Harpoon. Um, if Jeremy's wrong, then I'm wrong because I got Satanic Panic as well. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh man, I hated that movie. But I saw more comedy like for me. people, so harpoon. I had a harpoon also. So I mentioned the other two that I have written here in my top, uh, my honorable mention. So I'm going to go with the Dead Don't Die. I really like it. And if like in Bill Murray drive around in a car and kill zombies is is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> that Jarmish comedy man is like dry but fun. Shut up, Ronnie. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I had to buy it. Woo PS was the best part. Yeah, and I enjoyed the shit of it. All right. Best slasher. Uh, Once again, the Furies. Um, I don't know if this even counts as a slasher, but I put Brightburn. Yeah, it's close. Close enough. There's not really a lot of slashers to pick from this year. Yeah, I couldn't think of any. Uh, I had Child's Play. Uh, my best slasher was Knife Plus Heart. Okay. Uh, I went with Banana Splits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't mention any of them, but I liked all of them. Um, the Furies, Banana Splits, and Haunt, I thought were all actually really good. Yeah, all own. three of those are great. Yep. All right. <clears throat> best TV show. There's the only one, right? Castle Rock Season 2. Did you I watch that? I hesitate on this. A couple episodes. I wrote something down, but I know it's not that. I'm, uh, right now, I'm like, oh, duh, why didn't I think of this? Carly? Um, I put Creepshow. I didn't finish them all, but I liked the first few episodes. I also have Creepshow. Make it three out of three. Creepshow. Well, add me to that list because I expressed my love for that shit and Creepshow. Amazing Thanks. stuff this year. I loved every episode. I, I loved swear. almost all the episodes. I know. I, I watched every one your reviews, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with Jeremy that um, Castle Rock is probably the better made. It, it, like, if I was actually going to say best, quote unquote best, I would probably go with Castle Rock. But I just personally enjoyed Creep Show a lot more. Creep Show is yeah, the yeah. only one I've seen, so it, even yeah. if I didn't like it, it was default. All right, next up, best retro film. So this is move, the best retro movie that you watched this year. Pick for from the first Dave, time. A pick from Dave, actually. Man Bites Dog. That movie was fucking awesome. So good. Mm. Yeah, criterion shit, man. 
I love <laughs> when he kills the guy with the VHS camera because VHS uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. So good. Carly? <clears throat> All right. I put Frankenhooker because we got to see it with Hen and Lauder uh, doing the commentary, and I thought that was pretty cool. That was Damn, a highlight of my cool. year, man. Yeah, like I'd super never cool. seen the movie before, and that was a cool way to watch it. Yeah, it was awesome. And I have seen it, and I love Hen and Lauder. Hen and Lauder is one of my favorite directors. Me too. Uh, I went with Coldfish, a callback mm-hmm. to earlier in the show. Fucking amazing. Loved it. I gave it, I think, a 9.5 or a 10 or something like that. Definitely good. If that's not old enough for you, I saw House of Wax 53 for the first time, and we saw it in the theater in 3D. Yeah, Fucking awesome, dude. It was so good. Yeah, I got to see that in 3D at a convention out here uh, two years ago. That was great. So cool. Um, I actually wanted to ask you guys about this. Do you have, like, a date criteria? Nope. It's anything that's, like, not from this year. Not this year, man. All right, then, anything retro, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> then uh, easy. Uh, for me, it's going to be Eyes of My Mother. I was kicking mm. myself for not seeing that sooner, even with multiple t- people telling me how great it was. But I didn't watch it until this year for uh, 31 days. And uh, yeah, fucking love it. I think that was in my top 10 of the year that I came think out. It was. Like, in my top three. It was like in my top three or something. It was really great movie. Great it movie. would have been in my top like three or four if it I was. Yeah, I loved it. Good movie. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, Retro Film Man, which is kind of an odd one for me, but it was Jangle the Bastard. Um, that movie surprised the shit out of me because I didn't realize that it actually has horror elements to it. It has this weird kind of supernatural gothic feel to it. That movie's fucking amazing, man. Big ups on Snaps for putting out like the most beautiful transfer of it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's cool. If you like, if you like horror Western film, fuck. Jangle the Bastard, man. Loved it. I can't think. I think I saw Man Bites Dog last year, but um, Quatermass 2 and Quatermass of the Pit were both excellent. <clears throat> I, I hadn't seen those before, and they blew me away. Rituals, uh, Killer of Dolls was absolutely excellent. Spanish. Oh, you hadn't, yeah, I, I saw your review on that, man. I got to pick up that mondo, but you hadn't, you loved you hadn't it. seen Rituals before? No, I saw it this year. Oh, and Wake and Fright, too. I didn't see Wake and Fright this, until this oh, year. Oh, man. We, oh, man. Dude, we blew it. One of my Wake and Fright's favorites. in our Hall of Fame, dude. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I, lo- I love Rituals because, like, when the dude, they're, they're best friends, but when they get upset at each other, immediately he calls him a fag, like, out of rage. And I was like, that's how <laughs> that's racism and homophobia works. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> most people are completely civilized, and then when something horrible horrible situation happens they just turn into complete pieces of shit yeah exactly (laughs) all right best media release i mean one of the most asked for films spookies from finnegar syndrome oh man i put the amityville films from vinegar syndrome um i also am vinegar syndrome and the amityville box set uh fucking cool man i wanted those films on blu-ray forever um good transfers uh nice nice set in general um and yeah i love some vinegar syndrome we actually saw those in like two of them in the theater that transfer the vinegar syndrome transfers be wait like two years ago Mm -hmm. Hmm. uh for me, it is Godzilla, the Showa era films from the Criterion Collection. Controversial <clears throat> pick there. It's one I didn't uh, actually pick up this year. I have all the Godzilla films just on different formats and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, 
I just kind of, it's expensive and I, I wasn't like overly amazed with the set. But anyways, um, <laughs> for me, man, it was like, it's, I have to lump these together, but the Universal Horror Sesame Screen Factory volumes one through three that came out this year. I love my Universal fucking 30s and 40s films. Like I can watch those things every day. Yep. Um, it just, there was so much to pick from. I mean, unfortunately, like Scream Factory really I, did fucking kill it this year. The ha- between the hammer and the universal stuff, like it was ridiculous. How Even much that omen box year. that was really nice that I got. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I there's, I just buy so much. Like, but that was what came to my mind right away, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going with those ones. Even though I cheated with one through three, but I'm putting them as one. So that's fine. Fuck off. Um, uh, Arrow actually had some nice reissues of movies. Uh, RoboCop and American Warfare London sets were really nice and really great. Um, and there's a couple that I bought and I was super excited for. And I was like, God damn it, I couldn't get into them. But I know they did a great job with them. On Mass Part 25 for Vinegar Syndrome was one of my kind of favorite movies that wasn't released. And when they yeah, I, I announced that, <laughs> super hyped. And um, a dear friend of the show actually asked me not to talk about this movie. But I can't help it, so I'm calling you out, Christian. Spookies. I'm happy it's out on Blu-ray. And I'm going to buy <clears> ten <throat> copies for all the copies you don't want. Dude, that <laughs> he hates I, that um, movie. He hates it. I, I, picked up, I picked him up, too, man. Unmasked, and I just haven't watched the copy of Unmasked because I just got it in, like, the other day. And I've seen Spookies a couple spookies times. Spookies for life. <laughs> spookies is a mess, but it's 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 funny. It's a bad, shitty movie. It's a it it's really the is. best bad movie. People are like Troll yeah. Two. I'm like, no, this one's got more monsters, and it makes even <laughs> well, less. Troll Troll Two is such a cop out answer because Troll Two is so much better than so many of the bad better movies. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> like the yeah, best right? bad movie so. is Maximum Overdrive, right? No. Well, a lot of people think it's a good movie. I do, but it's because it's it's ridiculous. But I love it. I fucking hate that movie. I, I don't watch up. Maximum Overdrive. All the, I love it, man. I love the uh, ACDC soundtrack. Jerry, I love. Who I'm made a huge Emilio Westerviz fan. I'm a huge Emilio Westerviz fan. See, I, part of the reason well, that I hate my this favorite movie. is probably Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Yeah, part of the I mean, reason that's legitimately shitty, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, part of the reason I hate Maximum Overdrive is because I saw it in theaters on opening night. And if, <laughs> if you guys remember the marketing campaign, they were marketing that movie. Where he's like, if you want Stephen King to do a Stephen, or if you want somebody to do it yourself. Or yeah, I'm gonna, the, the whole, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. I bought into that. <laughs> Jerry's like, oh man, this is going to be so good. He's the he kind of guy that like writes into Fangoria. He's like got his, his popcorn and everything. I was down. so pissed off but at that. Exactly. I, I, I walked out of that I theater see, ready to start a mass murder. We'll that was, a, that was an underrated joke, Jeremy. That nobody yeah, we'll got. be reading over not dead mail coming up. No, it's good, man. It's good. It's good. <laughs> All right, best script, the lighthouse. Uh, I put Doctor Sleep. Um, I actually went with a film that's not horror, but I love the script in this one, and it's. You know, kind of thriller, mystery type thing. And that's Knives Out. Just wanted to show it some love. Knives Out is by far the best script of the year, regardless of genre. I think that script is so clever, but I couldn't give it the nod because it's not horror, honestly. Not horror at all. It's it's barely horror adjacent, honestly, for me. But no, you but see it's a trend a, here, it's right? Because he never has horror films listed, right? So <laughs> he's, just, he's the non-horror guy. He's the big horror guy that always... Comedy, home, but mystery, he's... thriller. Yeah. Who done it? Yeah, in that order. That's yeah, I've never really thought of who done it as horror films. Ultimately, no, it's a mystery. But I'm just saying, sure. it's like you know, it has murders. gothic feel to it too. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. My best script of the year is The Dead Don't Die. I'm glad to see love for that movie because I thought everybody oh, cool, hated man. it. I thought everybody hated it. I think every single scene with Bill Murray and Adam <clears throat> Driver together was fucking gold. Absolutely yeah, man, I loved, I loved it. Actions. I loved every single line they spoke in that movie. The end's I actually great recommended too. the movie. I recommended it to so many people, man. The I end's amazing great. too, right? Like, come on, that's so awesome. Ah, amazing might be a stretch, but I yes. like it. I just like <laughs> Bill. I like Bill Murray talking to all the zombies. I love it. Yeah, I just love how matter of fact everybody was. Like, oh, we it must be zombies. Like everybody just accepted the fact that they have zombies. Like no one questioned it. I love that. And Larry Fessenden's great at it too. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he's so trashy. He he put, he's eating the cat food. And he he like dumps the cat food out of the can and puts a spoon in his mouth. I almost threw up. Ew, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he great in everything though? He's the best part about <laughs> almost <the> everything. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, best script of the year for me is La Place the Demon. I thought it was great. So, one cut of the dead. Nice. Best director Eggers. Yeah, the same thing. I went with Andy Machete or whatever the fuck his name Muschietti. is. Machete. Yep. I was actually closer than I thought I would be. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, director of the year for me, Ari Aster. Sorry, moods. <laughs> mm, wait a minute. <laughs> That's on your list, but I'll Yeah, that was on your list. Oh, you're even going with that? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Um let me think then. I will go with Otherwise mine would be Jordan Peele. No, you're right. God damn it. Alright, come back to me. <laughs> I'll have something for you here in a sec. Uh Best Director, man, I gotta go with Gasper Noe. Um, I kind of have a cheat here because this director is on my list, but they also did another movie that won't be released till next year, but they directed it this year and it was released on festivals. I want to go Joe Bigos. Nice. So you already already seen VFW? No, but I hear it's fantastic and it looks great. And he did two fucking (laughs) movies in one year. But if you don't want that, fuck it. I'll go with the whoever did High Life. That was well directed. That's good. (laughs) Whoever did High Life. (laughs) Because I had to change it. Alright, my director of the year is going to be Lee Cronin, uh, The Hole in the Ground. Alright. Biggest industry news, the continued success of Joe Bob. That's a pretty good one. I didn't really know what to put for this one. To be honest. Did you put anything? No. I I dropped the ball. For me, it was Black Christmas. The the whole fiasco with that and the whole, like, you know, the director coming out and saying stuff and then everybody responding and then Joe Bob gets involved. And, you know, that was recency bias, maybe. But I, there wasn't no overarching... There wasn't any, sorry, uh, overarching um, sort of industry story this year like there was last year with the... No. So I went with Black Christmas. Um, my industry story of the year is going to be the fact that 2019 is the highest rated uh, Rotten Tomato score year in the history of cinema, uh, as far as Shut horror goes. Yeah. Fuck wow. up. Um, there, really? were, there were 24 wide release horror movies released this year. 13 of them are certified fresh, making the year average 62%, which is the highest since 1980 when it was 60% in 1980. So, yeah. Theatrical horror really kicked ass this year. 
pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I can just not follow that up because I couldn't think of anything huge for industry story, but to me, it was like something we mentioned off the top of the show, which was just the success of, um, I I should say the success of, you know, theatrical films and the lack of success of some of the films that are released um, theatrically too. So, okay. I mean, it's it's kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wrote Black Christmas Babies. That's all I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's being a fucking baby. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Think yeah. it looks like shit? Don't see it. I have right. to see everything, sadly. Yeah, but uh, that you're, we're all different. We'll see it even if we hear it's dog shit, if we're interested. We don't care. That's but we're weird. also not babies. We'll just have like, you we'll, seen it, though, Dave? No, I, I would have probably seen it. If Dude. It was, is it still even in theaters? No. Probably yeah, that's not. what I mean. <laughs> Dude, if you've seen it, you you would want to be loud about it. I mean, like if you're gonna do that and come out and put your social message in there and be right in your face with it, you should just make it balls to the wall, insane and gory and just intense, you know? Yep. Because they're probably thinking oh, yeah. the director's probably <clears throat> thinking how many fucking movies do they just make women shitty in throughout the entire movie? Like even all the way dating back to original old horror movies. So that's probably Dude, what they're I doing. I feel like but... she thinks she was so smart when she was writing. This. Oh, I'll have to see it. I'll have to see it. Like that's worse if somebody thinks they're clever. Like that's like when people used to call me Jesus, and it's like, yeah, I get it. I look like Jesus. That's all right. But if you think you're fucking, if you think you're fucking clever about it, I want to punch you in the fucking throat because you ain't clever. That's the sex per the like eighth person that said that to me. You know what I mean? Like, hey Jesus. I'm like, oh you gotta see you had some fucking college, buddy. Why don't you choke on the rest of your fucking teeth? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like when people think they're clever when they say something that's obvious, it's very annoying. What? Your it's delivery of like ranting is just so amusing. <laughs> you just keep going. You don't stutter or anything, it's perfect. Make you mad on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, they think it's funny. Um, that's why all my hair is gray and everybody thinks I'm 47. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, nobody mentioned In the Tall Grass, and I just want to bring it up because Patrick Wilson fucking killed it in that movie. And it made me laugh. Yeah, that was a good one. Nobody brought we it up. It. Our headliner in Halloween. What one? In the Tall Grass. It was our headliner for our oh, Halloween. Man. Patrick Wilson was so good in that movie. He was so yep. funny and scary. Yeah, there was good acting. That I've wasn't like overly fond of it but i liked him a lot that's what i liked about it i All actually right. did like the movie a lot uh, I, I dug it but he was the best part yeah by far all right so what are some films that you're looking forward to next year uh i'll well, go first okay do you have a top five i mean i got some that i'm looking forward to saw nine of course looking forward to that get some uh, chris rock and Samuel L. Jackson in the Saw universe. That should be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm down. Why uh, not? <laughs> Antlers. It's Saw, it's Saw 9. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Antlers Antlers looks pretty sick. That looks like a really good Del Toro influence kind of film. And um, the new Halloween, of course. I'm going to see how they do with Michael Myers somehow surviving in a building, burning building. That should be retarded how they're gonna say he got out of that no but... they're doing it in ma too as well what <laughs> ma's coming back baby this is freddy krueger ma <laughs> bigger and angrier than ever <laughs> that's about it and everybody should see the lodge because it's fucking awesome yeah the lodge is great to... who did that one a guy from goodbye mommy okay yeah 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 mm-hmm. Two people. Right. Good night, mommy. Whatever. Yeah, two two people are directing that one, I believe. Yeah. 
Um, I think Antebellum looks pretty cool. I think, honestly, yeah. I think Gretel and Hansel looks cool. And Fantasy Osgood. Island. Yeah. Good um, old Osgood on that Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, Osgood. I'll watch anything that guy does. Yep. Um, I do want to see the new Halloween, even though I was pretty disappointed with the last one. I just want to see if, you know, it's a Halloween film, so of course it's I'm good. It's all right. It was yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, Antlers looks cool. Um, and uh, Quiet Place too. I mean, why not? I, I did like the first one, so might be good. All right. I did an actual top five. Um, what you, number five. That was a, what? That was oh, like a top I thought five. you were just shouting out movies. Like Those that. were five movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, after Midnight, um, Jeremy Gardner's new film comes out next month. Uh, really excited for that because I just I, I've heard good things in the festival circuit, um, and I have a screener waiting on me. So as soon as this 2019 shit is over, uh, I could get to that. Uh, number four, Invisible Man. I trust Lee Whannell, and I did catch a little bit of the trailer before I realized what it was, and it looked pretty cool. Uh, I think the Invisible Man is, I think it's my favorite Universal monster movie. Um, from that era for sure and i really like hollow man so uh, i i like the concept uh number three halloween kills no matter what if there's a big three or a big four coming out i'm excited even though i did not like halloween what is it oh it's just halloween because that's 2018 what, yeah 20, 2018 dumb fucking name halloween uh yeah halloween kills which is also a fucking dumb name, but it's whatever. Dumber. Dude, it's, no, it's not dumber than Halloween uh, three it's times. It's dumber. It's cringe. Halloween, Halloween, and Halloween. That's Halloween kills. Halloween kills sucks. Like Halloween's gonna kill people. <laughs> no, it's saying like Hollow. Like if it's Halloween, it's so I think it's, it's I know fucking it's, terrible. Can't wait to watch Sadness Eats. <laughs> it's, it's weird. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, she's right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like but the season of Halloween's kill. Like, I yeah. don't know. Friday like Christmas farts. <laughs> I thought that was just their review of the last movie. Halloween killed. They should just put Halloween money sign at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good one. And then the next one they can put Halloween money sign, money sign. Yeah, it's genius. Cha-ching. We could call uh, it Halloween cha-ching. All right, then uh, number two. This was on my most anticipated list last year, too. And I don't know if it's coming out, but I'm just like so curious on it now. And I'm even more curious. It's the new mutants. It got announced to come out again. So <laughs> how many times now? I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so hyped when I heard the director say, like, I was super influenced by Elm Street 3 and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. Uh, and then my number one, fucking Candyman, dude. I'm nice. super excited to see what they do with Candyman, which is supposed to be a spiritual sequel. Yeah, because Tony Todd is back, so. Yep. All right. Um, I also did a top five most anticipated. So my number five, A Quiet Place 2, for obvious reasons. A Quiet Place was my number three movie of 2017, I think, or was it last year? Which, whatever year. It was my number three movie of the year. Uh, number four is going to be Candyman. Candyman is one of my all-time favorite guilty pleasure movies. Whoa. Um, oh, love pleasure. it. Ah, absolutely love that movie. Um, 
I can't objectively say it's a great movie. It's got a lot of problems. I can. I but, love. It. Oh no, I love it. I absolutely do. But I'm saying if I was if I was going to be objective and look at it like an actual movie reviewer, I could pick out a lot of stuff that would bring the rating down. Mm. But personally, I absolutely love it. Uh, number three, Antlers. Uh, I know nothing about it because I don't watch trailers. All I know is Guillermo's name is attached to it, so I am in. Uh, number two, The Conjuring 3. Absolutely love The Conjuring movies. Um, I may be one of the few people that like the second one more than the first. but I like the second one more. Nice. nice. Um, so, yeah, highly looking forward to The Conjuring 3. And then the last one. Might be a little bit of a surprise, but that's The Turning. Um, the Turning is based on The Turning of the Screw, which is one of my favorite novels ever. And the first film adaptation of that book was called The Innocence from back in 1961, which is also one of my favorite ghost stories ever. Oh, yeah. I absolutely uh, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, buddy, because I know you don't watch trailers, but I did watch the trailer to The Turning before I started decided not to watch trailers again, and it doesn't look very good. Well, I mean, all right. I mean, there's never. Been I was forced to watch it too, man. Ew, it looked, it looked bad. Here's hoping it's good, though. Yeah. Okay, so after midnight, definitely something I want to be checking out, man. New Jeremy Gardner film. That one definitely caught my interest. Um, Antler looks cool, man. I'm thinking of ending, ending things. Uh, was that mentioned? Nope. No. Ending what? things. I'm thinking of Ending Things by Charlie Kaufman. Man. He directed uh, Syndicate in New York um, with Philip Seymour Hoffman back in the 90s. It's and, not a horror film, but it's Amy really... Wolf's, uh, a couple of years ago, which was really good. I thought you were having yeah, like, a, a crisis for a second. I don't know. No, I haven't, seen, I haven't <laughs> seen that one, but uh, the fucking Syndicate in New York. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, man, but that's a trip in a motherfucking half. Emma Lisa's like all fucking stop motion. It's crazy. Is it? Yeah, so anyway, yeah, Syndicate in New York it was... Shit, man, I love that fucking movie. It's so cool. Not a horror film, but really, really interestingly strange. Um, Last Night in Soho, man. I mean, it just sounds interesting to me, man. Edgar Wright, gotta do it. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fantasy Island just, like, piques my fucking interest so much because I love, <laughs> I love fucking, you know, I love that shit, so... Um, what about Amityville Vibrator? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, next year, like, fuck, what the fuck is with next year, man? It's like, okay, seriously. Actually, I, I won't lie, though, man. I'm really interested in seeing if all these Fear Street movies actually come out because I grew up with those and I read, like, all those books. So if they actually put out the Fear Street trilogy or whatever the fuck they're going to be doing, I'm kind of looking forward to that, but I don't know. Have you guys heard of um, Army of the Dead? I directed it. Yeah, uh, that's... Um... New... <laughs> It's the new uh, Zack Snyder film. Yeah, yeah. Is that for Netflix? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It is for Netflix, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for next year, so sequels, prequels, and like remakes and fucking reboots and shit. Terror Fire 2. That's supposed to hit. Dude, The Conjuring 3, Purge 5, new Saw film, Quiet Place 2, Wrong Turn, The Foundation, which is probably a prequel. Uh, Halloween Kills, Escape Room 2, Brahma's The Boy 2, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, what the fuck, Remakes, Candyman, Invisible Man, The Grudge, Candyman's Hansel, sequel, fuck off, Gretel and Hansel and the Witches, like, 
dude, 2020 is shaping up to be that year. Like, we didn't have any... If, even if half these materialize, we have more uh, remakes and sequels and shit than we had all of this year. I'm down, though, because most of those I'm excited for. Eh, none of those are like, on what, my list. What, what, what are you excited for? Like, I, there's nothing Candyman, there that even... Um, I'm excited I will for the say, new Saw movie. If uh, Ghostbusters materializes and comes out, I am curious because I'm a huge... Well, the trailer the trailer's trailer's already is already out. definitely okay. coming out. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it's coming. It, you can produce a trailer. It doesn't... No, it's, like, it, it's, it's like done. shot, like stamped, ready to go. <laughs> It's sad all them Ghostbusters movies are caught in this political shit now. Like, <laughs> like half the people feel like they can't even say their honest opinion about anything Ghostbusters now without being, like, ridiculed. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. Ridiculous. It's like, who cares? Quiet place and that's two, more of a reason why that shit's not going to come out. Invisible Man. Uh, Fantasy Island looks cool. So, yeah, a lot of the sequels slash reboots or whatever, I'm, 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 I'm cool with. I think that Baby Yaga film sounds kind of cool, man. That uh, it's like a Russian supernatural film that's coming out. That sounds actually kind of cool. So, but I mean, honestly, dude, looking at what I've can research and but find keep, that's coming keep out in mind, besides dude, some of the it's... film festival films that have come out, like I mean, it doesn't look great for next year. So I, I got some I'm, I'm interested hyped. in right here. I'm more hyped next year than I was for this year previewing it, but. Uh, keep in mind also that like the films that we don't know like the reason we're noticing like all the garage and the like all the ones oh Colorado Space that's another one too but is oh, because fuck yeah, I forgot about yeah, that you guys Shit. are talking about every goddamn thing let me spit my five out right quick <laughs> <laughs> Colorado Space how the fuck did I forget Midnight, that Antlers and uh, you guys mentioned those and Colorado Space was on there uh, the Golden Glove which looks like a great serial killer movie. Come the Dad oh, yeah. with Elijah Wood sounds awesome. And VFW sounds badass. Sultan Precinct 13, Joe Bigos, yeah. uh, great cast, fighting off uh, junkies. Yeah. For uh, sure, man. Color Space. How the fuck did I forget about that? It was like my most anticipated movie, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, Stupid. you know, like like I was saying, like you have these films, and of course we're going to notice the ones that are like of, of note, no, like the ones that exist already, but like there's going to be tons of stuff that we have no idea what it is, like Bliss that comes out, you know what I mean? And we won't know until it's there. Uh, 100%, but I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, you know, get away from the fact that there's a lot of sequels and, you know, kind of remakes and shit that are coming out next year compared to this year. We're at the end of yeah, 2019. We year. had four remakes. We had a couple sequels. We already have more listed before the year starts than we know that might be coming out. Mm-hmm. That's my point. It's crazy. Like I just said, it's kind of, it kind of skipped 2019 and we're going into 2020 having a lot of the shit. Oh, of course, it's going to be a lot of great indie films. I'm, I'm sure next year won't be bad at all. And then, you know, a six will be back on the show and we'll be talking about how much mid lamer two sucks. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about how awesome Candyman was. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but how many of your top ten actually have you heard of before? You know what I mean? Before the year before. Like, uh, I know for- yeah, not a lot. Midsommar I heard of. Us. I met Thumbbad, Black Forest, and Bliss. I didn't hear a goddamn thing about. It. I don't think the I heard only about thing Black I think Pulsar I knew either. was maybe Lighthouse was one. What? Yeah, yeah the we Lighthouse knew. We knew def- Lighthouse. We knew. And we knew Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Climax. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Yeah, a couple, I, I'd only but... heard of like four of the of my top ten. Well, shit. Now Dave has a full year to prep. He's gonna watch like 450 2020 movies. <laughs> if you guys want me back on, I will. But if not, I am not doing that shit again. I think we have to have you back on. Oh, yeah. Point. Oh, man, man. You're like the highlight of the show. 
Yeah, we got to try harder to piss you off next year. <laughs> Just start talking about scary stories, having real uh, realistic fucking 60s. You know they announced the sequel, right? I guess I'll have to see it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, right. it's not that bad. I gave it right down the middle. Is that the show, uh, Seven Hours? Yeah, because Mood said the show wasn't going to be seven hours. It's almost eight. Uh, no, it was just... It's seven. It's just over seven right now. Yeah, <laughs> just over seven. Uh-oh. So crazy. I thought, we, I thought we made pretty good. Is that our longest single show? Probably. Uh, no, I think we actually. I don't know, man. I think Chills on the Corn was over seven hours, and that uh, was we were just, just show. not. We were just uh, talking that long, but the actual show didn't end up that long. Dude, we just put in a, a shift at work. I was five. just gonna say that eight hours, but it's only one o'clock. If you're on the West Coast. Dude, <laughs> no one ain't on the West Coast. No is Jerry on the West Coast? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Jerry's Him on and, the West Coast. Yeah. Me and Jerry like, are like, I'm it's actually, 1 o'clock. I'm actually starting to get tired. I can still go to the yeah. bar for a couple uh, hours. Children of the Corn was, was only four hours and 45 minutes. I was staring at oh. my paper and like hallucinating. Like it was fucking the, the letters were moving and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had franchise shows that were definitely close to seven hours. we've had six hour shows i know we've oh, had yeah. six by the way shows. if you guys ever do witchcraft or whatever that fucking it's our last episode i'm not doing it there you so are you ain't asking me to You're do it contractually do it. obligated i didn't sign shit motherfucker <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's the shit, last man. 22 shots episode is witchcraft it's funny that we have a planned last episode like what the hell is that witchcraft plan that that's Jeremy. always been the plan. <laughs> Jeremy planned yeah, it. It'll, it'll be the never-ending episode because by the time it yeah. comes out, there'll be six hundred of them fucking things. Well, well, also, that would be the most epic episode. Also, ever it keeps us from not wanting to quit because we're like, then we have to do witchcraft. <laughs> You're gonna fill up your hall of pain. I think we gotta You're we gotta, gotta pick up, up our shows, anyways, man. The stock in the show has gone way down. I, I, I honestly months, think so. what you guys should do is say say you get three hundred titles in a hall of pain, you guys are done. You watch too many bad movies, your brains are fried, you can't do it anymore. There's only like there's like under twenty in there now. Well, maybe you yeah. maybe do a hundred and then say we got a hundred Hall of Pain movies, that's enough. We haven't had a Hall of Pain since episode one hundred and fifty three, which was Gorda. Re- review fucking Maniac Farmer. Oh God, no! Don't. Well, the problem is, like, we, we can't get Hall of Painters anymore because they're all Patreon, and people usually give us decent films for main reviews. Mikey right? Fisher is so, in there for one. It's like impossible. It's like impossible. Mikey Fisher is in there with. Uh, so what you're saying is, like, when we picked our, if own he would reviews, start doing feature shit. reviews. If he started doing feature reviews, man, oh, fuck, we would have one every week. I every week we'd have one. I ain't trying to waste your time when I pick a movie. I don't want to waste your guys' time. It ain't a waste mm-hmm. of time if you have fun. All right. Am I doing the outro? Absolutely, man. All no, right. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so are we done? <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> done. I'm tapping out. I'm done. It's 1 o'clock. It's about to die. Dude, it's one, dude, we still have like three, four more hours of drinking to go here. Now. Yeah, That's shit. Good. I was about to go watch a movie. Yeah, I'm gonna watch a movie, but I'm fucking laying down. I'm hungry as dicks too. I, got, I need to go eat too. Actually, yeah, I so. haven't eaten since I left work, so yeah, I'm dying. Uh, All right, let's fun. wrap it. All right, man, let's do this, man. All right, thank you everybody for listening to episode. I don't even know because I haven't been here of the Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. As always, if you want to follow the man, Moods and Stuff, you do face so. every time you do that. What? Hey, if you want to, yeah, it was so deep into your mic. It's We're not going to give people a chance to give their 
their social media fucking outlets, man, like Dave and Jerry and shit like That's that. During That's during the going? outro. Why don't you let me handle it for once? <laughs> Are we doing the outro right now? Let me talk. YouTube.com slash 616. If you want to follow JP, you can do so at YouTube.com slash DoubleShotJ. Follow me on my channel at YouTube.com slash NESRO22. And if you follow these three fuckers at, go ahead, Carly. I uh, follow me on YouTube at Carly317. And hey. I also have two podcasts, uh, Movie versus Movie Podcast and Cellular Dissections on Horophilia. Hey. And Jerry. No Netflix and chill? Uh, well. <laughs> that, that was such a dick. <laughs> no, I thought we were doing, we were going to revamp Netflix and chill a little bit. No, Netflix and chill is existing. I said that we were going to start a new thing. All right, and Netflix and chill. Okay, someone else go oh, now. fucking Jerry. Jeep, you start a new thing and it's going to fuck everything up. And Jerry, <laughs> here, please give your 57 podcasts. All right, I'm not going to list the 47 podcasts I'm on. If you if you turn on something on the Horophilia Network, it's a coin flip that I'm going to be on it. So look <laughs> That's absolutely it. true. Uh, social media, Twitter, at Jerry Venom, Instagram, at Venom Horror. Uh, email Mr. Venom Podcasts at gmail.com. And All right. Dave. Mr. Parka, M R P A R K A. One word, no period, no space. YouTube. And if, and if you don't know him, what the fuck are you listening to us? Uh, okay. Go to our website, 22shotsofmoodsandhorror.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at the 22shotsofmoodsandhorror at gmail.com. Uh, really, only Peter writes us, so that's okay. <laughs> that's not true. Block uh, that guy, people. Please just do yourself a favor. You can, leave, a us, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. And once again, nobody calls us besides Peter. And you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. Join us on the Facebook page, facebook.com search for 22shots and moods into our podcast. Please help get the sand sucked out of my vagina at patreon.com slash 22shotspodcast. And please buy a 22 Shots of Moods and Horror t-shirt because I still have 55 left in my basement. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that should do uh, it for this week's episode of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. We'll be back next week with, I think, some found footage movies. I think. But that should do it, everybody. With Derek? With Derek. Okay, bye. Oh, happy New Year. Gee. See ya. Happy New Year. Bye. See you fuckers next year in 2020, assholes. Yeah. Adios. Yeah. Gee. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy New Year.